Okay, let's stop that because it seems to be not working properly. I apologize. We have fires going on over here in California. I needed to go live anyways, but the problem that we have over here is uh, we have all these planes. I live in an area, I think I've said this before, and if not, you guys, I'll tell you this now. I live in Carmichael, which is right outside of Sacramento, so that means I have four airports, international airports around me, right? So I have two military bases and two international airports less than seven miles from where I'm sitting right now. All, that's the hub for all of the firefighting planes, the big planes and helicopters uh, that fight fires in California. We have a ton of fires going on north of me. So I'm constantly having big, huge planes flying over over my house at, you know, at like less than 20,000 feet. They're literally just taking off. It's loud. Sometimes they're so loud, everything rattles, right, as they're flying out. So that disrupts my internet a little bit. And, and obviously that right there, me playing that video, last time I was on air, I played the video the same way and it didn't have any problem, right? <laughs> so Melissa, welcome. Dennis, welcome, right? Well, share this, this out, share this out, share this out, Cheryl, welcome. Um, so hopefully we won't have too many problems with the internet. I'm not going to turn my camera on um, because I'm going to be reading. and It'd be kind of weird me, you guys see me on camera holding up a piece of paper, looking at the piece of paper, <laughs> right? So I'm going to re- be reading from that because there's some numbers that I want to tell you guys. So I want to talk about, like I said, share this out. This is Orion Rising. I'm your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. So I'm going to be talking about COVID today. I also want to talk about Afghanistan. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. The biggest military debacle in, mil- in U.S. military history. Makes the Bay of Pigs look like a walk in the park. Makes Vietnam, and including the fall of Saigon, Makes it look like a cakewalk, right? This was the worst planned extraction or retreation, however you want to put it, in the history of the world. Now, it was going to go this way. It was going to go this way no matter what. Let me tell you why. Afghanis have a couple of sayings that they say, right? Hold on a second. Now, my mother has just decided to walk in. So please bear with me while I'm live on air as I find out what my mother is wanting to do. Yes, ma'am. Nobody's coming here, mother. What can I do for you? Why are you here? Okay, go and watch TV. I'm on air now, okay? All right. I'll come and check in on you in a, in a few minutes, okay? I apologize for that. Live television. I am my mother's caregiver. She's 77, and she has Alzheimer's, so I take care of her, and I, I didn't tell her I was going live, and I closed the door to the office, and she realized the door was closed, and she came in to um, <laughs> ask what was going on. Uh, and then she thought somebody was coming here because I have the window open uh, or the blinds open, and I can see you know the front door into the house and outside. Uh, and she thought maybe I was waiting for somebody and had the door open. I just do that for extra lighting. Okay, so <laughs> right, so so let's look at now. Let's let's look at this. The Afghanis have a few sayings that are important to know here. Okay, now let's look at military history. I come from a military family. Everyone in my family, except for myself and my brother, and my now my sisters. Right, this generation is the only generation that did not join the American military since we've gotten to America. Okay. Military history and all of that is, you know, um, the O'Neill household was the was the military academy 
um, and you needed to know all everything about the background of all military forces everywhere. This is not a joke, <laughs> right? By the time I was 18, I could tell the silhouettes, just like as if I was going to join the Marine Corps or the Army or anyone, I could tell the silhouettes of every single armament that crawled, flew underwater, above air, in the space from every single nation around the world. That is not a joke. That's the way my family was. I didn't join the American military. You guys know that if you know my history. But some of the things that you need to know are the Afghanis have a couple of things. One is that Afghanistan is the graveyard of empires. That is, They say that because it's true. No empire ever has been able to conquer Afghanistan longer than 20 years before they retreated. The Russians did it before us. The English did it before them. The French did it before them. The English did it again before that. And that's just in the last hundred years. They just wait. Death by a thousand slashes. The other saying that they have is, referring this time to the Americans, but insert whoever is trying to occupy them. America has all the watches. We have nothing but time. Okay, ask anybody who has ever served there. I did not serve there, so I'm not getting this from there. I'm getting this from people who have and from people who are from there. Okay. So what you saw happen over the weekend in the minds of the Middle East and especially the Afghanis was America getting their asses kicked out of the country to the extent of when the United States won their freedom from the English and they retreated. Then we have the gall today to come out with our mealy mouth little general. Now, I can't say that about him. Honestly, he might be a good general because I don't believe that this was his fault. So he's trying to do what he can with damage control. And he's saying, if they do anything that they didn't promise and they harm our people at all, we will come down upon them with furious vengeance from the Lord. Right. And, and you know, I'm just, you know, paraphrasing from from Pulp Fiction there when um, what's his name went raving and then shot the guys. But that's what he was doing today. Saber rattling. And saying that we, we we who you just kicked our ass and kicked us out. We're going to be tough guys if you don't do what we tell you to do. That's going to go over like a ton of bricks, period. Okay? So I had made a comment, and it was off air, but I made a comment that I eventually heard someone say on air, similar. But I had made a comment on off air that I could find a five-year-old who could have planned that exit strategy better. Because you have half a brain, you know that you need to get there's people throughout the entire country, not just in the city that now you're down to one little airbase. It wasn't even an airbase. It was an international airport. They gave up the airbase that they had that was protected from invasion to have this little tiny international airport that now they're trying to fortify. They had to triple the amount of people that we had in country, occupying the country, to hold this little teeny base. And they're surrounded. Okay, the only thing that, that we have is air superiority. And I don't believe they're running sorties over this country as we speak. Okay, so let me preface that, getting back to when I said sorties, it reminded me of where I was going before I went on to this and COVID. So quickly. Um, so yesterday I went out to go to the post office and then go uh, 
run some errands and come home. Took me 30 minutes. In that time period, I counted 10 outgoing sorties. So that's 20 outgoing sorties flying over my house per hour. That's not that's not a joke. Just before I went on air, one went out. So I will, I'll be expecting to hear one in the next five minutes, right? And that's because the fire went from one of the fires. We have like 10 up here. One of the fires went from 5,000 acres to 64,000 acres overnight. Actually, within hours overnight last night. The wind kicked up. And so, wow, it went crazy here. So starting yesterday and this morning uh, and all day today, they're just round trip in and out, in and out. So 20 sorties outbound per hour. That means 20 sorties inbound per hour to refuel. Right. So that, that's what's happening here going over my house. Uh, yeah, well, what happened is the, the wind, uh, Melissa, she said, what in the fuck in the chat from Facebook? So you guys uh, on the MP3 uh, file can't hear that or, or read it. So, yeah, so that's what we got going on up here. The, the wind started up like really serious wind, kicked up to like 35 miles an hour overnight. And uh, the, it, the one of the I was watching 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I was watching the news and there was a girl from the local station up here and she was literally out there next to the fire standing five feet from it. And she was walking around and she was, she goes, look, we literally were just here 30 seconds ago, which they were. And I apologize if you heard my phone in the background, I forgot to um, mute it. I used to do that before I go on air, but I didn't. So um, literally the fire had like completely tripled just on the side of the road where she was standing uh, in a few seconds and 30 seconds or so. And I was like, she needs to get out of there. That's becoming dangerous. And she realized that at some point or the producer did, or the cameraman did. And they went, wow, we need to get out of here. <laughs> right? So they got out of there. So it's crazy, uh, that they're getting some under control and then others are just going out of control. And it has to do with the wind and the, in the, um, most of it. See, here's the problem that we have out here. Out here we have, and this is where I'm going to trigger some of you liberals because I'm because the liberal Democrats are in charge of the state of California, and they have been for a long time. They decided not to spend the money to go out and take care of the forest. There's a there's what's called deforestation, and that doesn't mean going out and chopping down the forest itself. That means going out into the forest with personnel and finding trees that are down and dead and removing them. OK, and the, the, so the state government has decided for for uh, all the way back to Schwarzenegger, he was spending money to do it. But they were stonewalling him because it had something to do with they were saying nature and nature takes care of itself. So then when a brush fire starts, you have all these down trees that's that is, uh, you know, uh, tinder for the for the fire to just go insanely huge. And you have to remember that the trees we have up in the mountains here are like 240 feet tall, average. And that's not even the great redwoods, which are taller. So the trees that we have here in this state are very tall trees. So if you have one that falls over or 10 that falls over, think about the distance. 240 feet is the average uh, uh, tree length. So it falls over and there's 240 feet now of kindling wood laying on the floor of the, of the um, forest. And they didn't do anything about clearing that. So they didn't clear the brush. They didn't clear the dead grass. And they didn't clear any of the fallen trees, tree limbs, or any of that for like decades. 
So the fires keep increasingly getting worse and worse and worse because as soon as somebody flicks a cigarette out the window, it catches on the side of the road. And now it has literally it has a dry tender box of matches just waiting to go up. And that's what happens. And it creates a firestorm. And then all you guys out there get this idea in your head that the, the American government has a device that shoots laser fire down from the sky and that you have all these theories that the fire doesn't burn like that. And you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, I've lived in the state. Of, I was born in the state of California. I, my father was a firefighter at one time. My father did a bunch of stuff. My people like trip on the things that I say I did. My father was a, a secret service agent, not for the federal government, but for um, uh, uh, Alexander Graham Bell for Ma Bell. There's weird. They they have their own security force and their own secret service. And he was an undercover secret service agent for them. Uh, and then he was a police officer. He was a fireman. He was you know in the military. Uh, and uh, and he was, uh, you know, in the Second World War, fought against the Japanese. So and then he was a cook We never got his chef's license. But the, and, and then then the guy ended up a janitor before he died. Right. And he got paid way good money for the for the 60s, 70s and 80s. A lot of really good money. He got paid more money doing his janitorial business than I did when I was uh, hired as a manager. I was surprised how much money he made. So, I mean, he wasn't rich. Come on. But. You know, he would explain things to you. And, and when when the fire happens, I was up in um, back in, I guess it was, I don't know what year it was now, 92, 93. Maybe it was a little bit before that. I was up here when that when a fire came through up north, uh, right near where that's one's burning now. And I was up at my buddy's cabin and we went up there to cut back the brush. Every year we would go up there and we cut back the brush on his property. So if there were fires, there would be a less likelihood of the fire continuing to spread and burn the cabins. So everybody would go up and, and cut back the brush just after springtime when all that was there going into summer, uh, going before fire season. Right. So we understood what was happening. There was a fire that was there at the time. We stayed and we continued cutting back this brush and we had a, uh, an old baseball diamond that nobody used anymore that was directly across the street from his cabin. So we went and cut the brush off of that as well. So what they ended up using that as a line of defense. When they came down and realized what we had done, we had cut back almost a whole acre and we had it all piled up in one spot. They, they literally could scoop it up and take it, haul it off or burn it on their own. I don't know which they did. I think they burned it. It was actually the in the uh, in the ditch. They you know uh, up in the mountains they don't have like regular gutters up in these places, so they have the the runoff ditches, and we piled it all in there. They just burned it, I believe. That would be what I would have done. So we stayed up there. They even turned off the water. They had taken down our names, and they had us listening to a radio station. And they and they said eventually we're going to have to come and get you out, right? Because everybody else has been evacuated from the valley. You're the only people left up here. So we stayed there until they literally said you have to go now. We're closing the highway and we're only holding it open for you guys to get out. And so we left and, the, and we drove like through this whole, um, um, it must have been a mile of fire, fire trucks. No joke. And it ended up jumping that highway, by the way. But his cabin was saved. We went back up later that day after we went home. We went home, showered. We ended up going back up there and the whole forest was burned down around this cabin and all the cabins that were up there. Okay, so when a fire gets really, really hot, it becomes a firestorm. And then it turns that red orange color. And that is super heated, almost to the same temperature as the sun. Not quite, but close. So when people say, oh my God, these cars just melted down. That doesn't happen with normal fires. Yes, it does. When there's a wildfire and it gets crazy out of control, they don't normally burn cities down. 
except for these people who live up in the mountains. So they're literally just houses within the trees. So they're living in the forest. Not It's not like they're living in a major city like here I am in Carmichael and, the, and a fire comes through here. It would be nowhere near the same because it wouldn't have the fuel to turn into a firestorm. I've seen that. When I was leaving, this is my point of telling that story. When we were leaving, it must have been hundreds of feet tall, this cloud. And the flames were, were literally shooting up all that way. It was literally blocking out the sun. And you could see the glow of the sun, but you could also see the glow of the fire in the, in the uh, clouds. So it was so hot and so much flame that it was literally lasting up into the air by hundreds of feet in the air. Okay, so that happens. So if you look at the like the news and you watch the news out here in California, you'll see that same stuff. And they were actually telling you that on the news the other day. Know that these trees are 240 feet uh, tall. And now we go from the camera shot at uh, whatever it was. They were at 19,000 feet and the trees look like they're about an inch tall, but they're literally 200. And the flames were shooting another 100 feet above that. You could see it happening. Okay, so the firestorms get really bad and we're dealing with that out here. Right. And now the air quality is horrible. Uh, my well, washing is out on the back patio and I went out there to do the wash and um, I started having problems breathing just from breathing the smoke in the air that's here right now. Right. So that's what a lot of us have to dealing with here, not just COVID in the state of California. But and then you, you guys live anywhere in the in the east from us up here. You're getting all the smoke. That stuff's blowing across the nation. And, and sometimes the, the air changes directions. Right now it's pushing out towards the ocean. So we're getting the smoke in the cities here in the valley. Normally it's pushing up over the mountains and it takes off and goes into Nevada and, and Utah and, and straight across like that. Idaho and all that gets it. You guys have been getting it from us. But it might be too high, but you guys have been getting it. Okay. So that's the situation there. Now let's go back to, right, this debacle. All right. So. When I said that, I could find a five-year-old, one of the guys on Fox, um, what's his name, um, Jesse Waters. He said, I could have my son draw up the plans. His son's like four months old, five months old, and he would have been able to figure it out. Okay, so let me let me explain what I think's happening here. Camel Toe Harris is completely amiss, right? Everybody's quiet. Nobody's speaking. And the ones that are are the, the Secretary of Defense and the, and the Assistant Secretary of Defense and a couple of generals. And they're doing damage control. But one thing is important here, guys. They're all pointing the finger at Joe Biden. Now you have the media on all channels throwing Joe Biden under the bus. What is going on? What I believe is happening now is you're seeing the precursor to them removing him from office for being unfit. They had him get up and talk about COVID today for 25 minutes or so and then walk away. He almost ran from the podium. Didn't say a word about what's going on in Afghanistan and didn't take a question. And I'm sure they told him to do that on purpose. So what I think is happening here is, that, is this. Now, the debacle at the bottom of the, uh, you know, the, the border, allowing all these people in. I'm going to explain why I think, yeah, it's weird, right? Melissa, that's weird. Right time for Harris to step in. Dennis, you're onto it, my friend. Right? I mean, yeah, he's giving the, the face because that's, yeah, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're trying to figure that out, whether they control her or not. Because think about it. She'll be the first female president and the first, they always want to say she's half Arabic, by the way, but they don't talk about that. They only talk about the fact that she's half African-American, which is really weird. I mean, why would you not, like, you pick one over the other. You're 50-50. So 
here, so look at this. So they, they have the southern border where they're flooding the, the human wave after human wave. And what are they doing? They're picking them up. This is true, guys. I'm not making this up. All right. This is true. So I know that some of you think I'm a Republican. I'm not. All right. Because that because the Republicans have like just as much going on here. And we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Okay. So. So you have the southern border that is a disaster and all these people are coming here and they're putting them on buses until people started filming it. So now they put them on buses and take them directly to a military base. Then they load them onto planes, private planes, not military planes, private planes that are or actually commercial planes that they're leasing. And now they're flying them to cities that are Republican cities. Why are they doing that? There's only one reason they're doing that is because they're telling them, remember who freed you. Remember who's bringing you here, the Democrats. You vote for us. Now they're changing. They're trying to change the demographic and the vote across the United States by packing the deck with these people coming across the southern border. And on top of that, now, now we have people, refugees coming from Afghanistan, and they're, they're flying them out. And guess where they're flying them to? Republican states. You're right. So far, three military bases in Texas. Why? Because they want Texas to be turned to Democratic state. Why? Why? Because they're trying to, and if you're not aware of this, guys, you need to be. There, and those of you who are Democrats or who are liberals, if you're really truly a liberal, you've got to be pissed off about a lot of what's going on here. But if you're just towing the line because you're a Democrat, you have no idea what's happening here. What's happening here is they're bringing in refugees now from Afghanistan and from the southern border. They're also letting Joe float the southern border. Remember Kamala Harris wouldn't go there? Right? Kamala Harris wouldn't go to the border. She didn't want to be part of the border. and She never actually went to the border. Okay, now why is that? She was distancing herself from the, the border because the Bidens were trying to make her be in charge of the border. She doesn't want to have any part of that. So she made it very clear, and I'm sure to the squad and everybody else, she said, this is Joe's. Why? Because this is their plan. So Joe gets the border, right? He, he, that's a debacle. First thing Joe did was he, they had him they had him sign all these presidential edicts that took our, our gas and our energy freedom away. We were completely independent. Gas prices were under a dollar. They were about a dollar eighty-five nationally. Yesterday they were four dollars and fifty-five cents here in the state of California for the same gasoline that eight months ago was a, a dollar two ninety-eight. Actually, it was a two dollars and twenty cents or something. Okay. So our gas prices have gone up. That's on Joe. He's the one that signed the presidential of uh, things. Then our food prices are going up. All the prices in restaurants are going up. Inflation is going up. And then we have the people wanting more money. So the people at the restaurants have to charge us more money for our services. So now everything's going up and everybody wants a raise. Now, here's the problem, people. When you get a raise, everybody raises the prices of everything because they have to, to augment. They still want to make their money. So if you give, if you have to, if you're forced to give your employees a raise, that means that's out of your profit. So you want to still make a profit. You have to make money to survive. So you have to raise your prices so that you still make the same amount of money so that you can pay all your employees, pay for all the food and the goods and services to get the food to the people and all the people that are serving you and cooking it and, and the whole nines and pay the rent and the lights. Okay. So we, we, then you have inflation on top of that, which is driving everything up. All of that is now being pinned on Joe Biden. By the Democrats. Okay, they see what the Republicans finally stood up and they're doing, and they're being blatantly open about it here in California. Stop the Republican recall. They're abusing power. And the number one candidate, the only guy they're afraid of, Larry Elder, he was spreading dangerous conspiracy theories, they say on the news. 
Okay, but I say this to you people here in the state of California who are going to be voting if you hear my voice before you vote. I said this before. I said this last week or two weeks ago when I was talking about the news. Remember what Gavin Newsom did to this state. He took San Francisco and turned it in from a booming metropolis to, to a place where, where uh, you had to have an app to know what street to not walk down so you wouldn't step in, in uh, feces or you wouldn't sit down on a needle and get, uh, and get a disease. He turned that, that city into a, a complete pit, and now he's doing it to the entire state. Okay, if you go to the Sacramento, fly in, just fly into Sacramento, take a tour of Sacramento, and, and you have to do it in the, in the morning. Get here in the morning and then, and then leave after dark. Because what you'll see is you'll see all the homeless people sleeping everywhere, and then they all get up because they're all shooed away, like from the state capitol. They sleep around the state capitol on the grounds. The benches, everything, and then they're then they're moved, move away, go move along, and then they have to hose everything down. They tell the employees don't eat out there because the bacteria levels are still super high. You're going to catch some bad disease if you go and eat your food outside on our, our tables. <clears throat> okay, sorry, I got dry dry palate here. Hold on, I'm talking too much and not having anything. I didn't bring water with me. I just brought a little bit of coffee today. And then, right, and then uh, pay for all the stimulus checks, right? So all the money that they're spending, that's another thing, all the money that they're spending uh, willy-nilly and cr trying to, cr uh, to get all these bills through and all these laws through that are trillions and trillions and trillions of dollar, dollars drives up the, it drives the, the amount of the currency, it drives, the, the, it drives what the worth of the American dollar is down. And that causes the inflation. So now they, they're inflating on purpose. And and then the the you know your dollar is only worth like a nickel now, compared to what it was worth in the seventies. It's worth about five cents. Someone told me three cents. I don't know if I buy it that bad. Five cents is bad enough. Okay. So, the American dollar was so strong for so long because it was backed up by actual metals. That's why Donald Trump wanted to get off of the 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 uh, standard that we're on now and get back on the gold standard and, you know, get away from the banks, the central banking. And they fought real hard about that and get against it because that's their control. Right. Green eggs. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Green eggs. He says, hello, Mr. O'Neill. Welcome, my friend. So, so you got that going on. Now, remember all the jobs that was taken away from you with this, this closure. They didn't care about the people. They just cared about the corporations. So all of you out there who are registered as anything, you should be pissed off. You lost your job or your company, all the, all the employees uh, you know, that, that lost their jobs and all that stuff that was going on. Uh, and, and there's so many people that are homeless in this state because the cost of living here has been pushed up so high that during and you guys don't know this because you know you may have heard a little bit about it when there was on the on the national news but there's this really really bad homeless problem here in California and um Gavin Newsom the governor said well the president needs to raise the amount of money that they give to people there's an incentive uh, to help you buy a house or or get into a house that you can get from the government's alone you can get from the government and you have to pay it back I think and some of you don't have to Right. But the president said, no, we have one price for all of America. We can't start doing this individual thing because then it breaks down to what each block by block because the houses are more expensive on one side of the street than the other. So, no. So you have to lower the amount of cost for these houses in your state. 
And he refused to do that. So he allowed the millions of people that are just a one paycheck away from getting back into a house, but they're on the homeless. He left them all out on the streets. They don't know about it because they don't have a TV to find this out. Okay. So think about that when you vote, whether or not you want to recall this guy and whether you need somebody else in office. I don't care who it is. Right. I don't care who it is. My family are, are, are split between who they're voting for. My sister, one of my sisters voted for Caitlyn Jenner. Right. So, I mean, the choice is yours, but we need to get this guy out of office. So, so yes, the Republicans did step up and they went after, but they didn't have to do anything. See, there was no foul play. So when they went after the governor of, of uh, New York, he did it to himself. He was molesting and raping women and groping women. And then, of course, he was before that, he locked up a bunch of people in the, and killed, was responsible for. And so were many other Democratic governors doing the same thing that he did and senselessly uh, uh, getting people infected and dying from COVID. This is not a lie. It's true. Republicans were like, no, we don't, we need to have them in the hospital. We need to you know, separate. And, but they didn't handle it as well either. But I have some numbers here and this is, there's a reason for that because if you go to look, oh, there's my brother. Hi brother. There's my real brother in real life. He just said, hello, Jeff Neal. That's my brother. He's my blood brother. He's my little brother. Okay. So if you go and look at the numbers, Right. I, I'm going to have to find this because in one of my shows that I did, I got the numbers from the CDC and it had I asked the CDC, I went to their website, how many people die from the flu in the United States each year? And they have a um, they have a, a number there that's an average that they started like back in 1969 is when they really started taking uh, everything seriously and keeping track of everything like baseball scores. They know the averages of everything. So when I looked that up, it's on my show. It was between 170,000 and 270,000 people per year die from influenza in the United States of America. If you look that up now, they say 70,000. That number was changed. Why? Well, because they wanted COVID to be really bad, but they just admitted a few things. They just admitted that, wait a minute, nobody died from the flu in 2020. And then people say, well, we eradicated the flu. That's why. That's not why. They counted everything as COVID. And you know what? And then we, I talked about that we had them uh, uh, paying hospitals to list people as COVID. And everyone said that was a lie and it was a conspiracy theory and it was taken, my show was taken down off air and I had to rename the show to get it back on air. That's in my archives. You can go and find that out. Now they're suing, the, the government is suing Kaiser Permanente for doing just that, overlisting to get money. And, I, and I'm not saying they're the only company that did it. All companies did it. And I had proof of that. You can go back in my archives. All companies did it. There, and, and people were doing that all the way across the, the country. I had whistleblowers on my show, some that I took from their show, their video that they put out, and I put it on my show so you could see it. Okay, so they were being incentivized. They're being paid money to intubate. That's putting you on a respirator. And then also to list you as COVID. So everybody got listed as COVID that died from any flu or any upper respiratory problem all of 2020. So all of the numbers that are normally between 120,000 and 220,000 minimum deaths just from flu were listed as COVID. So how many people died in 2020 from COVID? Right? Well, then here's the number of the total uh, people who have died, right? Let me see if I can find the actual for, for the country. Yeah, here's the totals of 619,827 in 18 months. 
But see, here's the problem. I've been writing down. I wrote these down, not every single day, but I'll, I'll tell you the like the third. I started on the third of August, and I'm and I'm watching the same channel, so I'm not getting different numbers from different places. I'm watching the same channel out here, KCRA three, so it's a NBC, and they have a crawl down at the bottom, and all of it says you know COVID numbers from uh, the John Hopkins University. Now John Hopkins University. The, the wing that all of these medical doctors are working in that is uh, telling us these numbers is called the Mike Bloomberg wing because Mike Bloomberg funded it and he supplied the doctors. It was his idea to get a bunch of doctors together who could do this, who, who could do this stuff. So their numbers from the CDC and the numbers from John Hopkins University are the numbers that all news agencies use. Uh, that's the Bible for COVID. Now, why is that important? Because I, I contended, and I still contend, that that most of the COVID deaths were bullshit, and they were flu, upper respiratory, other things, when we know that's coming out now. And it was because they, they were being incentivized for money to do such uh, to do that. And that's the federal government is actually suing hospitals now for that, because they were listing shit that wasn't COVID to get the money. So now the government, who wanted them to do that, gave them all the money and now check this out they're throwing them under the bus distancing themselves and pretending that it wasn't their idea now, this all sounds like the same sleight of hand doesn't it the, the same thing they're doing to to sleepy joe throwing him under the bus and i believe that they're getting ready to uh they're letting him have this debacle he's got the stuff going on the pipeline he's destroyed the economy gas prices are up somebody's going to say he's loose cannon he's crazy we need to we need to article 25 him and get him out of here okay that's what i think is going on i believe that and I, I i could be wrong and we'll know if if he continues and you know serves out a whole term then obviously i'm wrong but my prediction is this is the beginning because we already have my brother who's in the audience. We already he's already told me that some Republicans are already calling for that, lobbying for that. So you get the rhinos. That means Republican in name only. You get the rhinos. The Democrats say you guys got to start it. So it's bipartisan. If we started, it looks bad. Right now, I, there's an analogy that I used. I told my brother this and he agrees with this. There's an analogy I used that happened in real life. And this is what I think is happening here. In if you watch the movie, William Wallace right? Or the Braveheart. Uh, in there, Robert the Bruce, the young one, he wanted to fight against, he wanted to go with William Wallace and lead and unite the clans and fight the war. And he once he realized that William was actually loyal to him and wanted him and swore allegiance to him and wanted him to lead them, he was like, he thought that, you know, that William Wallace was trying to be the king and he wasn't. He was just doing the job of the king and said, help me, unite them. So he went to his father, who was a leper, but no one knew this until later. We know this now in history. And his father was hiding up in the tower of their castle. But everyone thought he was in France advancing their properties and fighting the war against the French when he was not. So he, he told his father what was going on. His father said, you want to go and fight, don't you? And he said, yes. He says, of course you do. You're young. He said, but the reason that we've made it this far is that we've had concessions. He says, but this is what we're going to do. You will openly uh, uh, go with him and try to unite the clans. And I will write a letter from France, and I will condemn what you're doing and put an end to it. That way, the people will still follow you. I'm looking like the bad guy, but I'm also making sure that you will continue to be 
the the Earl of of Scotland, right? And his and he went along with it because his father told him so. Well, eventually he got tired of that after they murdered William Wallace and everybody was on the run, uh, and then they were going to fight them again. And you know, uh, he went to them and said, um, you know, screw it, let's fight, right? And they followed him and they they won their victory. That was at the the battle of I think that was Bannockburn at the end of of the movie. Okay, so this is what I think is going on here. It's that you have Joe messing up. Joe messing up, and then now all of a sudden people are saying, well, that was Joe that was messing up. Do you understand? So they allowed him to do it. They propped him up and told him to do it, and now they're going, they're backing off. Oh, it was Joe insisted. Joe insisted. He didn't listen to anybody. So now it's no one else's fault but Joe's. So I, And then Joe doesn't even come out and talk about it, right? So I think that he's already doesn't even understand what's happening, and they're getting ready to um, – do that to him. That's my take on what's happening. And, you know, it's going to be just going to get worse um, because they're not going to just, um, you know, they're not going to just uh, uh, allow the Taliban are not going to just allow the people to come to the, to the airport. Right. So that's going to be a problem. Right. And so, okay. So let's, let's now let's look at these numbers. Okay. And some of these numbers are, are just like crazy. So these are COVID numbers from the John Hopkins University. And it was on the crawl on the bottom of the screen on the news. And I would pause it and I would write these down. So I started on August 3rd. Okay. And, I, and the totals for the United States of America at that point were, uh, were 35,133,979 cases. Now I want to talk about that because Right now, the science says, so they're, they're, you know, they always say we need to follow the science. So here, I'm going to follow the science here, and I, and I want you guys to follow along with me because I want you to realize that I'm not, I'm not a hack for the Republican Army here. Or, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a Republican, and I'm not trying to uh, use propaganda on, on their side because they're not doing anything about this COVID thing either. They're all sitting on their ass, right? Nobody's defending us with all these new lockdowns. Well, here, okay, so let's look at the numbers. The numbers say the amount of cases are going way up, and now they're blaming it on the people who have not been vaccinated, right? And But the people who have not been vaccinated, most of the people are, are either choosing not to or have already had it. And the science says by any doctor who is telling you the truth that's not a politician, that the, the immunities that you have from natural immunity is 900 times better than what you get from, I guess I don't need to leave that on huh? the whole time. I just realized that I have that on. How about we put me there so you guys can, can't see me, but right. I can, cause I'm going to be reading again. Like I said, otherwise I'd have my camera on and I'll be looking down at the paper. Right. And that looks kind of janky for me to do that. That's why they have a, um, you know, a, uh, a teleprompter for people. So they lack, they look like they're looking at the camera while they're reading. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so the, the math is, and their science says that, that, you know, they're saying, they're saying we can't reach herd immunity without, the shot. That's a lie. That is an out and out lie. Herd immunity has, has happened on this planet. Well, the reason why they call it herd immunity, because it's not just humans, right? Every species on this planet, when they get sick, they build up immunities or they die. If they survive, whatever it is that they have, they build up the immunities to it. And that's passed on through physical contact. Do you understand that? passed on through physical contact to other healthy people and those people have the antibodies in their body and if they contract whatever it is cold flu bug in this case coronavirus which is a flu bug by the way it is not a disease a disease is something look up a disease in a dictionary don't go online 
because they've changed that too. Go to your paper dictionary in a library if you don't have one at your house. Look up with the definition of a disease. And it is something that if you do not have the antibodies for and cannot make the antibodies for, and you will die without a serum, without a cure. Why is it that people are surviving without going to the hospital from COVID? Because it's not a freaking disease, man. It's a flu bug. And right now, this variant, this Delta variant that they're talking about, oh, scary, scary, don't you look mean. Delta variant, it's 100 times more contagious than the other one. Yes, and it's more than 1,000 times less deadly. Right now, the math is on the amount of people, I'm going to read you the numbers so you guys can do the math yourself, and I can even walk you through it if you're not quite sure how to do that math. Because some people don't know how to do that. Some people aren't good at math. I'm not saying that you're stupid because of that. It's just some people don't get math, right? I mean, that's the truth of it. I know people who are like, I just can't do that stuff. I can do the basic stuff, but when it gets to that crazy stuff, I, I just, it doesn't work for me. And they don't, they, they don't have to. There's people like me or other brainiacs that'll do it for them, and they have calculators that'll do it for them. Okay, so the truth is you don't have to know math anymore. You have a calculator in your phone. Okay, so let's look at some of these numbers, and it's important to pay attention here, and I will point that out as we go, because there's some anomalies that happen with their numbers from John Hopkins University's day-to-day. -day. So I just read you the total number of people in the U.S. that in 18 months have contracted uh, COVID-19. The amount of deaths, now 35,133,797 as of 8321. Current deaths as of the same day were 613,758. So what happened to all the other people? Did they just disappear? Where'd they go? Right? Isn't that kind of bizarre? There's a there's a, a discrepancy in numbers here. If this is a disease that you need a shot from, are those people they've been they've had COVID for 18 months now? Is that what's going on there? They're sick still to this day, dying slowly? No, that hasn't happened. Why? Because those people survived it with their own antibodies and they didn't die. So let's take a look at that number by itself. Okay. So we have total deaths is 613,758. This is how we're going to figure out what the percentage of death per um, um, catching the, the uh, disease ratio. We take the first number, which is the dead number, and we divide that by the total case number, which is 35,35133979. You guys could be doing this on your phone as well. If you do that, you'll see that the number comes up as 0 0.01746. Now, that's not a percentage. So if you then hit 0.%, that changes it to a 1.7%. 1.746. So the, literally your chances of dying from COVID as of August 3rd is a 1.74% chance. Do you know what the odds of you dying from regular influenza is? Well, if you go by their new numbers, um, you know, then it's a, a lot higher, which is really weird, right? Because the number is so much lower about how many people get it and how many people died from it. But the average number is 1%. So currently, and this is that as number has been current since day one of the coronavirus. And I've been saying this the entire time and, and learned people like myself have been saying it the entire time. So they stopped telling you how many people survived. So they just tell you how many cases and deaths now. And now they've stopped telling you how many deaths. They don't do that very often. 
because they want you to be afraid of the case numbers. Okay. So let's look at that. So California, California case numbers, right? Here we go. As of the third, as of the same day, was 3 million, nine, no, 39 million, 800, 39, no, no, am I saying this wrong? Yes. 3,983,926 cases in 18 months since they started recording it. Okay. And the deaths, this is all John Hopkins University, and the total deaths were 64,547. Now, if you do the same math, they're going to come to find out that that adds up to 1.7 three, four, somewhere in that range. So the same, 1%. Okay. In the same time, the State Department claimed that there was 64,096 deaths in California currently on that same day. That's a discrepancy of a little under 500 deaths. Strange. Okay. So on the 4th, the very next day, the amount of people that had contracted coronavirus in the state of California was 3,997,776. That's just, what, a, a, a 10,000 more than the previous day. The amount of people that died is 64,598. That's a 42 people. In a state of 42 mil, or 40 million people, 42 people died, but 10,000 people in that same time period got the disease. 42 people. Then I moved, then we moved to the 13th. I didn't get it on the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. 13th of August, total case number 4,097,958. So now we're looking at about what they're claiming that looks like 100,000 people. In seven days, got COVID. Total number of deaths on the 13th, mind you, by same John Hopkins University, was 64,533. Wait a minute. Was anybody writing that down? So on the 4th of August, there was 64,598 deaths. 10,000 people per day. So there was 100,000 people new cases in that seven-day time period and less people. Wait a minute. Some of the people who were dead must have came back to life because the number went from 64,598 to 64,533. What? What is that? That's like 60 people came back to life and 100,000 people got the disease in that time period. What? So now let's go to the 14th. And on the 14th, the number jumped up to 4,120,000. So in one day, the number jumped up by case count by 100,000 people in the state of California. 4,120,253. And the amount of people that died was 64,628. So now you have 100 people dying in one day in the state of California, but now you have 100,000 more cases and then 100,000 cases. So 200,000 cases in a week and one day, and you have 100 people, less than 100 people die. 
Do you know if we do the math on that, it's actually less. It's actually 0.045% chance. Do you understand that? So they're, they're telling you, oh, my God, this thing's blowing up and everybody's getting it, but no one's dying from it because it's less lethal. And they're telling you that the only people who are getting it are the people who are unvaccinated. So it's not like there are some cases. They're telling you it's like 1% or 2%. So those people aren't dying, but neither are the ones that aren't vaccinated. So why is it so fucking important to have this vaccination? I ask you that again. Why is it so important to have this vaccination? So let's look at this. Here's the here's now that well maybe California is different. The United States total COVID case. Let's go back to that. On eight fourteen, total cases. Total number of counted cases since the beginning was 36,417,499, the 13th of August. Total number of deaths in the Americas, uh, the United States of America at that time, not the Americas, because that's that's everybody, the United States of America alone, 619,827. That's on the 13th of August. So, so let's move to the 14th. 36 million 627,000. So now they're saying that there was 200,000 increase between the 13th and the 14th, almost to the number, 200,000 people in the United States. Well, wait a minute. We just had over 200,000 people in 14 days get it in the state of California, unless those numbers are inflated. Total number of deaths on the th on the 13th were 619,827, and the total number of the deaths in the United States the next day on the 14th was 621,204. So they're saying that that about what 7,000 people. I don't know the exact math here, right? So let let's look at that. Well, I'm putting down my paper and I have a fan on it. It's blowing it. So let me do the math again. Let me pull out my handy dandy little calculator on my phone and we can calculate these numbers. Yeah, yeah, I know. Green Egg says, for those of you who are um, not re be able to read the chat, says here in Texas, uh, Lisa Hidalgo is offering $100 for the shot for the, for the, uh, for the first doses. Um, yeah, they're they're trying to do that out here. They're giving, in fact, the government's doing it. Uh, Biden was throwing that incentive around. Okay, so the, the death numbers, right? And the, so it was six hundred nineteen. Uh, six hundred. No, we got to do it the other way around because now there's 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 more here. So so there's six hundred twenty-one thousand two hundred and four deaths, right? On the on the on the fourteenth minus six hundred nineteen thousand. 827. So only 1,000, 1,377 people apparently died in the entire United States. So we were having 3,500 people, 3,700 people die per day when COVID was at its height. And now it's down to 1,000 people. So that is a third of the amount of deaths from before Right. And then, then they're saying, well, that's because everybody has uh, got the inoculation. Well, no, the people who are getting it, they're claiming are just the people who are uninoculated. If half the country is uninoculated. Right. Only half of the people should be getting it, not one third. 
or should be dying from it, but not one third. And it's one third. Okay. So then let's look at the next day. So on the 15th, the total number of deaths in the United States was 621,595. So between the 14th and the 15th, 300 people died in the United States. That's it. 300 people. Just under that. I don't know what the exact number is. Let me do the math again. Right? Let me do the math again. 621, if anybody's really, really fast in their head, right? 595, 595, minus 621, 621, 204. 391 people. That's it. In the entire United States in a 24-hour period. And I'll bet you those 391 people are just normal people like me who have uh, autoimmune diseases, immunocompromised people. It's the same number, I would wager, of people who are dying of influenza at this time of year in the United States of America. Because the numbers haven't changed, nor the facts haven't changed since this virus started. You have a 1% chance of dying from it, and that is only if you are uh, have autoimmune problems, have lung issues, upper respiratory, COPD, asthma, uh, you know, diabetes, you know, some sort of autoimmune disease that's taxing your immune system already. And of those, most of them are over the age of 70. We could say 55 and bring it down to that. And it's still the same number. Doesn't change. So why are they going to locking people down in Australia and, and trying to have these mandates that you have to have your papers, sir, are not in order? You cannot come to this bistro for lunch. Go home or go to the pharmacy and get a shot now. Do it! Do it now! I am the king of California! Get to the chopper! Hurry! Go! Sorry, I had to throw a little Schwarzenegger in there at the end. I'm waiting for Joe Biden to do that and get up there and do the Schwarzenegger yell. Ow, 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 ow. That was how Schwarzenegger always yelled like when he was hurt. It was his hurt yell in movies. Ow, ow, ow. Stop doing that. That hurts. It's not funny when you tweak my nipples like that. Stop it. Oh, the microphone was on? Warn me about that. I am the king of California. It is hot here. We have files, many files. We have to put them out. Get to the choppers. Get to the planes. Hurry. Go. Okay. Sorry. No more No more playing around. That was fun, though, wasn't it? Okay. So their own numbers are askew, first of all. Secondly, the numbers from John Hopkins University and the CDC and the State Department are not accurate. They're not the same numbers. But they're swearing by them as science. Well, what numbers? First of all, and secondly, all of those numbers still add up to 1%, just like before. Why everyone has to have the shot? Why? What for? And now they're saying after your eight-month mark, and over in the UK, I'm told it's six months, and that's when people start dying, six months after they have gotten the shot, dropping dead. And now over here, they're saying at the eight-month mark, you guys all need to get a booster. For what? They're like, well, you know, even if you've had the, the COVID and you have all of the immunities. And see, the, so I've never, I haven't had COVID, but I would wager I have the immunities. Let me tell you why. 
my sister, one of my sisters, my brother, my son, all my brother's kids and, and his wife have got the shot. Okay, even though I don't think, I don't know if my sister-in-law got the shot, but she got COVID and she got over it. She still has long-term effects from it. She has like zero taste. I don't know if she's tasting yet, but she didn't have any taste for a while. So now they have immunities for it. My niece and her wife, I believe last in, in November of 2019, got it. When they didn't know what it was and it was here and it was running rampant. And now they're starting to realize that we had COVID already here, that it may have gotten here as early as September, which I said on my show, that it was September because that was when they had that military gathering in China. And that was when the, when the virus actually was traced to And now that they're investigating that our government is, you don't know that because your news station is probably not telling you that if you watch C-SPAN, you, you see the investigations, they have to publicize what goes on in the house and the Senate whenever they're in session. So it's on the C-SPAN channels of television. You can find those, whatever cable company you have, has those channels on there for you to see. It's a law that they have to do that in the United States of America. So you can watch all of these things that are going on. Whenever you see the news, whatever the news channel that you're on, and they show you a, the, the camera image of, well, this is the House floor, this is the Senate floor, those are the cameras from C-SPAN. You can go to C-SPAN and watch the same thing they're putting in that little box down there uh, live, okay? And then when they go, let's go to the House floor, they go to the C-SPAN cameras that are public domain for everyone to just turn on. It's on every channel. If you have cable, you have access to those channels. There's other ones too. There's like, I have, uh, I'm, I'm on Xfinity and there's like five different channels for the government or six different channels for the government. Some are paid channels. What? Yeah. Weird. And some are the free ones that are mandated by law. So you need to watch that's boring. People don't want to sit there and watch that's boring. Right. So that's what they count on is that you don't do that. So you don't know what's being said and what's really going on. Right. So you should be watching that stuff because that's when you find out the, the truth of what, of what, you know, is going on and what they're really saying. Right. That's where I get back to. You don't, you don't hear as much, um, you know, you have all these mandates for masks and they're now they're all getting crazy about this shot, even though they have to, they're going, well, we're not going to force you to do it, but I encourage all employees, employers to tell their employees that they can't have a job if they don't do it. Well, the people are starting to fight back. That's against the law in the United States, and it's going to be going to courts very soon because many people are starting to fight back. The same thing with, well, the teachers' union decided, wait a minute, so now the teachers' union gets to dictate to me what my children do for their health? That's illegal. And especially when there's no science, we go by the science. So we want to keep kids safe. The science says the kids don't get it. There's been 500 documented cases where children have gotten it. How many people have died from that out of those 500 children? There's been at least 69, dude. Right. And out of those kids, how many were 100 pounds overweight or how many were immunely compromised and had asthma or other lung issues and diseases? <laughs> they don't want to tell you that number because it's 100%. So the kids that are dying from it or have the same issues that the adults have that are dying from it. So the only people that are dying from it are people who can't beat it on their own with their own uh, immunities. But this whole thing of, of, of distancing and putting on a mask and not touching anybody and washing your hands all the time and disinfecting them is to kill the good bacteria on your hands as much as the bad bacteria that you might have touched something. 
and the good bacteria that you might have got off of somebody touching something. Do you understand? People don't do that. They don't know this. Most of you don't know this uh, about how this works because most people only know that you get germs from somebody who touched you. Well, you get good germs and bad germs. So if I've had, and this is where I'm going with the whole thing here, with if I've had COVID, which I haven't, but everyone around me has either had it or has the shot. Now, they're not telling you this part. Anything that goes into your body that creates your body, creates immunities, that is secreted in your sweat glands along with all bad stuff. So when you're near somebody, you rub up against them, they're sweating, you get sweat on your arm. You guys have just transferred good and bad bacteria to each other. You don't have to touch with the hands and then touch your face. That's how you get rhinoviruses, but that's not how you get bacteria. Bacteria is anything you touch and it gets into your skin. And if you don't clean it fast enough, it doesn't, you doesn't have to wait for you to touch your face. It gets into your, the sweat glands in your hand. So it doesn't matter if you touch something that someone had that was on COVID, you better have it sanitized right now. That's why people carry this stuff around with them to do that. Because it kills the germs and you don't have to worry about getting it. But here's the thing. It also kills the herd immunity germs. They're stopping herd immunity by not allowing anybody to get near each other and putting on uh, face masks. Don't touch anyone. Don't exercise. Why? Why do they want you to not exercise with your, with your family members? You know why? Because they're going to sweat and you're going to sweat. And then you're going to end up touching each other and rubbing up against each other because your family, well, we're not touching with our hands and I'm not breathing on you and sneezing on you, but I did bump into you and my sweat on my arm touched the sweat on your arm. You guys just changed bacteria. So they're trying to keep people completely away from the other human contact altogether. Why? To what end? Well, we're trying to stop the virus. No, you're not. You're trying to stop the immunities from being transferred to the people who haven't gotten it yet. That's what they're doing. There is no reason for the rest of it to be done the way it is. None. Because it's not a disease that will kill you if you don't have a, a shot. Now, when you get the shot, this is what I was alluding to, but didn't finish. When you get the shot and your body builds up immunities in your body, that means you have the immunities to it in your body. Now, if you've gotten a shot and then you go and shake the hand of your brother, sister, cousin, uh, aunt, or uncle, you're transferring the same good bacteria to them. The natural way herd immunity takes place. Okay, this is why you had people who were getting their kids sick with chickenpox on purpose because they didn't want to have them wait until they were adults because it becomes much worse and can kill you. So whenever when kids would have chickenpox for the last 20 or 30 years, maybe even going back 40 years, parents would say, we're going to have a chickenpox party. Get everybody, get it out of the way right now. Let's give it to them. They're all at the age where it won't harm them now. They're old enough to where it won't harm them. And they're still young enough to where it won't harm them. So they make sure that you get it so that you go through it and it's done when you're young, but not too young because it could be bad. And they know that they look into it and they figure it out. People go, oh, my God. And they go crazy. I can't believe that they're, they're doing that to their child. You know, well, their son's even a sickly little boy. He's always sick. Those kids to grow up to be the most healthy because their immune system is building up and building up and building up and building up immunities to everything. So by the time they're an adult, they never get sick. Because they have everything already under control, man. We already had that. Get away from me with that. That's how it works in real life. You can look this up. But a lot of the search engines that you look stuff up on now, you have to, you have to go pre-COVID because they're, all, they're changing the answers to fit their narrative. They're lying to you now. 
go back and look. I'm going to find that and, and did a screenshot of the of their website that I showed you. It was their website I went to and I put it up on the screen. I'm going to have to find it and show you that number and then go and Google it right there live and show you the new number. They changed the facts of their own numbers. Now my brother's back. Welcome back, my brother. So they've changed the fact of their own numbers. They're changing what you can find out about this stuff. They're changing, they're lying about the total numbers of deaths. And now they're going back on it and throwing the people under the bus who were helping them. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I the only reason that, it, it, what's weird, I'm going to put this up on the screen, what, what, what you just said here, because I, I agree with you. I do. Right. I don't even know how I can pronounce your name. Right, so please forgive me for that. It, it, it says Clartar, Clartarts. I, I don't know if that's a real name, and I don't know if I just butchered it. Now I apologize. I'm so tired of hearing about this. I agree with you. I do. I do. Next time, can you discuss Orion Rising? We can actually we can break into that if you like. Um, I just I just uh, 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 subbed and thought you would be talking about your channel uh, name. Say no, but uh, but we can go down that road. Um, I don't mean to be rude, but, but right. But you know, it's, I, I get what you're saying. I don't like to hear about it either. That's why I haven't actually. I've only done two uh, in the last month. I've only done two Orion Rising news in the last month because I don't like hearing about it either. But with this whole debacle that's going on, my point of that was that I think that's a plan by the Democrats to get rid of Joe, uh, and and so we'll see how that plays out. And I think the Republicans are going to help them. Um, and I think that's what's happening there. So that's why they pointed at Joe and put the whole thing on him. Right. Hold on. I have an incoming phone call. Don't know who that is. We'll have the machine get it. My mom might end up answering it. So Mandy, welcome. This is the first time I've actually heard you live. Uh, do a live show. Uh, this is, she's usually not on. And so, so welcome. So, so, oh no, I would never, I would never overreact. She said, thank you for, this is, I'm going to put this back up on the screen here. Thank you for not reacting to my comment. I'm not that person. If, if you were to know me, you'd realize, uh, even if like, say you came on and you were combative with me, as long as you weren't calling names or, you know, if you came on here and you started uh, trolling, then I'd go, okay, there's no reason for you to stay here. I'm going to have to kick you. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to go, listen, you, I'll do what I want. I don't, that's not me. So, so I'm tired of hearing about this too. I swear to you. Right. I don't want to have to come on and talk about this stuff. That's why I haven't done the news about COVID. Like I said, it's been two weeks ago and two weeks prior to that. I only come on maybe once a, a month or so lately uh, to talk about that. Right. So. OK, Clark Artsy. OK, right. That, OK, Clark Artsy. Uh, thank you for that. So she gave me the, the how to pronounce the name. <laughs> right. So. Uh, but the, I came on here talking uh, about, I had to talk about the numbers because the numbers, uh, if you go back and, and you listen to what I was talking about, the numbers, the numbers that they're claiming are the science, their numbers are wrong. Right. And, and right. So it, it does freaking need to be talked about. Well, it does. And that's why I came on here, but I'm tired of hearing about it. Everybody hears about it on the news. So I don't blame someone who goes, Oh Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh Jesus. This again. So, so, okay. So, so, let me explain this, Clark Artsy, right? Let me explain this. Orion Rising, uh, you said you maybe you wanted to talk about that. The Orion Rising, the name of my show, is named for, for what it is. It's, it's named for what we're going through as a species. Let's go down this road. I like this better because let's get away from the news now and let's get into the spiritual spiritualism of why I call my show Orion Rising. 
I call my show Orion Rising for a couple reasons. If you look at my logo, you see I, I, des I designed that. It's on my book. I wrote a book called Orion Rising, which doesn't really have anything to do with the show right here, but it does. Uh, uh, so that logo is the Orion Nebula, the Orion constellation in the sky above the pyramids at the Giza Plateau the, at a night scene so that you can see them. The reason that I did that is that they claim, we don't know this because I wasn't there, they claim that when the pyramids were built, that was where the Orion constellation was in the sky. It was directly above the pyramids. A lot of people say, that's not true. Well, you can take, you can actually get an app and you can change the, you know, go back in time and find out where the Orion constellation was 10,000, 12,000 years ago, where it came up and at what time and where it was. Uh, it does come up in the sky all the time. Like once a year, it's going to be over the pyramids because that's kind of the way we work, right? Whether it's summer or, or winter, somewhere along the line, you're going to find the Orion constellation in the sky above the pyramids, right? That's We see it, and then it's gone. Then the dippers are there. Then Siri is there because we're moving and we're spinning, and it's different times of the year. Okay, so when they say that never happened, they're full of crap. It had to have happened because it happens everywhere. So, But that's not just exactly why. Now. If you take the uh, one of the latitude, it's either latitude or the longitude uh, of the pyramid itself, the biggest pyramid is exactly the same number as the speed of light in meters per second. So there's a reason that that was put at that exact longitude. Now the latitude line, no one has figured out what that matches yet, and I think there's going to be a, a key there because you wouldn't build something with a longitude line that that actually mirrors something else. And the pyramids mirror the Orion's belt. Now, look forward to, now come forward to, you know, why were the pyramids built? Big, long explanations for most people. No one agrees that it was built for a spiritual reason. However, there are people like Ra. I just did the Law of One. Two, two years, seven months, every Friday night of the Law of One uh, to break down all of the sessions that they had for the six books for the Law of One. And in that, Ra claims that that was why it was built. The pyramid, the big one, was built so people could go inside and it would assist them with their spiritual ascension. It no longer needs to be used because we're achieving that without having to have that tool. Okay? So you have this, this pyramids that are pointing to Orion. Right? It's, so they're telling us, look at over the constellation of Orion. And then you hear that when they were built, the constellation of Orion was in the was in the sky during that time period. Then you have the speed of light being exactly the same and in meters, and that has a, a way of pointing also to Orion. Now you have uh, this story from uh, from Ra in the Law of One that there's this evil group of people from the Orion. A belt of Orion that are here trying to take over the earth, but they're not in the third dimension, so we can't actually see them. They're in the fourth dimension, which is where we're going to when we ascend from here. Okay? We're supposed to be going to the fourth dimension, which is already here on earth, and it is called earth, and there's people living in it. We can't see them because we're at a different vibration. So us waking up to our potential and who we are in the universe is the reason that I called the book Orion Rising. We are rising as a, a species and become more self-aware of who we are and what our place is in the universe, and we're going to ascend at some point, hopefully soon, to the next dimension, the next octave. 
Okay, so I called the book Orion Rising. I called the show Orion Rising because it's the awareness, consciousness awareness of the of the entire planet. And we are rising. And through the knowledge that has come from the Orion constellation, which we're finding that most of these races, if you believe in these races that are here or around us, everyone comes through a different place from there. Right? Welcome, Miguel. Welcome from Brazil, my friend. Uh, the Pena, Pena um, Perspective is a talk show by um, my buddy Miguel. You guys should take a look at his talk show and listen to some of the stuff. He'll tell you, if we if he got on here right now, we would talk for hours about this. <laughs> so if I, pulled, and I, if I pulled him on right now, we would go for a while. So so that, that is why I called it Orion Rising. It's because of the awareness of our, our people starting to wake up and become aware of who we are and what we're, what we're about. And we're, we're hopefully graduating soon as a species. Now, um, that has nothing to do with Orion Rising news. But like I said, uh, I like the idea that you said, let's, let's take a turn and get away from the news because we're tired of hearing about COVID. But it needs to be told because even their numbers that they're talking about is a lie. They're not true. And if you look them up, there's changes. And so if you go back and listen to what I said in this episode, you'll see that there are changes that they made to the numbers that I have proof of because I had fil- I went to their site and pl- put it up on the screen live a year and a half ago. And if you go up there now, the number of people who die from the flu went from an average of 170,000 to 220,000 per year in the United States to 70,000. The same CDC, they changed the numbers. Oh, and I forgot to say, that one of the numbers out here in California, they were saying that the number of people who got the, the every day was, was 10,000. Remember I told you they were saying 100,000 people? But it didn't reflect when they said 10,000 new cases reported today. The number of cases that John Hopkins University had listed was only like uh, uh, 100 more. So they were saying 10,000 and it was 100 more. Do you see? And then they came out the next day and said the same thing. There was a more than 1,000 cases and it was like 100 according to the CDC and John Hopkins University. And they didn't, they didn't change that to reflect it. Do you remember? I read the numbers, and it took, it took a 10-day time period for that to be reflected. They were saying every single day, and the other ones were saying everything the day it wasn't. And then 10 days later, they said, well, maybe it was, right? Yeah, they're even saying the U.S. population is 330 um, million, right? And it's it's like 360 million or 380 million, right? They're saying it's only 330. They always downsize that. They always say that. They, all of a sudden, it's less people. They just said today, uh, I think it was Biden, just said there's only 800,000 people that are not have the shot. And I was like, what what is he talking about? It's and, and then I think he wrote, no, I think I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I he said 80 million. So they're claiming right now that there's only 80 million of us. So why is it this is a big deal if there's 330 million people in the United States? Why is it they're tripping that 80 million of us don't have a shot? Why are they freaking out about that? There's more people that survived it, right? We did the numbers. How many people survived it that, that didn't have the shot when there wasn't one? That's, that's like 300 million people. Not quite. But it's got to be like 100 million people. Yeah, yeah, Miguel says in 2025, it'll only be 65 million. <laughs> 320, okay. So 320, and they're saying 333, right? What's the 333? I don't get that either, right? But I agree with you, Miguel. 
it's gonna be Michael's gonna be the 65 men, right? We we're all gonna be dead, or they're gonna just lie about it and, and gaslight us. No, they can't keep their story straight, and that's the that's why people like me watchdog them, guys. That they, they if you if you don't watchdog them, you don't know day to day. You just see a number, and you go, oh my god, that's a crazy number. But if you start writing that number down, you go, wait a minute, this number doesn't add up. This math they're talking about doesn't add up. Why? Because I looked it up. The one thing they count on is that you guys are not going to to look at what's going on, right? What else is happening right now? What are they doing right now while everybody's talking about Afghanistan, right? Look over here. Look over here. That is crazy that's going on over there, and I feel for those people, and I pray for all of them because that was the biggest debauchery I've seen in my entire life. Five-year-old knows that if you're trying to, to retreat out of a place, you take all your non-combatants out first. Get the ones out who are going to be the worst hurt. A month before you're pulling out, you say, everybody pack up and leave. You have until this day to get out, and then you're on your own. And we'll provide it for you. Get here now. And you call everybody up that you have the phone numbers from. You need to leave now, or you will not be able to get out. And you do that. You pull all them out first, even though the other guys already knew that you were going to pull out. It was a deal that Donald Trump made back in the day. So everybody knew that we were pulling out. In fact, we were supposed to be out by May 1. And we, we didn't. We, Joe Biden decided not to have us out by then. So why would they not have plans at that point to start taking over? And my God, when they came on the news today and the generals, the best thing they could say was, we had three contingency plans of what might happen. When they said that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You could only come up with three scenarios. That's all you guys came up with. Well, these were the top three. And none of them were, we might start pulling out and they might take the whole fucking place over. And now they're, they're they took it over in, in less than three days. But now they're counting all the days since then till now. Right? So they, we didn't know it was going to be taken over in 11 days. I'm like, dude, it was taken over in three, not 11, three. I watched it happen. <laughs> right? I watched it happen. Oh, right. I agree. Uh, Michael says, I'm going to put this up on the screen. And I'll read it for those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast. You can't see it. Afghanistan was a gift to the Taliban and the Chinese. Well, I also think, uh, Michael, you weren't here when I when I said that. I know you guys, I keep going back and forth calling him Michael or Miguel. His name is Miguel, right? But for those who are English speaking, he will allow us to say Michael. <laughs> right? And so either, so I keep going back and forth out of respect for him. I go back and forth so people know that he is Michael Miguel. That's the same word. That's like Leonard and Leonidas. It's the same word. Lionheart is what that word means. Not, not Miguel. Miguel, Michael means um, he who is um, he who is as God is. Is what that's why the archangel Michael was one of the most important angels because he was he was the right hand of God. He wasn't the voice, but he was the right hand of God. So Michael really literally means the right hand of God. Okay, um, which is weird because Michael and I both have a title. Our names are titles which are defenders of people. And both of us have podcasts where we are informing and defending people. Who says we don't grow into our names? <laughs> right? Who says we don't grow into our Who says our names weren't picked for what we were going to do? Okay. So, yeah, I think there's a lot going on here. And I think that I said this earlier, but, Michael, you weren't here, so you might not know that I said that. I believe that this is the precursor to removing Joe Biden, and I think it's their plan. They let him screw everything up. And they're, and they're pointing the finger at him and Kamala Harris just away, away, away from every time he does one of these things. Nowhere near it. Away. Silent, 
in the background, not on camera. There's a reason for that, okay? I think that this they've all pointed the finger at Joe and said, he said this. It was him. He decided he didn't listen to anybody. Well, even if he had, now let's get back to what the general said when I started saying, and then I started reading what you guys said in the chat and got off of the topic. So the general said they had three things that could possibly happen. One was that they would, um, you know, take it over in a, in a timely fashion, which would have been uh, 15 to 30 days and maybe even a year or two years out. So the, the earliest in their minds that this could happen when they were doing this pullout with the Taliban taking back the entire country was 15 and more than likely 30 days to 60 to 90 to 120 to 380 days out. That was the worst case scenario that they could come up with. And I'm like, you, you didn't think that what is the absolute worst case scenario that this is the fall of Saigon all over again? You didn't, you, you didn't learn that from Saigon? Right, I turn into the Joker right there, and I go, "What, what, what happened? Did your balls fall off? You guys see that movie? It was great. I know why you guys do your little hand sessions in the daylight, the Batman. Right, and then he's like, "You got? They would have never dared touch you. What happened to you guys? Did your balls fall off? I love that scene. Right, so." And Heath Ledger, God rest him, was a great, great man, great actor. And it's too bad that he died tragically the way he did. So God rest him. Right? Look at what Michael's putting up there. Q said, oh, when we get into that craziness, they're going to call me a conspiracy theorist. X said, <laughs> second 9-11 and the plane taking off in photos of, of uh, 11.09. Uh, you know, is, is 1109, right? Right? <laughs> it is. Actually, it's 1109 with the big planes taking off, right? Um, yeah, right? So that's the story they wanted to tell us, referring to what I said about the fall of Saigon. That's the story they wanted to tell us. The, learn, the learned from Saigon, they copied it well. Yeah. I mean, it almost, I mean, they even had, they even had a Chinook, Right? <laughs> They even had a Chinook that took off from the compound to the, to the, that's how it was. I, my buddy was one of the last Marines out. He, he wasn't the last boot off the ground, but he was in the helicopter. He was like the third last boot off the ground from Saigon in Vietnam. And, and I would, I haven't talked to him, but I would love to get his, because he, it was on a Chinook. It wasn't on a, in the movies they show it was a Huey. It wasn't a Huey. It was a Chinook. Right. So you have a Chinook that was taken. They keep showing him taken off from the compound and going over to the airport to get out. And and that's what he did. That's what they did. They got on a Chinook. They flew over to the airport. They got off and they got on one of the big old huge, whatever they're called, uh, 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 aircraft. And then they flew out and that was the end of it. And I think they left the Chinook behind. I'm not sure. I would have to ask him. Yeah, I don't want to go down that road, uh, Miguel. He says Heath Ledger was an was awesome, but I think he was a sacrifice. Yeah, that goes that goes into a, a darker place that that we you and I need to talk about on a show uh, about that whole thing with the politicians in uh, C seventeen at least, Miguel. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so yeah, but that's not what I want to talk about here. So yeah, so should, should we get our running shoes on? No, right, no, right. Yeah, but here's here's the deal, guys. You know, the, all of this that's happening, the good thing is that the plans that we put in place on the other side, Cuomo's out, de Blasio's out, and now Gavin Newsom is scared. They keep acting like they're not scared. 
but they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on propaganda calling to, against it's us guys. It's us Democrats against the Republicans. Help us stop the Republican takeover of power in California. It's, it, it, was it backed by the Republicans? Well, yeah, come on. They're the only ones who are going to try and vote out the Democrats. There's nobody else. The independents aren't going to try and de- vote the Democrats out. So 100%, it's a Republican uh, uh, you know, grab for power? Yes. Now, I want to I point this out. Now, I know those of you who are, are liberals are going to get mad at me again. You're going to say I'm schlepping the Republican line, but I'm not here. Okay? I'm not. Because there, there's most of the Republicans are behind this as well. All of this, everything. I was just talking in the in a chat room just the other day with some very learned people. In fact, Melissa, you're in there, but I don't know if you were there to, to see it. Miguel, you're in there, I think. I think I put you in that one. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just put you in. I don't know if I put you in Coral. If I didn't, let me know, and I'll, and I'll put you over there. So, well, I, think, I don't think you're in that chat yet, buddy. Because I put you in the, the one for the, for the webinar, but I don't think I put you in that one. I might have. If so, go over there and look. We had a really good conversation. All of this, you have to understand, guys, that every single Republican or Democrat, most of them are all being backed by the same money. You have to realize that. So most of what you see going on, this battle for the minds of the of the Americans between the Democrats and the Republicans is just all a play. It's bullshit. So that you don't realize that each one of them. Right. Yeah. The rhinos. Right. A Republican name. Over. Hey, Miguel, do you know what the Democrat version of that is? Do they have like the dinos? Right. The, the Democrats in name only. I know what the Republicans call them rhinos. But what do the Democrats call the Republicans who are like John McCain was really moderate and like the ultra right considered him not even really, a, you know, they, they considered him a rhino. Um, which I don't think he was. I kind of fall a little bit more towards his way of thinking uh, as a moderate. Um, so I don't really think he was a rhino because uh, rhinos, they were secret. You know, they were spies. These guys were really Democrats in disguise, right? <clears throat> so, yeah, so there, so the, the, the same people are backing all of, there's only a few on both sides who are actually trying to do good for the for their constituents and for the people. The only time they try to do anything good is when we get in their faces and start taking, you know, uh, money from them or we start boycotting and they realize that we have the votes and we can get them out of office. Look what's going on here in the state of California. So Gavin Newsom, who they claimed at first was a joke and it would never happen. He was pounding his fist on the desk and screaming like Adolf Hitler four days ago. That's a man who is getting out of his freaking mind with fear. Because now he realizes it may happen. Oh, right. The queen you referred to was, was Nancy. I was wondering who it was, but I didn't ask. He had said uh, uh, prior he had made a comment about that, right? And I, I just let it go. And But, yeah, the queen you're referring to was Pelosi. Yeah, Queen Pelosi. Yeah, she's the she's the the, the evil witch of the of the West uh, from the from the Wizard of Oz, right? Um. So all of this is just a play, and all these things that they're showing you is is mostly a play because they're all trying to take away most of our our powers. Right now, what you have is this communist party that's in charge of the Democratic Party. They have, I don't know what they have on them, and the fact that the State Department and the FBI immediately, when the regime changed, pulled the plug on people looking at the the laptop from Hunter Biden, which they originally claimed wasn't even his, but then his lawyer said, can we have our laptop back, please? 
the information that's on there, which I have seen some of the pictures and some of the videos, like they just leaked out one where they showed Hunter smoking crack with a hooker and he was naked in bed with a hooker and they were smoking crack. I already saw that uh, a year and a half ago. Okay. But those were not able to be put on air and we tried to air them. They got deleted and we got deleted because they were saying it was conspiracy theory. So we stopped posting them or trying to, and we would email them back and forth to each other and, and to other people who were uh, needed to see them. We, we kept off of the mainstream media. Okay. So the plan is to disrupt their chances because Gavin Newsom was being weaned to be the president of the United States. And so was, um, what's his name? Cuomo. Which one, they weren't sure. It just depended on which one was more likable at the time. And if they had their way, it was going to be consecutive back-to-back -back anyways. Governor Newsom being the younger man would be next in line. So those two were the heads of the, of the political party that they were going to plan to prop up for president. So they were chopped off. That's why Gavin Newsom was going down in this election. Right. And if he, he I don't think he's going to win. And I know some of you are going, he's going to win. He's never going down. They're not going to let it happen. They're going to cheat just like they did before. And they're going to cheat. They did it already here many times. They, they've already had their claiming uh, of, you know, 800,000 new people sign up to, to vote. And I'll bet they all registered Democrat weirdly. Right. So we'll see what happens. But they believe the numbers are there to get him recalled. So after that, if they, if they get the amount of people to say yes, then who cares after that? I don't care if there's 57 people running, whichever one. It might come down to like one guy has only three votes. Whoever he is, Walt the janitor might end up being the, you can't screw the state up anymore. My cat can't could, could be a better governor than this guy who's out here now. He's not doing anything but making the rich richer and making the poor poorer. And if you think I'm wrong about that, I, I say to you, take a bus or a plane to Sacramento and go to the state capitol and, and hang out there until about 9 p.m. if you can stand that long before you get scared, right? Or, or come in early in the morning at about 5.30 in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning and do the same. And then go to downtown, go to the old old uh, Sacramento. You wear a flak jacket, though, because truthfully, these days you might get killed for doing that, depending on the color of your skin. Or fly into San Francisco and do the same thing. But make sure you get the app that tells you where not to go so that you don't get stuck by a needle and die or you don't get feces to step on feces. Same thing with the city of Los Angeles. And ask yourself or maybe the people out there on the streets what happened and why there are so many of you are homeless. So you grew up in, in, in Sacramento, right? So, you know, so I don't know how long ago was you left. Are you still here? Because if you were here 20 years ago, you know the difference of now and 20 years ago. Right? So the truth is right. Yeah, fraud, fraud. Uh, you know, there, there's actually, um, you know, this, this uh, voting stuff that they're talking about there. The FBI just got involved in an in investigation in Colorado. Because now they're like, wait a minute, there's something here. So all of these claims by by the you know the orange guy reason i'm saying this is because miguel's right he's he, he's in his mind he's saying leo be careful he's always telling me that because i say things that i shouldn't they get the algorithm on my back <laughs> so you're in sweden now right you guys didn't even lock down right didn't you guys just like weathered it you guys just went hey we're fine and and everybody's fine the number of of people who died there 
per capita is the exact same number of people that died in the United States when we were all locked down. And, and you guys, I know that there's a few of you over there who just never locked down. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> Thank you. He said, Leonard, I love when you're on. Thank you. Um, I, I know. I try to be on more, but let's see. It's just like, you know, we had, uh, you know, she said, God, I, I'm tired of hearing about this. I think some, you know, a lot of people are tired of hearing about it. But if you look at all the things the orange guy claimed, right? And then you had this this three-day composium by the pillow guy, which, by the way, I had gotten his video from him. Um, uh, I guess it was in November. That video that he played that took three days, a three-day symposium, I had I got that video and I had it on my hard drive. I still do. I got it. I got it from Mike Lindell um, back when he would pushed it to the world because uh, he was trying to show what was going on with what was being claimed with the 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 election and the and the things were going on. So if you haven't seen that, you might want to take a look. Go to mikehuckabee.com or mikehuckabee.org, and he has a oh, connection uh, to it. Um, or you can go to um, the Pillow Guys website, which is Mike Lindell. Uh, and I don't know what his website is. You can try Googling Mike Lindell's website but, or go to, you know, DuckDuckGo or something so you don't get hit by an algorithm. But it's out there for you to see. Yeah. See, McGill said Sweden trusted their healthcare system. They didn't flatten the curve. Uh, and and they, they, flat, they did flatten the curve. They didn't flatten the curve. They dealt with it. Yeah. Which is which is what all humans do would have done normally. And here, here's the truth of this, guys. If you look at herd immunity in and of itself, uh, and what that means, and I and I beg you again to go to a paper dictionary because if you go online, it's going to say something about the COVID shot. So go to a paper dictionary and read what your herd immunity is and how it's achieved, and then look at these lockdowns and the self distancing and the and the masks and all this stuff and the the way to self herd immunity is the complete opposite of what has been done around the world. The actual opposite of what has been done around the world. Herd immunity is not achieved by a shot. <laughs> Sweden was a good model to show uh, how great socialism is, right? I never, I never had COVID. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I know that they're socialistic. I, I don't know how that works uh, over there for them. Uh, and, and if it does work and sustain, you guys will be the first people in the history of the planet that socialism didn't turn into an outright polyarchy. Uh, of, uh, you know, uh, it, it turned into uh, uh, a uh, socialist or a, a communist country. So I hope you guys get it right, because if you guys can sustain that and show that, because I'll be honest with you, and I know people are going to get mad at me right now. Capitalism is is the worst thing that there is. It's It's evil pirates taking advantage of other people, right? And socialism in and of itself, the theory of socialism is the right way. The utopian way, if you look at the Star Trek series, they made it work on the series. They made it work, and they showed that it can work as a utopian society, right? It would be the modern-day uh, Plato's Republic if somebody could actually, um, you know, the problem is you can't have evil people in control because they're greedy and they want power, and that changes from socialism to a communist state or a dictatorship quite quickly when you have evil people in charge. If good people are in charge and they have oversight and control of the evil people, socialism in and of itself is the proper way to run a society because if everyone doesn't have to be 
you know, by your leave, right? People can then excel and your population excels, your whole entire civilization excels because you're not bogged down as a slave. Do you see? It worked in Greece. They don't want you to know about that. There is a country that it worked in, but then there was problems with that too because they had they had the the um, um, well, I don't know what they were called. I want to say Eloy, but that was from the the time machine, the movie. But it, the people uh, and, and it's draw they were considered peasants, and to become a hoplite, as you know, to be the, the right of passage as a man would be you'd have to sneak out of the barracks at night, and not be seen by any human, and murder one of the peasants. Uh, so uh, that was kind of wrong, but. Everyone got a piece of everything equally in that society. So from the time that Greece was a little teeny city state and all those little city states in Greece to the point where, uh, you know, they had Xerxes come in and piss them off. And then Xerxes, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, did the, the worst thing you could possibly do and killed Leonidas that united all the cities into one uh, country. And then they took over the world. But the entire time that Greece ruled, they were a socialistic state. And it worked. And that was because evil people were not in charge. The ones kept trying to take charge, but those who were the kings were not always evil, so they didn't corrupt the system and try to keep all the money for themselves and get power over the people. Right. On a small, so, so yeah, she says socialism works for a small countries. Right. And that's the problem. I mean, that, that works. That's the solution. It's just like Ubuntu. Okay. Ubuntu is a form of socialism without money. And it works on small levels. But as you get larger, larger countries with more and more people, it becomes more difficult to sustain that. Right? Trying to have socialism in a country the size of America is insane. The only way it works in a, a country this size is just like Russia or Japan, or I mean, I'm sorry, or China, where you have the ruling class ruling militar militarily over the peasants. And then they get brutal and they kill them and murder them and they disappear them and enslave half of them and they don't give them access to freedom and they lock down their internet and they lock down all the things that they're doing here in this country or trying to do here in this country now. So that's why this, this idea of socialism in America can't work. It's already corrupted by evil men and women who want total power. Yes, Miguel said Ubuntu and the like requires you that you understanding your brother absolutely michael absolutely uh, because of tyranny right and that's what's going on here that so you have tyrannical people right that that are trying to take total control of you if they were trying to literally be be socialists like like bernie sanders like weekend at bernie's right his ideology and aoc is sound in some ways. The problem is them. The problem is them. They are the problem. Their mindset is not freedom for all. It's we run you. We own you. You do what we tell you to do. That already ruins socialism and takes it to communism. So, the, so it's already dead before it started. Peace is freedom from fear. Absolutely. Cheryl just said that. I'm reading those to those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast. You don't get to hear what we're talking about. Or you don't get to see what they're saying in the chats. Okay. 
Right. And, and Miguel said it's a mindset, the spirit of the thought. Agreed. And freedom is not a tangible thing. Freedom is a mindset. I like that you said that, Miguel. Right? The Antichrist spirit. Right. Well, that's fear. Everyone's waiting for a person to be the Antichrist. It's not. It's, it's fear. It's the idea of fear. So, and, and I love this because, Miguel, I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but you're tying into our, our uh, webinar that we didn't get to do yet, <laughs> right? And I need to get with all you guys so we can find a day to actually do it, right? Because our the webinar that we were planning that we postponed because of all the technical difficulties I was having because of all these sorties flying over my house, which they've stopped. Right now during this hour, and, and I started at four, so an hour and 40 minutes, there's only been one flyover, and that was, I think, at the beginning when we were trying to play the music, and I said, okay, enough of that, because it's cutting in and out. And since then, I don't think we've had any issues, uh, right, of, of me dropping. But the things that Miguel is saying right now, the, the webinar that we were doing was, was, is your reality holding you back, or is your reality getting in your way? And and the the and what from that, we are going to explain to you is exactly what we're talking about right now. So this is a great place for a commercial. We haven't set the date yet. I need to get the speakers together and find out when uh, we can hammer a day together to do it. We do have the full moon coming up. It's on a Sunday this um, uh, It's a week from, uh, it's only so it's only six days away. That's too soon. I don't want to try and promote the show and get the show on the air in six days. So we'll have to wait and schedule it for September. I'll look at the second or third week of September. My birthday is on the 10th. That's on a Friday. Maybe we'll do that Saturday on my birthday. We'll do September 11th. Uh-oh. That's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I don't think we're going to do it then. Miguel, how would you like to do a show on the 20th anniversary of 9-11? And we'll talk about 9-11 and all this stuff. Let's get together with, um, oh, what, what is his name? I'm forgetting his name right now. He'll kill me. Right? Your buddy who actually was the one who introduced me to you has a podcast. Let's, and I, oh, my God, I, I, I apologize to him right now. I don't know why I see his face. I was just watching you guys talk the other day. And, and I've lost his name. I feel like a jerk. Um, but let's get together and rock that out, brother. Right, Jacob. My God, I apologize, Jake, for not remind, remembering your name. I feel so stupid. I'm glad he's not here. <laughs> I feel really bad, right? Jacob Waters, guys, and he has a podcast, and he's and he's great, a great, uh, great host. Uh, I think the three of us at least ought to get together on 9-11 and talk about that. What do you guys think? Let's plan that, uh, Miguel. Let's talk to Jacob and see if we can do that and get on uh, and talk about everything that's going on. Not just 9-11, but all that, the conspiracy theory, everything, blah, 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 right? Let's do all that. Okay, and Miguel's on Jacob's uh, uh, show on Thursday, right? So that's tomorrow. And we, we, you know what, we can't forget that, we can't forget that day. We need to not forget that day because of, because of what, what happened. You know what I mean? Because of what it represented. Uh, even if you don't look at the conspiracy theories, even if you do, it doesn't matter any of that, right? It doesn't matter any of that. Um, you, but, but. It needs to be said. You need to know about that. So even if you if you take it at face value, and it was just terrorists that attacked, there was also a lot of, and I want to discuss that too. There was also a lot of um, uh, people who failed, utterly failed warnings of of that. Okay. Now I'm I'm also a medium, and I have had I have had the vision of 
9-11 happenings for probably 30 years. No one ever listened to a word that I said. Okay. No one ever listened. I didn't try to call the FBI or anything because what happens is if you do that is they come and arrest you after it happens because they now believe that you had something to do with it because you had prior knowledge to it. So psychics have quickly abandoned trying to tell people in power, especially in the United States, anything uh, futuristic stopped altogether. Yeah, unless they unless they come and employ you, psychics have learned not to do it. Same thing with police. If you go to the police prior to something and say, I think something's going to happen and this is happening, you're, you're going to have an insight that you shouldn't have because you're psychic. They're immediately going to think you're the, the person who did it. Occam's razor dictates that you're the person who did it. And they're stuck in their minds because Occam's razor works more often than not. So they're always stuck in their minds that everything is more simple than everybody. It's not a TV show. Uh, it is what it is. If it smells like a duck and it walks like a duck, it is a duck. Right. But then when you watch some of these shows, I was just watching uh, 48 hours, the first 48 the other day. And there was an episode where they, they got this guy and he turned on this other guy and they're trying to figure out this, it was a drug deal that went bad. These guys went in, they shot up the house, killed two people. Uh, and, and they found out that one of the guys that was doing the shooting got shot. So then they started looking around to find out who went to the hospital and they ended up finding the guy who went to the hospital. So they went to his and found him at his, like his mom's house. And they arrested him. He turned over on another guy who was there who turned over on another guy. When they arrested that guy, he says, no, man, I'm not that Josh. I don't have anything to do with that. Whoever told you that's telling me wrong. And that was a witness who said that, not, not the other two guys. So I apologize for saying that the second guy turned over on the third guy. It was a witness who gave them that guy's name. It was a Josh, but it was a different last name. And he said, this is the guy you're looking for. And they were like, I, know, I'm, I like this guy for this murder, man. I know it's him. But we got to go and check out this other guy. As it turned out it was the other guy. So they were convinced that this guy was lying to them because Occam's razor said, it is what it is, man. This guy's just naturally lying because he doesn't want to go to jail. Turned out it was the other guy. He was innocent. He had nothing to do with it. He just had the same first name. Yeah, it, yeah. The, gov the government has uh, remote viewers. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's exactly it. Right? They do. And, and so do we on the other side. So do we in the coalitions. Okay. So everything that they say that the CIA does, we're doing on the other side. Okay. So when they say, well, the CIA has got remote viewers. Yes, they do. Everyone has remote viewers. Every country has remote viewers. Every coalition has remote viewers. You would be dumb not to. Everyone has their spies. Everyone has their tags. Everyone has their listeners. Everyone has their, their uh, hackers. You have to. Otherwise, you get caught, period. Look what happened to Anonymous. They caught some of them, and they sold out, and Anonymous disappeared and went underground again. Anonymous is still there. Those of you who know anything about the Anonymous, those are the, that's where you get the word anons. So the people who were, who were originally following that X-wing guy, I'm not going to say the, the alphabet letter, <laughs> right? Miguel mentioned that alphabet letter earlier on in the show. So the people who are following that alphabet letter that's close to the end of the alphabet, just before V <laughs> for victory. So those people are still there. They're no longer 
using that name, obviously. But they're there, I know, because I know some of them personally, right? I know it's not, not in person like I've met them as friends, but I have talked to them online and had, had some of them on my shows. You guys who are in the know or you have the eyes to see the esotericness of it would spot them by listening to what the guest was talking about. Or you listen to find out who the guest was and go to their channel and see what they're posting. And then you will see that some of them have been on my shows. So some of them are still there, but that's what happens. When, when all this went on with the election here in the United States, I was on all the time doing the Orion Rising News and barking, barking, barking about what was happening because there was an agenda behind it. All right. And then when things happened the way they did, myself and everyone else, I told everybody, it's back to business as usual. We go back into the shadows and we continue working behind the scenes, doing what we have been doing the whole time. Right. The plan is global. And that's why if you look at my videos, uh, Miguel, you'll see that I put that everywhere. I put worldwide project. And it's not just telling you that we have a worldwide project. They do. And it's, it's, it has to be obvious because of COVID it has to show you if you don't know about it already. Now, what is all this that's happening? You have to understand this too. People, I say that COVID was the best thing that happened to this planet. Miguel, we've talked about this. And people go, what are you talking about? So many millions of people died. Yes. But you see, some of us are of the understanding that the people were supposed to graduate from this planet long ago. And the powers that should not be are keeping everybody a status quo and keeping your vibration low with everything. Everything points that to you. Every distraction that is the internet, that is movies, that is cable television, that is magazines, that is songs on the, uh, by, by bands. You're going to find that the more you become awake, and I'm not saying woke because that's not really awake. People who have got this whole wokeness, those people are not awake. Those people are fake. That's why I love Tom McDonald's fake woke. Listen to that song. He's preaching it. So if you really are awake, and you, then you're an adult, then you see this childishness that's going on. And what happens is that changes the things you watch, it changes your, your type of music, it changes the type of movies, the reading, it will change your life. I just talked about this with Aaron, Aaron Fowler, when we were talking in the chat the other night, two nights ago. Might have even been last night. I don't remember if it was, it was yesterday. So everything is a distraction, and it's all to keep us from ascending. And there are those of us on this planet that are part of these coalitions. And then people that aren't, that aren't even part of the coalitions, but they're, but they're doing the same thing to help. And then there's people that have no idea what's going on, but just by being good people, they're also helping us uh, to bring this about. We are trying to force the people and have been for many years now, 20, 30, 40, 50, some of us even longer than that, hundreds, thousands of years, trying to push the people to the edge to have to make a decision to choose. And what's happening is COVID is, is, has completely changed the dynamics of the reality here in a way that the people who, who concocted COVID had no idea that it could happen. And the proof in the pudding is when General uh, uh, Willie Nilly got up on stage today and said, we didn't know that this was a possible contingency. Uh, that might be the outcome of this. That blindsidedness 
because of their arrogance is why the internet is working in our favor as much as theirs. That blindness and their arrogance is the reason COVID is working out in a better way than they just, than they wanted to happen. It's forcing people to stand up and fight and it's forcing people to make decisions, to make an adult decision whether they're a good person or a bad person. And everyone is waking up through this process as fast as possible, which is scary, scary, fucking scary to anyone who has no idea what's happening. And even scary to some of us who do. <laughs> okay? And it's forcing you to see or not to see. You're either going to take the blue pill or the red pill. You're either going to choose to see and wake up. And some people are having that happen to them. And they're like, they're seeing for the first time what's happening right before their eyes with all of these politicians. So when I say that, I'm not pointing at one particular political party. I'm talking about every single political party on the face of the earth because there's only two parties on the face of the earth and they all have different names. One is your, one is your conservative party and one is your, your uh, um, liberal party. Progressive and a, and a conservative. There is no other kind of parties. This is just the dynamic of the way things uh, play out. Jacob agreed to the tw to, to the September 11th memorial show. Absolutely. Cool beans, brothers and sisters. So there you have it. We just put together a show for those of you who want to tune in where it's going to be Miguel, myself, and Jacob at the very least. Right, we'll be on that show. We'll be discussing 9/11 and the conspiracy theories and the, and the whole lines. 9/11 was supposed to be that event as well, guys. Anytime when you create a worldwide strife, um, it changes the dynamic of the world and the world's energy. And people either wake up or they don't at that point. So we've been pushing for something like this to happen because we wanted it to to force people to grow up or to see things and to make a decision and to to make a stand uh, one way or the other. And, you know, it, was it our plan that, that this would happen around many, many millions dying? No, no. That was their plan. They, this bug didn't kill as many people as they wanted to. In the beginning, they were, they were putting people together to get them to get, die from it. This, is, this was coming out by all the whistleblowers, right? They were, you have an investigation into, into Cuomo over it. This, the mayor up in Oregon has an investigation going on for she did the same thing. The one in Michigan did the same thing. Democratic governors are being held responsible, but you don't get to know about this because the propaganda machines don't tell you about it in public. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that you guys don't, if you're not watching the right places, if you don't know where to look for information. Those of us who are doing this, we're out here, we know where to look for information. We share it with each other. When we find it, we, we pass it on. You get a reputation for being a person that doesn't out uh, uh, whistleblowers and insiders, and they give you information. And then we trade that information across to all of our friends that are working with us together. And all of those, each individual, have their own group of people who slip them information. Miguel has people slip him information. I do. Mandy, who was on here earlier, did. Some of you who are on here have given me information that you guys have gotten from somebody in your circle. This is how they the cells work. This is how the coalitions have to work, and we've been doing this for thousands of years. Okay. Do you see that? And and so this whole this whole mess that's gone on with with the the governor of New York and the governor of California is part of the plan.
this is the destruction of them. They're trying to destroy the 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 Republicans. Got the picture when when uh, when uh, Joe Biden said, "I don't even know if there's going to be a Republican Party by 2021, 2022." That little slip up rang true with Republicans. They, they realized for the first time that the Democrats were trying to eradicate them all, one by one. We were telling them that before then, but some of them are old and geriatric, right? I think we need to have term limits. We need to say that when you, if you have to wear a diaper, you can't be, no, that's not right because some people have problems. And they, there has to be something that, that we, there has to be a cognitive test. I know they were, they, they were wanting uh, uh, the orange guy to take one and he took it and he won, he passed it with flying colors, uh, but they won't, ta- they won't have a sippy cup do it because that, the, I, I sat and watched my mother take that test. And she failed it. She has Alzheimer's. But at the time, it wasn't as bad as it is now. But it was bad. In fact, when I was interviewed, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to say that I was about to tell you something that was confidential. And if I did that, somebody could actually look it up and somebody could actually get in trouble. So I'm not going to go down that road. I apologize for even starting to say that. I almost slipped up and gave information out that could actually get a few people fired and some people put in jail. So they don't want him to take it. They might have him take it soon because they want to prove that he's unfit. There's Aaron. What's up, my brother? I was just talking about you and some of the stuff we were chatting about. <laughs> There's another one, Aaron. We're planning for 9-11. Uh, Miguel and uh, Jacob and myself, and Miguel has his own podcast. I think you've talked to him, and Jacob does as well. And I think we'll do it on Jake's uh, thing. 9-11, we want to do a show where we, we talk about 9-11 and talk about the conspiracy theories, talk about our theories as to what we think they, was being done because of that, why it was done. The whole nines, I want to spend some time and really ring that out. You want to come with us and and uh, and hang out for a bit and talk about it? So, yeah, right? So, yeah, if you yeah if you want to come in on 9-11, we're going to do that. And, we, and so we're definitely going to do a show on 9-11. My birthday's the 10th, so I'm going to do it on a show, but it's not going to be my birthday. I'll probably do the alien, you know, ancient or alien interview uh, on my birthday. Or maybe I'll take my birthday off. I don't know yet, right? So, yeah, see, that's what we were talking about here, right? Conspiracy and reality. So that's, that's kind of where we've got going today here. I've been on the air now for almost two hours. I was only going to do an hour, right? Yeah, well, they're also, you know, Aaron is a shaman, so he could probably tell you better than me. So I'll let him answer that. But, but yeah, sometimes they're just medicine women, sometimes they're shaman. It depends on the tribe, doesn't it, Aaron? Isn't the, the different tribes across America uh, did it that way? And then the shamans, because I know the shamans over in Europe, we were the same way. If she wanted to be uh, a um, called the medicine woman, then she would be called the medicine woman. But if she wanted to be called the shaman, then she would still be uh, called a shaman. So I don't know what Aaron's take on that is. I'm just giving you the Celtic. A version of it. So yeah, okay, cool, brother. And then um, we'll get together. And we'll figure out the time, and I'll let you know uh, of what the time because Miguel is in Brazil, so he's no. That means he's in the same time zone, isn't it? Yeah, he's in the mid Midwest time, I guess, in Brazil. Uh, so it's not not that bad. So we'll figure that out. We'll get the we'll get when we can go live, and we'll get on there and, and talk for a couple hours, right? So, well, yeah, in a sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was reading, Miguel said, I heard shaman is the, is the one with two spirits. East Coast. Okay, East Coast. 
Um, that's, I, after I said Midwest, I was like, wait, he's out on the point. It's Brazil. <laughs> like it might be East Coast. So thank you. So yeah, you're just three hours ahead of me, and and Aaron's in uh, Utah, so he's one hour, I think, or we might even be on the same timeline right now. So you, we could do it just about any time then. That's cool. Yeah. See, and then and, and then you know the, the shadow lady. I mean, that, that is essentially the same, is it not? Right. She says, "I'm a shadow lady." That's the same as a shaman, correct? Plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, see, now, Miguel, you got her asking a question. She's in two spirits. What does that mean? Okay, so so he'll answer that for you if he reads that in the chat because he had made that comment. Uh, Miguel, you made the comment. I heard the I heard Shaman is the, the one with two spirits, and she just wanting you to, to uh, elaborate on that. Okay, so let's get back to what was I talking about before you guys derailed me again with the chat. <laughs> Here, let me put that up on the screen, Aaron, and I'll read that. So Aaron says, a shaman, shaman is just a title to let people know how I work. Well, that's that's all it is, brother. Uh, I'm, I'm no better or no worse than anyone else. Well, no, it's just that, right. I mean, that's just like... Um, like the the you know the the band Amon Amarth, they sing only about they sing only about Viking way of life and Vikings. But when you when you talk to Johann Hegg, who's the lead singer, and you ask him, uh, do you follow that religion? He says, no, I just like that way of life. So same same, right? I mean, he's he's following the religion basically because he he likes that, but that's not his religious background. So he's probably Christian. Right, but he believes in the in the uh, whole way of life of the Viking uh, and and um, their um, whole pantheon, right? So uh, Aaron's saying, you know, as a shaman, it's a, it is a title. That's just like a Merlin. I don't. I would have that title as a Merlin right now if I had a piece of paper and that was what I required. That title was just was given to me because it's handed down through generations through my father, right? So I so I'm a Merlin, but that is just a title. That means that's just a priestly title. It's a druid priest. It doesn't mean like the movies. Everyone thinks that person's name was Merlin, and I love that in the in the movie um, uh, from 1982, Excalibur, when when they say they're calling Merlin, they're going Merlin, where are you? He shows up and he says, "I'm a Merlin." He doesn't say, "I am Merlin." I remember when I first saw that, I thought he did when I was in the theater. I am Merlin. And I and once the movie came out on video, because that's what we had back then, I got the videotape and the VCR and I played it and I rewound it and played it and watched his mouth. And then I looked up the script and he doesn't say, I am Merlin. He says, I am a Merlin. It's a title. So the shaman is a priestly title. And he chooses that title because that's the way, the spiritual way that he feels connected. So that's where Aaron is a shaman. But people say, oh, then you must be Native American. He's like, no, I'm not, but I'm a shaman. I'm, I'm a, a shaman of sorts as well, but I'm not Native American. You don't have to be Native American. It's not exclusive to Native Americans. That's just what Hollywood kind of tried to portray. Right? Your name is your, My name is my title. I just talked about that. And with Miguel, right? My name is my title. My name is Leonard Edward O'Neill. The name Leonard means Lionheart. The name Edward means guardian or protector. The name O'Neill is bloodline, the O, meaning bloodline of Neil. Neil is champion of the people. So my name literally is Lionheart, guardian, champion of the people. That's my name. 
And then I was baptized as Leo, right? As well as Gabriel. So my Christian name is Leonard Edward Gabriel Leo O'Neill. That's what I was knighted with, right? And so Leo is the patron saint of message speaking like I'm doing now, right? And then I've chosen for my magical name, I've, I, I used to, I use, I use, uh, uh, I use Deia Stormcrow, but I changed it to Kelto, Kelto Stormcrow. Kelto meaning it's, it comes from the, from the Greek word Keltoi, which means those people up there who are not Greek, they're Vikings, the Southern Vikings. But originally I went by Deia and Deia is a God in Ireland who is the God of speech. He's a big, fat, ugly guy, kind of green, and he has big ears and big earlobes, but he has chains that come out of his mouth, and they attach to everyone's ears around him. That was symbolic of his words were being spoken to those people, and they were listening and following him because of his words. Okay? So everything about that is all titles. Everything, your name is your title that, that you have in your life. You just don't know it. Like I said with Michael, Miguel. That means he is the right hand of God. He was like God. Michael, this, that's what that means. I know that because I grew up with a guy whose name was Michael, and he looked it up and said, this is what my name means. What does your name mean? You know, we look all this stuff up. Being Celtic, you know, being a, a Southern Viking, we look that up when that stuff is important to us. <laughs> You're being European. Your name is important to you and what it means, right? Right from the summit, right? <laughs> Who's like God from the summit, right? Yeah, that's good, Miguel. I understand that, right? So you figure with a name like that, I figured you had to be Norwegian or something like that. And then when you said you were in Sweden, I thought, oh, okay, well, that might be a Svenska word, but Norwegian, I get it. I don't get that language. It's close. I'm learning it. It's not, I'm not doing too well at it. Not that it's hard. It's just that I'm also learning Dutch and Svenska and, and a bunch of other languages from over there, French, German, um, Spanish, Italian. Right. So they say don't learn one language, more than one language at a time because you get screwed up. Not really. Not true. If you're learning any European language, they're all so similar these days that it's just a different way of saying the same word, guys. And so it's just a dialect thing. And, and most of the words are the same. Not all. Right. Not all because there's things like a kerfuffle, a kerfuffle. Right. <laughs> right. Some of the words like strawberry doesn't kind of pan out properly in Europe. <laughs> I well, I get that now that you're an immigrant. I, I get that to to Sweden, right? Um, yeah. So your full name would would be who is like God from the summit? Yeah. See, so that's a that's a title. I mean, the the whole thing is it's not just you know they they would put in a movie, uh, Pulp Fiction, when um, what's his name's character was the boxer and he killed that guy and he and he killed him in the ring and then he jumps out the back window. And he jumps into the taxi cab and the woman says, what's your name? And he, or he says, what's your name? And he says his name. She says, what does that mean? And he says, I'm American, honey. Our, our names don't mean shit. It's not true. It's not true at all. Yeah, Jesus Christ was a title as well. Right, Aaron? Aaron, put this up. I'll put this up on the screen and read it for you guys. Jesus Christ is a title as well. That's right. He was the Christ. Right? Jesus Christ was a title. It is a title. Right. That's just like when because um, you have like, you know, Marie, you have so like. Look at Holy Mary. Right. So you have and then Mary Magdalene, when Mary Magdalene disappeared. 
after Jesus's death and resurrection, she showed up in the south of France with a little girl. Right? It means the anointed one, Aaron says. Marie means the anointed one. So, so Mary Magdalene shows up in the south of France with a little girl who she says is her slave, her servant. Right? And the little girl's name, what was it now? I can't remember, but it meant it means princess in um in English now. I think it was Sophie, just like they did in you know, Dan Brown did in uh in the Da Vinci Code. Sophie means princess. So this girl whose name meant princess, who was a slave, grew up and married a Merovingian king. That would never happen anywhere. A slave girl does not marry a king. And their children were able to talk to animals and heal people with their hands. And she was able to talk to animals and heal people with her hands. Right, Christ means the anointed. And that also means the illuminated not just the anointed one, but the learned one, like a magi. Right. Satan, Lucy, those are all those are all titles. Absolutely. You know we're going to so now we're going down the Da Vinci Code Road, right? I'm just using that as a reference. We can, right? I read all the same books that Dan Brown wrote read that he made his what if about. And I used to own them all and I used to break them out for reference. Um and so I loved what he did with that when he wrote that book. I read the book first, and then when they did the movie, they did a pretty good job of, of, of putting that together. But they did change a few things. Like he had that dichotomy of, of who in the Catholic party and the Catholic church is the ones who are the guardians and trying to, uh, to, to stifle the Jesus line. And he used uh, the, um, the, uh, the, the group um, Opus Dei. And that's actually, uh, I wish he had done his homework because Opus Dei, their actual uh, what that group does is they try to show you how you can serve God in everyday life without having to go to church or without having to because the the Catholic Church realizes some people are are um, spiritual but they don't like Orthodox churches so they're trying to show their their objective is to go out and teach the world how it is that they don't need to have to go to church which is what Jesus did preach and you can still serve the one you can still serve God you can still serve whatever deity that you, you uh, in everyday life and how by doing good deeds so he you he unfortunately picked the best in my opinion of the church and used it as the worst for the movie it's kind of like i don't know if he did it on purpose or subconscious it's kind of like what they did with the movie the mummy where they used hemotep as the evil mummy when in real life hemotep was the opposite in fact the the doctors once they found his dictionary of medicine in the West, we're now practicing Emotep's diction of medicine that was written 5,000 years ago. And they said, had this been found before the Hippocrates book of, of medicine, we would, all the doctors wouldn't be taking the Hippocratic Oath. They'd be taking the Emotepin Oath. But they painted him as an evil bad guy. And Dan Brown did the same thing with, with the, the entire one sect of the, of the Catholic Church that's actually trying to do good for the world. Uh, and in the movies, they they had that, yeah. So they, it, but the whole thing uh, was, and yeah, movies are horribly distorted. The the, the entire idea of what he wrote was a what if? <laughs> what if all those things are really true? That's like my book Orion Rising. 
you go and look at it, the, the entire book is a what-if scenario of what if all the stuff those guys were talking about on Ancient Aliens was actually real. And I put a scenario together that at the time I thought was a, a fictional scenario. And now I know that I was actually channeling this information from a different place. And I don't want to go down that road right now, but that this is actual. So if you, so if you read the, my book, it's actual what is really happening. And that's one, it's one idea of what may be happening, but the whole overview of, so the, so the small semantics of uh, who's fighting where and shooting who and named what isn't real, but the uh, concept of what's happening uh, and, and all the players involved is real life. Do you see? So that's what Dan Brown did. And that's what I did. We, we put this together, but then on a larger grand scheme of things, it's kind of comes out that that's kind of true what's happening. It's just the names have changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> right? One verse, one voice, one word. That comes right from uh, from the song uh, that we that I used for uh, when we did um, the uh, webinar. Right? That's that's the from the that that's literally what you're quoting is is literally a. a a song now I can't think right now because I mean I'm my brain is getting squashy because I'm bouncing around so much with these different analogies, right? So sorry, I'm reading what Aaron had to say. I've seen I'm reading your guys's chat. I know I'll get off on a tangent if I do that, so maybe I shouldn't do that. So this goes back to what I'm talking about here. When it uh, goes back to uh, everything that is written in all of these stories and all of these books comes is telling us the same story on a bottom line. Jesus would sit and speak in parables. I I am project and I want to talk about this, and I, I think we're going to be talking about this. I think I'm going to do another show, a webinar on this. That might be our next webinar to talk about. All of these different things that are in science fiction novels that become movies or in books or in the, the Bible and, and how this there's this underlining story that is being told there. And that is the true story that we're supposed to learn. And we're telling it from right different perspectives. <laughs> Miguel just have put that up on the screen from different perspectives and we're telling the same story from different perspectives and we don't realize that it's right in front of us. That's that goes back to the, you know, the, the, the Sufi, the, 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 the yogi that wanted to be completely awake. And he spent his whole life buying all these books and reading and trying to figure it all out. And one day when he woke up and he was actually awake, he took all the books that he bought and he put them out in the front yard and burned them because it's that obvious when you realize, when you realize that it is in everything that we have written, every song we write, every poem we write, every movie or every book, every screenplay, every every uh, uh, play for a for an audience in a theater, everything, the dichotomy, the story that's happening is the actual story of our life, of what's happening here and the dichotomy between the light and dark or dichotomy between good and evil. That it is really that simple. All of this that we're doing to ourselves is unnecessary and we don't have to go through it, but we're putting ourselves through it anyway. Why is that? Well, because you don't learn from no mistakes. You don't learn from some guy like me telling you, you have to figure it out for yourself. That's the only way we learn. 
right? That's the only way we learn. Well, no, and, and what happens, Miguel, he says, no imagination, just recreation. That, I mean, look at what happened with the, you know, the hip-hop and the rap. You know, they just started sampling everybody else's stuff and throwing some words on top of it, right? That sounded cool. But that was a recreation then. So that's a matter of perspective, right? And that's our reality is holding us back. Thank you, Miguel, with the, now I'm starting to sound like, <laughs> starting, we're, we're just starting to sound like Jacqueline, right? Thank you, Miguel, my brother, right? It's starting to sound like Jacqueline. Um, but yes, right. And that's the truth of it. That's why you guys, you guys got, once we set the date, we'll put the memes back out there and we're going to do it in September. We'll probably wait now until the middle of September because my birthday is the 10th. The 11th is the anniversary. And we're already planning a couple shows now. So we'll probably wait for the full moon at the end of the month, uh, which should somewhere be around the 24th, 5th, uh, of the, of the month of September. I haven't looked it up, but that's where the, the, they've all been right around that date. And so if they stay 28 days, 28 days, 28 days, um, they'll, they'll get, I think September because the days are longer, uh, not meaning, uh, our sun, but meaning that we have like 31 days in the month. So it might be a 22nd. I'll look it up. Whatever that it's either a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll get it right onto that and we'll do the show there. So we'll get that out for you guys. And that's our, our, our reality is holding us back. It's because when you're in this particular place and you're distracted by everything and you don't realize that you are, then you're living in a conceptual reality. So, okay, hold on. So let me, let me put this up on the screen because there's a question that, that, that you're asking here. Can you give us an example of dichotomy? I just learned that word today. Well, the, the easiest way is to understand that is literally it, it is the question. The dichotomy is the question, right? Dichotomy means duality or black and white, right? Two sides, a push and pull. So it literally is the question. The question is it, your choice is to choose light or darkness, Okay, and that's what we're here to learn. That's the main reason we're here right now is to choose uh, what our immortal soul is going to be, either in service to others or in service to self. You're either good and, and, and you want to help humanity. You want to help the, I hate to say the word humanity. You want to help the Terrans. That's, that's what we're actually called. This planet is not Earth. It's actually called Terra, which actually means Earth, right? But we're not Earthlings. I hate when people say that. We're Terrans from, because we're on the planet Terra. Terra means earth. Okay, so what we're supposed to be doing here is choosing that. And that is the dichotomy is the dichotomy is the choice. Right? The dichotomy is the push and pull of those two parties. So if you just had a choice, it's only you making the choice. The dichotomy is when you have both sides pulling at you as well as you having to make that choice. So when you hear somebody say the dichotomy between good and evil or the dichotomy before anything, you're going to see that it's two entities or two ideologies that are opposing and that you're trying to choose between them. Yeah, we are in this world, not of it. See, and that goes back to our webinar of whether or not, you know, your reality is in your way, because all of us, our reality is 100% in our way. It is only when we achieve the sight to see the esotericness of it that we realize that all of this is a distraction. And to the first step of, of, of avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. You have to first become aware of the trap so that you can get out of the trap. When you're trapped and you don't know about it, then you're just stuck. 
So then you have to become enlightened. You have to become the enlightened one or, you know, start questioning to break the conditioning so that you can see the trap. And once you see it, then you can figure out how to avoid it. That's how you get out of the first panic room. Do you see? I always say we're a panic room. We're in a panic room inside of a panic room inside of a panic room and maybe even inside of a panic room. Right. So when you're born, you're mind wiped. You have no memory of what's happening here, but you have instinctually the idea of what's going on. And then you start to learn and then you start to learn concepts and become brainwashed by the society that you live in. Right. And then it takes time for you to start to realize there are other societies and other things going on in the world. And then you want to learn about those places and those things and their ideologies. And then you start seeing how they all mesh and how they don't mesh. But then you find this one underlining story in the background. Okay. And that's how you get out of the second panic room. But then you're in the next panic room where the dichotomy happens. You're becoming self-aware. And now you see that there's a choice before you of good and evil. What does that mean? You have to then learn that. Do you see? And right now is where we're trying to push the entire planet to that place of awareness that there is a choice. The underlining background uh, humming thing that you've been hearing your whole life is this information. And we're trying to get everyone to focus their minds by looking within. Jesus even taught that. All of the deities taught that. Muhammad taught that. Every religion that's out there, they taught that. Look within. Service to self or service to others. If you're in service to self, you're all about yourself, and you don't care about other people. There's a commercial on television here in America, and it's a Hershey's commercial. If you're in America or you watch American television, you may have seen it. They have these two little girls sitting on the floor, and in front of them is a plate. And on that plate is a chit. There's a couple of chits. That's what they call those little square pieces or oblong pieces that you break off from a Hershey's bar. They're called a chit, each one of them. So they have about four or five. They're equal. So I think they have six there on the plate. And the guy in the background, the producer says, um, grab a, 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 you know, grab one of the uh, pieces of Hershey if you eat all your vegetables. And they both grab one. Grab one of those uh, if you're the tallest. And one girl grabs because she's taller. And then, uh, you know, and he says this. And the last thing he says is, grab a piece of candy if you like to share. The girl on the left gets this look on her face like, uh, no. The girl on the right quickly reaches down and grabs the piece of chocolate and offers it to the other girl. And that they had to have done on purpose because they posed the question. So they had to have known that one girl wasn't going to want to pick it up and the other girl was. Love it, right? Cheryl, Cheryl says, I saw that. I love it. I do too because that shows the dichotomy. That shows the choice. That shows one person who is in service to others and one person who is in service to self. She's selfish. I'm not picking one up because I don't like to share. The other girl doesn't pick it up and keep it for herself. She picks it up because she likes to, and she can't be more than six. So it's not like she deduced that in that second and a half that it took her. It took her like a second or a half second. She reached down pretty quickly, picked it up and handed it. She could not have consciously been aware at that age that I'm going to pick this up and share that because I like to share. He didn't say pick this up and share it if you like to share. He said pick up a piece of candy if you like to share. And he picked it. she picked it up and didn't keep it for herself. She shared it, offered it. But the other girl didn't take it. 
The commercial ended before the other girl reached up and took it. So we don't know if she said yes or went, uh-uh, I don't want it. Right? We don't know the answer to that. But the question was answered, and whoever designed that commercial was in service to others, and they were showing you subconsciously one person who is in service to self and one person who is in service to other, and they were both innocent young who don't know the difference yet, and they're just going by their base inner instinct of what their actual soul is currently. It was a freaking beautiful commercial, 30-second slot. 99% of everyone who saw it just saw that was cute. That little girl wanted to hand it to the other girl. They didn't catch what was really being told to them, but through osmosis, it gets into your brain. Yeah, the little girl did it because it is who she is. She's in service to others. Miguel said that. It is who she is. She was in service to others, so she picked it up and handed it because she's in service to others. She wants to help other people. Even though that other girl didn't want to share, that didn't affect the girl who was in service to others. She, beside that, even though if she were aware, she would know that girl is evil in the minds of the universe and I am good in the minds of the universe. She still crossed the boundary and said, here, I'm offering this to you. That right there was, hi, I'm greeting you in the love and the light of the one true creator, Adonai. The other girl didn't want any part of that. That was great. These are the things that I want to talk about. Like if we do this show, guys, where we talk about esotericness uh, and, and in the books and all this stuff, I want to talk about this, Miguel. Um, maybe we can do that when, we're, when we are doing the show with, on, uh, with, uh, with Jacob when we figure that, that out. I want to, I want to get into that. I mean, we're going to be talking for hours anyway, right? <laughs> you guys run the hour. You guys run hour four. I think when I tuned in the other night, <laughs> last week, I was, I think I saw the video after it was posted because you guys do the show on Thursday and you guys are going to be doing one tomorrow. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, it's nighttime. Miguel's freezing. He's outside. And it looks like he's in his, in his backyard, his patio or somewhere. Uh, it, it, and it's just cold. He's wearing a jacket. I was like, that's that man's crazy. It's cold. He's freezing out there. Pretty soon there's going to be snow. Not quite, but in a while. And he's still out there doing it. (laughs) So, okay, so Julie says, the one that I saw, the second girl took the chocolate and then got the other piece. Oh, okay, so I haven't seen that, so that must be the extended part that they cut off. So what you're claiming is that she took the chocolate from the girl who offered it to her, then reached down and took the other one anyways. That's just even more perfect. That just plays right into that dichotomy, right? Yeah, see, Miguel says that was a five-hour show, five-hour, 54-minute uh, marathon. I couldn't – I'm here now for – I'm two and a half hours in, and I'm already going, i got to get off here soon, right? Everything I own is going numb that I'm sitting on anyway. Um, so, yeah, so that's crazy. I didn't know that. I've not seen the end of that. And if that's how that ended, and they, and the ones that I've seen it just they chopped it short, that's even more proof of the pudding right there, guys. That that was beautifully put together. The person who who wrote that obviously knew what was going on, and it wasn't acting. These kids were being honest. They were just they were laughing. Oh yeah, I'll grab it because I eat my veggies, right? And so they, well, there was no acting involved in that commercial. It was the two girls honestly doing what it is that they were being asked to do. If you're, if you eat all your vegetables, take them. Oh yeah, a piece of chocolate, right? If you, if you like to laugh, pick up a piece of chocolate. (laughs) You know, there was no acting involved in that until he said that last question, right? And then the girls just reacted because it was like the fourth question. They just reacted to the question, and they just did what their instincts told them to. 
Yikes, you guys did two shows totaling 11 hours that day. That's crazy, bro. Craziness. That takes too much toll on my body. I can't I can't do those. That's why we shortened our, our webinars from 8 to 10 to 12 hours down to like three or four. It's just, it's too much for me. I'm like, you know, Ed, Edgar Casey. I have, it, this takes a toll on my body to put the energy out to do this. I'm not just sitting here. You know, some people are just, they're just, a, you know, a indigenous, you know, and they can just sit and talk. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying you have the stamina to be able to do it. Some people can, but some people can just do it and none affects them at all because they're not using any energy, right? They're not doing anything. I'm doing stuff with the fluctuation of my voice. I'm doing things with my words. I'm doing things with the sound of my voice, the tone of my voice. There is thought going into. I don't just blabber on. Sometimes I get a, a talk and just talk, talk, right? But for the most part, where I'm going with what I'm saying, the tone of my voice, what I'm saying to you is all resonating in not just words, it's taking energy for me to project that, right? Yeah, Jacob's a lot of freestyle, right? He is freestyle, right? And I, I love because that, that I love the conversations with him because of that, right? I mean, it's fun because he'll take us in any direction that he feels like taking us in. Like you and I, we kind of do that, but we kind of we as we do, we evolve. He'll just like pick a topic and start over. Wait a minute, I want to ask you about this, <laughs> right? So it's kind of cool. I kind of dig it. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, I like his, his, uh, I don't know, it's his personality, I guess. He has a, he has a fun personality when it comes to that. That's why I haven't been on there as much, but I, I've been focused. Uh, you know, first I was having problems with the internet. I know that we talked about that and, and he graciously offered, uh, to, uh, to, uh, um, uh, produce if I needed to, uh, which is badass. Right. And I told him definitely we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, because there might come a time when I'm having issues, you know, we had to cancel this last show, right. Because of that. And, and to know that I can have him there, I could say, you know, Jacob, dude, you got to do this, right? Um, so, Jacob, do this for me, please. And he would instantly jump on it. And then if I went down, who cares? The, the show goes on, right? Because it's not like I'm on there speaking all the time when I'm producing. And most of the time, I'm not doing any speaking unless I'm asking questions, right? But there are times when I'm actually, you know, speaking. You know, and then when I'm doing my show, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, five hour show. That's crazy. Yeah, Jacob Jacob Waters. You can look him up. He's on YouTube. Yeah, you'll know him most of the time. I, he's smoking now. Now let me ask you, Miguel. What, and, and he's using that bong. Is he smoking a ganja out of that, or is he smoking hookah out of that? Because I'm just like, wow, he smokes ganja like it's a cigarette, right? If that's his case. I mean, I smoked I smoked that pot too, right? <laughs> but I think so. But yeah, he's always. I mean, he's taking like big old bong hits and i'm like well then he's not holding it in real long he's inhaling it and pushing it out i'm thinking all right he might have like marijuana flavored it might just be a hookah and he's using a bong to smoke it because i smoke pot the old-fashioned way i smoke it with a pipe and i inhale it and i hold my breath <laughs> i don't just inhale and exhale like you do with a cigarette i hold my breath i keep as much of that nicotine in my brain case as i can get in there and then you'll see me like uh, uh stamping it out right I take a hit off my pipe. I put my thumb over the top of it. And I put my thumb over the bottom of it so that he doesn't keep burning the weed on the inside and waste it. I even, in fact, half the time when I take a hit, I put my thumb over the top of it when it's hot and I'm burning myself and I'm, and, and then I'm still inhaling. So I'm putting out the, 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 you know, the pot that's on fire in there so that I can get more out of it. So I don't end up losing it when I was smoking my pipe. I didn't care. Next stuff was cheap. I would just put it in there and light it. And you wanted to keep it lit. That was the whole purpose of it. Right. <laughs> 
Okay, so so welcome welcome the Orion lines, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, he says. Yeah, I found out that World War II was a whoops. I, I, well, I found out. Let me put it on the screen. That'll that'll work, right? I found out that World War II uh, was an adrenochrome harvest in trade for technology. Agreed, right? Agreed. Right, we were talking about that. Right, the the aliens from Orion. We were talking about that earlier. That's part of why I named my uh, my show Orion Rising and my book Orion Rising, uh, because I'm actually from there, but I'm not that coalition. There's another coalition who has followed them here to this planet to try and stop them, and I'm part of that coalition. And I've come in. I've been born here in this body because they won't do that. The evil ones don't like to get mind wiped to be born here because they lose all of their power and all of their memory. So they stay in the fourth or the fifth uh, and they try to work through the third dimension uh, with the people that are here, the powers that should not be. And some of us have volunteered to come down here and actually and actually come into these bodies. There's millions, billions of us at this point, at least a billion of us that are from their wanderers from somewhere else. Um, I did a whole, I did Orion, uh, I did the um, Law of One. Uh, if you haven't caught any of my shows, you should look at my shows on, on my archives or on YouTube. I did two years and seven months uh, to do all 106 sessions of the raw material by the LL Research Group. And so I did a session per day every Friday uh, until we got through all 106, right? So, um. So, yeah, that we were just talking about that not too long ago on this show earlier, a couple hours ago. Right. So um, if you look that up. Right. And if you're a if you're a you're a podcast, let me you know, I'll put the link there so I can check your podcast out, too, because your name says podcast all over it. <laughs> and so, yes, that's part of the information that we're uh, trying to get out. You should take a look at uh, you've seen a few of my shows. Thank you. Um, so hopefully not the bad ones. <laughs> hopefully the good ones. Uh, so so we're going to do a show on on 9/11 where we're going to talk a lot about that, right? Uh, well, my book is is an ancient aliens what if. It's not tied into uh, the Orion Rising. I'm writing that, and it's called the Way. So that if you read Orion Rising, uh, it's it's a what if I did like Dan Brown did with uh, the Da Vinci Code. I I read you know all the information. Learned all the same stuff. All, all the guys from Ancient Aliens. If you, in fact, if you watch Ancient Aliens, the television show, uh, when you go through my book, you'll realize that I ring out every single season of Ancient Aliens in there. Uh, so the so it's a what if scenario. What if everything they're saying is true and it's really happening here, right? Uh, and and that's where we're referring to the the DUMB, deep underground military bases. And that was the question that was just asked. What does that mean? Um, so the the I, I talk about all of that and all of the places that are in that book are real. Uh, most of which I lived right. Uh, when the book starts out, these kids live in the city of Concord. I lived in the house that in a townhouse that I have them living in. And I actually did went to the places where they went in the, in the beginning. Uh, in fact, uh, then the, the, then we go to Queen Creek, Arizona. I was living in Queen Creek, Arizona when I wrote that book. And uh, all of the stuff that I tell you there is 100% accurate. You could actually read the book and drive into town. And as you do, you will point, you'll actually see the sites that I tell you about in the book, 
right? And you can literally follow the directions from downtown and go to the hospital that ends up as a scene in that movie by, by doing exactly what they, what I tell you to do in the book, because it's the actual fact, it's actual real place. But the other things in there are real. So the, it came, it's a story where the names and the people don't exist, but people exist that are doing what those names, so the names have changed to protect the innocent. Okay, so the story is what's really happening on this planet, but it's a, it's a science fiction novel, uh, not even a novel. It's just the first part of a series. Um, I actually have a screenplay for it that's kicking around Hollywood. And I actually had somebody send me a no. They didn't want to. I'm like, that's one. Somebody looked at it and said, we don't want to make your book right now into a movie. Uh, but eventually someone will. It's raw. Uh, it's got full of, uh, of grammatical errors. But it's a science fiction novel or book, so it doesn't matter if it has grammatical errors. You don't have to have the form, the formula for science fiction. A lot of people think that you should. That's like when you write stuff that's supposed to be biblical. You have that biblical language that's in the Bible and all the Bibles. And if you don't, no one takes you serious as a Bible. Um, there's there's people in the academic world of writing that won't take you serious unless you write it the way they are, that they tell you you're supposed to, which is a formula for failure. <laughs> Right. Uh, you can get it on Kindle. I'm pretty sure it's still on Kindle, but you can buy it. It's go to go to anywhere. Uh, you can buy it online. Amazon has it. Um, all the book places online have it. You can even find it in some used bookstores. I had somebody take a picture of it in a used bookstore and they were buying it. <laughs> somebody sold it to a used bookstore and now I'm buying it. I'm like, good. They passed it on at least and I'll get credit for it again. That's the beauty of that. I don't get as much money from that sale because I already got the money from the first sale. Um, I do get a copyright uh, penny or two out of those, right, uh, from the resale. I don't get a, a you know, because it's been sold already. I've already got the money for it. It would be double dipping. But the people who are selling it to you, they bought it from someone else, and now they're selling it and making a profit. So I get some of the um, little bit of their profit because of my name and because it's mine. It's copyrighted. It's, my, it's me. I designed the cover of the whole lines. But, yeah, it's it's uh, if you read it, uh, if you're really paying attention, you'll actually get what's going on. Some people read it and they, they take it for face value and they don't think about certain things that they should be paying attention to that you don't get to know about until book two, which I haven't put out yet because now I'm writing The Way, which is really the Orion Rising thought process, right? So I haven't, I haven't written down on paper uh, the second book or the third book for Orion Rising yet, but check it out. Uh, it's raw. It's gritty. I read it, wrote it what, five years ago or so now, seven years ago. Uh, at the time, I was unaware that what I was writing was the truth until afterwards, right? After I wrote it, I was told that what I wrote down was really happening um, and that it wasn't just something that I made up. It was actually, you know, something that I was channeling that was on purpose. So that story would get out there. The same reason as what we're talking about earlier, that all the stories that are being told have the underlining truth what's going on here and in the universe we just have to be able to see it it's esoteric so i want to do a show on that so i think we'll delve a little bit about that on when we get the show together with jacob and miguel when we figure out what what day we're going to do that i think we'll really go into that esotericness and talk about the books like dan brown's the the da vinci code and you know in, in different in different uh, stories even moby dick has has that you know the tolkien's uh, books, the, you know, the, the Hobbit series, all of the, the, the books, uh, you know, from um, what's his name, Hogwarts and the underlining uh, storyline is all the same. It's just different, um, 
perspectives and different people having their take on it. But the, but it's really the, 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 what we're here to learn is in the background of all that. Okay. So, uh, that's kind of crazy, right? So, yeah, so yeah, take a look at it. I would love to have uh, more sales on the book, right? One day you'll see a movie of it, right? Uh, unless they steal it and change the name and just come up with a, a you know, I had that happen to me before. If you ever see the, the, uh, history channels documentary, who watches the watchers? I wrote that in college. It was a, it was a inter, it was a midterm paper, um, that I wrote in college. And it was, and there was two that I wrote and I combined them. One was the mechanization of civilization. Uh, and, and then who watches the watchers, uh, was the second half of it. And somebody took that and, and somehow it got to the history channel. They made a documentary. They didn't even change anything about it except for who wrote it. Uh, so and I, I can't sue them because I had only the only paper I had was the paper I wrote in college. And I, I lost that when I, um, I sold my yacht and it was on there. I never got it back. So truthfully, now I can't sue them over it. But I never thought about doing that because it was more important that that message that I put together, they didn't even change the narrative. They just put pictures to it. Right. And so that whole that whole thing was written uh, in uh, I would have been 1994 or 1993 when I was in college. Yeah. 93 or 94, somewhere back there. Maybe even earlier than that. It was my first or second year in college. And um, and I wrote that. And I got a B minus on it. <laughs> right? Graded on a bell curve. I was, I was mad because I didn't get an A. Because some dumb kid who got an F had to have a D. Because <laughs> nobody failed his class. He'd been graded on a bell curve. And he only gave out two A's. He gave out, he didn't even get out an A plus. He said, nobody gets an A plus. You get an A or an A minus. He only gives out those two. And that, so he had all that figured out. And he had, so I ended up with a B minus. He said, you would have been an A in, in anyone else's class. So I was like, but that's not what it says. It says B minus. I was angry. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the, um, uh, oh, sorry. If you're talking about Orion Rising, that was, let's see, I've been back in California now for five years. And it was, so it was seven years ago, I believe. I'll have to look at the book. It's here. Hold on. I'll grab the book and tell you. I actually have three books that I've published. The first of which was um, was not Orion Rising, but I had, uh, but I'll I'll tell you the the names. Orion Rising was published uh, here. Let me open it up to tell you what year. My glasses looking here. It was 2016. 627 2016 was when when I when I published this. And, and then I have I have a book that's called uh, Prepping Slash Survival for Beginners. And this book and the other book were going to be one book, but I split it into two just because of the ideology. This was also done in 2016. Um, was I, I changed the uh, changed it into two books because the financial part, which is how to get out of debt, surviving in the 21st century, uh, which is about the corruption of glo uh, global banking, and I'm explaining to you how the system works. Uh, and how it's faked and how it works. It was also in 2016. So three books in that year were published. Those were the only three that I have right now. Uh, but the, yeah, how to get out of debt is literally um, the orange guy, Donald Trump actually quoted my book and I don't believe he quoted the book itself, but he, but the idea of what he said was word for word, what I said in the book. And you'll find that line in there somewhere when he said that every American can be completely 100% free of debt right now. If you understand how to play the game, 
that's that's verbatim what I said in my book. Now, I'm not claiming that I invented that because anyone who knows and understands what's going on in the financial world and with money, uh, if you understand what's going on, you know that. Do you understand? So me saying that wasn't him quoting me. He probably has said it 20 years before I said it. Right. And all the rich people say that if you know what's going on and how to play the game, you can get out of debt. That's no joke. I'm completely debt free. I have the only debt I have right now is a credit card that I'm using to get more credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Right. So I, I'm, I'm increasing my credit. I had really good credit. The worst thing that ever happened to me was I got married twice. Both of my wives ruined my credit. And I had to rebuild. Just as I got my credit rebuilt, I married another woman and she had $50,000 in credit. And we had to file bankruptcy because I had $75,000 in the bank and that had to be protected. Otherwise, we would have to use that to get her out of debt. And I was using that for my company. Right. And that was my money that I got from uh, from suing people and from the federal government. Right from suing for an extra, you know, injury accident on job, and from the federal government when I was re uh, retiring with disabilities, right? And they owed me back money because it took me years to get both settled. And when I got settled, I ended up with seventy-five thousand dollars in the bank, right? After we had spent some of it on on some stuff, some bills and things like that. So to protect my money, we had to file bankruptcy. So my bank, my credit went down to zero, and now I'm rebuilding my credit. Right. So I have, so I have to have, you have to have debt to have credit. Right. So anyway, that book explains uh, that the other book is explaining to you what you need to know. If you don't know how to survive in this world without money, without electricity, without the things that you have now, if the world went crazy, how would you survive? What would you do? How would you eat? How would you live? How would you have heat? How would you have, you know, a cool down in the wintertime or in the summertime? You know what I mean? All that stuff is in there for beginners. And it explains that it's all it's all based on your uh, it's relative. It's relative to you. Wherever you live, there's different things at your disposal than there are for me. If I live in a city, right, you think you live in a city, you think, oh, I live in a city. I'll be perfect. I have all kinds of food here. No, you don't. 90% of the plant life that people think are beautiful, you can't eat. It's poisonous. So we have all these pretty plants around us that we can't touch and we can't eat. And all the food that we can't eat are in the backyards of houses. Right? It's not just growing normally in the streets. We eradicate food sources in the street that's growing. You have an orange tree growing on the corner of Elm. They take that orange tree out. They put in something else that doesn't bear fruit. Right. So I, went, I moved to the desert of Arizona, living way out in the desert of Arizona, in Queen Creek, Arizona. My buddy says, dude, you're going to die. I looked in the what do I have around me that could help whether I'm going to die. Maybe my buddy's right. I found out I, I would survive in that desert 5000 times more than he would ever survive in a city. You think a desert is full of it's full of life, man. There's a lot of food to eat in a desert. Things grow in a desert naturally that you don't realize asparagus grows out in the Sedona Desert. You can walk out of, the, out of your house, leave town and hunt for asparagus and cut it and actually cook it and eat it and get better quality asparagus than you get from a farmed experiment, asparagus because it's wild and natural. Peanuts grow in, a, in the desert, believe it or not, right? Sandy, the areas, right? It's crazy. The trees, the mesquite tree that's out there bears leaves that are have beans in them that you can eat. Or you can wait until they fall off the tree and crunch it all up and make bread out of it and cakes and everything you make out of flour. And it's naturally gluten-free and it's 500 times more uh, uh, nutritious. It's a, a tan color and it's sweet naturally without sugar. 
but we don't want to have that because their industry is we we grow wheat. It's already established. Nobody's going to change the industry for mesquite trees. <laughs> right? Wild horses survive in the desert. Darn straight. You can eat cactus. People don't know that. Those little red buds that grow on those cactus that, that people cut off and throw on the ground, that is a delicacy. People will pay money for those. People steal those. In Queen Creek, over at the at the mall where we had Walmart, we had a strip mall over there, really, really big one, by the way. Um, they had it surrounded by cactus at the entrances. And the, and every year when the cactus would, would uh, start to uh, grow the buds, because that's, that's what they do every year, that's how they breed and, and, and become more cactus, and these red buds would go there, uh, they would have to put guards out at night to, to, to watch them because if they didn't, people would sneak up and cut them off because they're a delicacy. <laughs> and they, those people don't know it. They just plant, plant a cactus because, well, hey, we're Southwest, man, Santa Fe style. Let's get these cactus out there. This is that traditional cactus that everybody knows about. When I was 17, I went to a barbecue and, and right across the quad, these Mexicans were barbecuing and we all ended up having one big giant block party. But this guy goes over and he takes one of those pieces of cactus and he shaves off the, the, the uh, um, uh, uh, prongs and then, and then gives it a little shave on both sides and takes this top layer of skin off of it, rinses it off and puts it on the barbecue, heats it up, flips it over, picks it up, and puts it on his, on his hamburger and starts eating it. I'm like, whoa, 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 what is that guy doing? And they were like, dude, he's eating that. Have you ever had cactus? I'm like, no. And they're like, it's really good. I thought they were kidding. I thought it was a joke. It was really good. Very moist, very full of, of uh, fluid, right? And then they were telling me about the red stuff. And then I realized that was happening when I was in Queen Creek, Arizona. People stole them all, hundreds of them around this. And they cut them all off one night. <laughs> right? That's crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we're now we're, the people are swap. You guys are swapping uh, stuff. Or, and the cactus is eaten often in Mexico. It's a cuisine. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Yeah. So that's crazy, right? So then there's another one that grows out there that you can use as firewood. The ones that grow really tall, you can chop those down and use them as firewood. And then the ones that grow really short on the ground, but the sticks come straight up. They they look like a. Uh, one of those, um, what's it called? The cinnamon stick the Mexicans make. It's round and, and they look like that and they grow out. And that's like you cut that off and use it as firewood. So there's a lot of stuff, man, that grow out there in the desert that people don't realize. So it's so when you go to figure out what it is that's around you, you have to do that. What is around me in the city? If I live in a rural area in the country, what is around me? Well, you're going to find wherever there's animals surviving, that means there's food. Not meaning just eating the animals. They eat food. So they know where food is. Do you see? They also know where water is. So if you follow animals, they'll lead you to food and water. Now, whether or not you can eat the food that they can eat is one thing to know. You have to figure that out. What's poisonous and what's not. I talk about that in that book. So, and then the other one, of course, is if you're living in the modern city, how to get yourself out of debt and, and get rid of your debt completely. The, the, if everybody was debt-free, our societies would collapse. If you're not on the gold standard, and everybody got out of debt, our society will collapse overnight. Debt is the, is the only, that is what our currency is. Our currency is debt, okay? Every single paper money that is on the face of the earth, that is, uh, has a central banking system that is running it, the whole currency is debt, right? The more debt you have, the more credit you have. The better credit you have, the more clout you have with the rich people. Rich people get money because they get they get in debt 
And then they have to have debt. You have to carry debt. The more money you have, the more debt you have to have so that you can not have to pay taxes. Yeah, central bank. QSF will replace the, the debt-based currency, the central bank, right? Right, so, so we're going back to the Stone Ages or Mad Max. Uh, in, in a sense, that could happen, right? Miguel said that. In a sense, that could happen. Aliens landing on Earth, what's to eat around here, right? Yeah, they look around, the first thing they're going to see is humans, right? If they see Americans, they better be smart about not trying to eat them. Those ones are sour. Americans eat shit for food. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so the, the QF, QFS... Right, Miguel is now explaining that quantum financial system, gold-based. That was what Trump was pushing, right? Wasn't he talking about that? Isn't that what I, I believe you're what you're referring to? So yeah, we we need to get. He wanted to get back onto the gold standard. Trump did, um, and, and had he right, and and had he uh, um, stayed in office, that was his plan. His plan was to get in, get on back on the gold standard. Uh, you have to have some sort of uh, standard, whether it's diamonds or gold or silver or or something oh charlie ward hey charlie ward now there's somebody right charlie ward that's a smart guy you guys should check out the charlie ward show too by the way uh for that you can see some of it on youtube i, I don't get paid by charlie but i i uh, a friend of charlie i like charlie um you you but he, most of his stuff is on um where is he on is he on rumble these days because he was on bit shoot for a while but i think he had issues there check bit shoot and check rumble uh, and just go there and just put in, you know, search Charlie Ward and you'll find out his stuff will pop up. But you can go to YouTube and, and his stuff will pop up. And I think that it tells you where to go from there. Right. It's a whole plan to take down the global central banks. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I believe that that, that, that was what, what, what Trump was talking about, because that's what we're pushing for. We were originally pushing Ubuntu. Right. About five years ago, six years ago, we were pushing Ubuntu pretty hard. Uh, and we were going to, you know, I, I, I was like, you got to use the art of war. Right. And then everybody was like, what? You know, they were tripping because I said, you got to fight the enemy where they're not, uh, you know, and backdoor them. Right. So. So, OK. So, Michael Miguel said, uh, I see him on Rumble. OK. So he's on because he was on BitChute and he was on Rumble. Uh, and uh, and then I think now he's on Rumble. Most of the people I, I have a Rumble account. I just ha I just haven't transitioned fully yet, um, which is I'm probably going to end up there once I start getting really, really shadow banned over here. I've backed off, uh, made sure to keep the wording. Uh, going so that the algorithms don't get me too much. I might get some issues from from this episode tonight, but uh, I try to stay away from those so I don't get uh, targeted because I get targeted every now and then, and then I back off and I uh, get the you know the wording right and I don't. Then it goes away and their algorithm doesn't know me so much. Yeah, Ubuntu will be in the future because local communities are growing uh, together. Yeah, there's some that are doing that now uh, over in Africa and uh, around the world. Uh, we, we started out in small communities over there in Africa. They did. I can't say we, I wasn't a part of that. I was a part of the think tank later on after they were a political party. Uh, and with, and we're trying to figure some of the stuff out. Um, but, uh, there, there, you know, I think that that's the beginning, just like these other movements are, uh, where we're going to hone that and we're experimenting on small levels. And that's why I like that Sweden is, is um, doing that with the socialism. If they can make that work on a small level, if we can figure out how to make it work on a larger level uh, and call it something different. So it's not so scary. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the truth is the Greeks did it and it worked. Uh, but you have to have not, you can't have people in service to self being in charge. 
people who are in service to others have to be in, in charge uh, and have the majority because then they're four of the people. Uh, as soon as you get those people that are in service to self, they're trying to figure out a way of getting richer than the rest of the people, and they start skimming stuff at some point, right? Isn't Ubuntu working with zero point? Yes. Yes. Right? And that that's where that's they're, they're starting to figure that out. Uh, um, what's his name um, down there in South Africa? I can't think of his name right now. I haven't spoken to him for a while. He started figuring out the three, six, and nine. Uh, so he started naturally when you start to look at, at what Tesla was working with at 369, you, you will find yourself at zero point, right? And you know that, Miguel, right? Um, so so he started figuring that out. He was going around talking about as above, so below, because scientists tw uh, three, four years ago now uh, actually discovered that there is that energy. Michael, Tell Michael it's Tellinger, isn't it? It's not Salinger. I think it's Tellinger. But yes. Uh, uh, Michael, Michael Tellinger, I think it is. It could be Selinger, and I'm just thinking Tellinger. Look it up. It's one of the two, but you can look up Ubuntu. You can go to ubuntu.org. .org. Uh, I play that, I played it on my video. If I would have let that video play, you would have saw that on my video. Right. Uh, and, uh, but look at, look it up either way. He's South African and, and they, yeah, there he, he got on, I believe he got onto the zero point, uh, part of it. I was trying to stir him there because I've already got, I've already had that information, um, and you know that I've talked about it several times when I talk about it, most people, I lose them because it's too much for them to understand, uh, because they're not ready for it yet. So when I do say it, it's usually for the people that I think are ready for it. Right. I did an entire hour, uh, showing you pictures to, to get to zero point. We did a, a zero point, uh, webinar where we talked about that, had several speakers on talking about zero point. You should take a look at that. Uh, it's in my archives that was, uh, two months ago. Uh, we we did uh, the all of our webinars that I have produced since the the uh, since the one that we did on on Earth Day and including Earth Day they've all been on spirituality and and we literally are taking you on the journey from uh, from Numa which is the spark of life the spark of God the breath of God uh, to, from the beginning of your soul birth. Uh, through to the point where we were um, coming out the other end of zero point. And that's where we, we decided we were going to do zero point. I wanted to do zero point energy and zero point spirituality. But the people who are all woke, quote unquote, said that's the same thing when it's not. There's a separation there. So I changed the name so that they would feel like we were doing something different. So I changed the name to to what we're about to do, which which is is your reality <laughs> holding you back, <laughs> right? Because it, it gets you through. Now it's the spiritual part of zero point, because when you go through zero point, you get to the creation and the understanding of the one, and then from that you understand that you are of that. This is where Miguel said we're not from here, but we are of you know we are of the universe, not from here or of here, not from here, and. Um, and then, you know, because we created this, right? And that's what you understand when you hit the zero point. And that's the three, six, and nine. The energy three plus three equals six. The three energy is us. We're the three energy. Our our thoughts and our intentions are the three energy. That's the catalyst to creating, to creation and to controlling the matrix, which we created. So we are the three energy. So the whole storyline is uh, the upside down lie. As above, so below is a lie. It's actually as below, so above. Okay, and and we talked about that before. It's in it's in the Bible. Jesus said, you know, that God said 
what you what you unleash on the earth i shall to unleash in heaven what you create on the earth i shall to create in heaven that was not i am in charge and i am the ruler and what i do in heaven you will do on earth that is what you do below i will do above because we are the creation we created this we are the one and that's what you understand when you get to the zero point, when you go through that. And even if you look at Egyptian teachings of Thoth and the Emerald Tablets, he says in there, or Toth or Toth, depending on your accent and where you learned how to say that word. If you look at what he said in there, if you look that up, he said the way to the one is through the center. That's the zero point. And he was saying through the center of the earth. But what he was meaning was the center of life which means that if you want to get to that zero point, that's within you. Jesus said that. Within your heart. Your heart chakra is the creation. Love is the creation. The logos is the word of God, and the word of God is love. And where is love but in your heart? It's not in your mind. It's in your soul. It's in your heart. So in this body, it's controlled by the heart chakra. Do you understand? So three plus three equals six. Six is nature and time, nature and time space, right? The six energy is nature and time space. So three, my intention, me plus my intention, my energy plus my intention becomes, I create that and it becomes space and time. Creation becomes nature and time space. So then three plus six equals nine. So now again, my intention plus that which is all of creation, time and space and nature, and then my intention in that, my energy to that becomes nine. Nine is the God energy. Nine is the energy that creates the, the infinity. Do you understand? The nine is the energy that creates the infinity. The three energies say is spiraling outward, outward, outward. It could be inward, inward, inward. It doesn't matter. I'm using outward, outward, outward for three at this point just purely for the sake of argument. Because they become one. So let's say that the three energy is going outward, 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 outward. It will go on outward forever, which is the Fibonacci sequence, which is the golden mean ratio, unless something takes that energy and turns it on itself, flips it over, and it makes the figure eight. Now it's going inward, 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 inward. And the energy that was the inward, inward, inward energy being the six energy, something then again takes that energy and makes it go outward, outward, outward. That's the nine energy. That's the God energy. So three plus three equals six. So me plus my energy, my intention equals the creation of space-time and nature. Then my intention with the space-time and nature, which I have created, now becomes the God energy. And when I take that God energy and add my energy to it again, three plus nine equals 12. And what is 12 but the sphere? 12 is the way to the one because then three, right? Me plus the 12, it becomes the one. It doesn't become what? 12, 13, 14, 15. No, me plus the 12 becomes 13. You become the one. So 13 would be the one. Jesus was the clock face who controlled the apostles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 around him through Jesus was the way to, to God. Jesus said, the way to God is through me. He was the 13 number to the 12. And the way to that is what? 1 plus 2 in 12 equals the 3, 13, or the 1. So the way to the 1 energy is through the center. Thoth said it. Jesus said it. 
Raw said it, right? So I'm saying it. So when you get onto that, that's the zero point. The zero point is not lack of energy. That's a scientific term, which is wrong. Just like as above, so below is a line backwards from, from as below, so above, as within, so without. That's the truism of how that equation works. But they turned it around opposite like they did the, the star and they turned it upside down. And if you look at the star, I did a whole, uh, um, on Earth Day, I did an entire hour presentation about the symbolism of all the stars, the star of David, the the the, uh, the pentacle, the pentagram, everything, the chevrons that the the that the uh, Romans used, the chevron that the Greeks used, all of that meaning the same thing as above, so below, or as below, so above, as within, so without, and showing you how all of those were a different symbolization of zero point energy, of the one creation, and that is your heart chakra. The what is it? Is it the Voluvian man? I always say that wrong. Uh, um, Miguel, is it uh, how is that said? I always say the Voluvian man, that's not the right way of saying it. That's the Da Vinci has the, the pose of the of the human man who's naked and he's standing with his arms out. He, and he's either in the Jesus Christ pose or his arms and his legs are both out, and uh, you have the circle around him. And, and his heart is the center of that mathematical equation. So if you look at that, is the same. As the Star of David, it's the same as the uh, the star with a circle around it, the pentagon, or the upside-down star, which is the pentagram. So they took the, all of what was holy and turned it upside down. They took the heart chakra and turned it upside down and made the pentagram out of it. They took the, the Christ cross and turned it upside down and made the satanic cross out of it. They took the as below, so above, turned it upside down and made it as above, so below, and as without, so within, so that it suggests to your mind that there is some higher power that is in control of you and what they dictate you then do. Vitruvian, I always say Voluvian. I put the L there. Thank you, Miguel. Don't let me forget that. Uh, quiz me. <laughs> quiz me periodically brother going forward what is that thing called again with the guy standing in the pose so that i get the t in there right quiz me on that don't just don't do it on air though <laughs> right don't embarrass me over and over vitruvian man thank you so all of the, everything was corrupted by the churches and everything i don't need to go down this road because this is all the stuff we've already talked about i should probably just end the conversation right uh but that's the zero point you should go back and watch our our uh, webinars that we did since the midsummer uh, or the, the Earth Day, uh, and you'll understand everything that I'm saying now. I had speakers speaking to that in four event, three events now, four events, and we're going to do a fifth one, and that's coming up in September once I get the date hammered out with Miguel here and the other three speakers and a few other people that are going to work it. I'd like to have Jacob on board uh, to help with that in case of the day of he could run it if something happens to me. Meaning my uh, web, my you know, my internet gets screwed up again by the aircraft doing sorties over my house. <laughs> right? Every time the military goes over, it glitches. Every time, I usually run it with a backup computer and my cell phone because I can run, uh, I can run the webinar like I'm doing here right now. I'm doing this on my computer, but I can run Streamyard with no um, internet connection on my cell phone. So I, I usually log in on my cell phone now and have myself sitting in the in the waiting room uh, in case everything goes down. It doesn't matter. My cell phone, I can just go flip and turn off the Wi-Fi and it'll just and, and, and I can run it on uh, on, you know, like four. it's 4G. I don't have I don't have 5G capability, but I can run it on 4G. Uh, or I can run it without I can run it on. I run it on the hotspot from um, because it's a cricket phone. 
I run it on their uh, uh, thing, and it's called Light. I don't know exactly what that is, but it's uh, it's not on it's not on the Wi-Fi that's the you know regular Wi-Fi that's 5G or 4G or whatever. Uh, but it still works without. I've done that when my Wi-Fi has gone down. I'm on my phone trying to do something. I go, boom, turn it off, and it loads everything just fine. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah, agreed. Oh, there's Jacob. I didn't know you were here, buddy. Welcome. I didn't see you say anything. I didn't know you were here. So Jacob, we were talking about. I don't know if Miguel. Um, uh, uh, you know, we, you, I do know that he talked to you about whether or not doing a show. So definitely want we'll to get together for that. And I, I don't know if you just heard me. I want to have you uh, be part of uh, the upcoming webinar uh, in case I do run into problems and I can go, Jacob, run this damn thing for me, brother. <laughs> Cause I could do it on my phone, but you know, it's not the same. You, you can't run the show as well on the cell phone. So I would love to have your assistance either way uh, on the show because we could have you uh, in there, uh, you know, uh, helping get people set up and make sure that the times are on and then, uh, you know, help promote it and help, uh, uh, you know, maybe watch out for people in the audience if they're heckling or if they're trolls and, you know, that kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, and then you could also learn how to do it. We talked about this before, right? I, I can show you the, the way of doing This is how I learned is people show me the how to do it, right? And so I can expand you and Miguel and the other guys so that you guys can do these things on your own as well right? That's what I do. I'm not here to keep secrets. I'm here to make sure that everything that was handed to me from somebody who gave it to me as a, as a here, let me help you along the way. I, I, I tend to try and do that to everybody around me, right? So all of you guys who have your shows and you're, you know, you're younger than I am, I'm more than willing to give you any kind of help and assistance that you might want. And especially those kind of things, editing, if you don't already have editors and, and, you know, and edit your own stuff uh, to where you don't have to pay money for it until you get big enough, you know, promoting, you know, finding good people to make memes for you to advertise. Uh, that's, that's, you know, if you can do that all on your own now, you're, you're golden. Right. So we'll talk about that off air brother, but yeah, I'd love to have you on board for the, for the uh, webinar of is your reality uh, holding you back. It's going to, we're going to do it in September sometime, probably the full moon at the end of the month, right. In the last uh, two weeks of the month. Uh, so that would be cool, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't use zoom. I, I have, uh, I fired them. I don't use them either. I use Streamyard, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Streamyard has better features, man. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they're getting this kids that invented it are already, uh, giving us even better features than, than we had. So yeah, no, I, 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 I pay these guys. Um, and then I posted my MP3 podcast. I just had to repay. I didn't know that my account had ended and I didn't pay them because I had them on a different card. Uh, and, and, uh, they, I went to log in and they're like, your, uh, your site is down because you're, you haven't paid. I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, that's because I changed cards. and didn't tell you guys here, here's my new card. Here's $108 for a year. Right. So I just literally paid $108 just before I went online so that I could post my podcast on the MP3 group, uh, so that people could hear what's going on out there, uh, who don't watch the MP4 version of it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. As we were talking about it, and you gave it a shot, and you, I noticed you went straight to it too. I did the same thing. As soon as somebody told me about it, uh, and was like, "Wow, you know," like Aaron told me about it, and Omar told me about it, I immediately went and looked at it, and was like, "Oh, I'm in," right. And then I got rid of everybody else. I used to use uh, OBS. I don't even use them anymore. I don't use XSplit anymore. And then that was going to Zoom. I stopped using Zoom. I still have an account there, but I don't pay them to go live, so I can do. Um, I can, I can take them live, but I don't think this operating system allows that. I don't think I could take Zoom to uh, StreamYard. Omar tried that on a webinar and blew his whole webinar up one day 
where he was trying to take it from like crowdsource and he was trying to take that live on, um, on Streamyard, and it just blew the place up. It was just horrible to watch him burn that day when that was all going bad until finally he gave up on it and, and was able to, to do it. I feel bad for him. Um, he doesn't even have that on air anymore. He was, he was like, that was a debauchery. It was fucked up. Anyway, uh, I felt bad for him, but I was like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? Don't do that. And he said that cost him a lot of money. I don't know. Um, either way, that's too bad. So, yeah, right? Okay, so we'll be doing that, guys. Looking forward, like I said, now we're kind of rambling because uh, now I'm talking to the guys that I'm working with on air live instead of off air, talking to them. These are the conversations we usually have off air. <laughs> so I apologize for you fans out there who are actually listening in. You, you got me talking to a couple of guys that I work with <laughs> and we're planning things for the future. So you got the back, uh, the back stream, you know, you got the, the scene, the back, the scenes from the, from behind the scenes of what goes on when we're, when we're deciding what we're going to do for shows and webinars and negotiating times and spaces and topics. This is what happens when we get together uh, and we all talk about it and go, write this down, write this down. This is a great show. <laughs> Sometimes when we're on air, we do that. Write this down. That's, a, that's another show. Write that down. We'll do that later. Uh, okay. So guys, look, look forward. Look at Jacob's uh, uh, YouTube channel. Um, uh, we, why don't you guys post that here? Michael, I know you have a, a, a show post here where they can find you. Jacob, post here where they can find you. I know you're on YouTube. Please put that in the, in the chat uh, so you guys get credit for that. I want these you guys out there to know who these guys are. Uh, you're going to see them in the future uh, on my show anyways, and, and you're going to see me on their show and them doing shows. Tomorrow night, Jacob and Miguel are going to be doing a show. Uh, he said Thursday night. That's tomorrow. Today's Wednesday. So Thursday night, tomorrow, look for that. Uh, subscribe to their channel so you know when they go live. I was sitting here. I made this. I didn't realize this, but when you create the show and you haven't gone live yet, I didn't realize that YouTube actually floats it, that you're going to go live. And so I was sitting here. And I had created the show and I was doing other work. I was posting my, my other podcasts on the other shows. And um, Sherry says, uh, she says, uh, I'm here. I'm cooking though, but I'm here. And I was like, whoa, YouTube has already got this on air that I'm going to go live. <laughs> I was like, cool. I didn't realize that that happens when you create the, the studio. It actually, if you say you're going to go live with it, YouTube pops up that you're going to be live in a few minutes. I was unaware of that. It did that because I never checked. That's funny, right? <laughs> so yeah so for those for those people that that uh um uh you get a good look right there at what we're doing so take a look at my i'll be putting it on this i haven't put things on the scheduler on uh orion rising because of the way things were going i was going to schedule just know that every friday night uh is is uh, was all about spirituality but right now it kind of is still because it is about the alien interview uh from 1947 roswell uh, and we're on um, part six Friday uh, from that. And uh, that gets into spirituality. And then I'm going, but you know, that, that show is going to always be on Friday night about uh, either aliens or spirituality or both. Uh, and then I've, you know, talk when I do talk politics and I know that it, it kind of got to, got to uh, uh, some of us, you know, Oh my God, we're talking about that stuff again, but just know, and I warn people, if I come up, if you look at the title and it says Orion rising news only tune in if you want to get politics thrown in your face, right? But you guys pulled me away from that, and I was okay with that because I didn't really want to talk about it either, but there were some things that needed to be said, and I was going to go off air. And right then was when everybody tuned in that was being more spiritual, and I said, okay, let's go down that road then. Everybody that's here is okay with it. Let's bang, let's take off from politics and go down the spiritual path. Any other time that you see where it says Orion Rising, I'll tell you what the topic is. 
and, and but if it says Orion Rising News, know this, be warned. <laughs> it is in your face politics. And Jacob and Miguel do a lot of that. So be warned when you watch their shows that they're in your face with stuff that I, you heard me, if you were here, you heard me say to Miguel, that's something that we don't, I don't want to get into right here because if you watch their shows, you know, you know, five hour marathon or whatever, the stuff they talk about is going to hold you there. I wasn't even in, I wasn't even on there with them. They wanted me to come on that one night, but it was getting close to 10 o'clock and my, I had to put my mom to bed. Uh, and that's usually my time after that, but they, they were going on and they were, had me hooked. My, I had my mother watching TV and I was sitting on my phone listening to Jacob and Miguel talking about that. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Michael, right. Michael Pena is his name. Um, it's it, so yeah, I think that his show, I'm not sure. Uh, Miguel, what is it? no, it's, it's the opinion perspective. You see it right there. He's logged in as his show. I believe, aren't you Miguel? Unless he's gone. Um, I think that's what his, that's his show. Miguel per perspective. And then Jacob waters is the name of your show, right? Jacob, that's the name of his show. Right. So I'm pretty sure you can find them. If not, they'll put the stuff in the link. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what? I'll do that because I, right now I don't have YouTube opened or I would just go and look up their stuff. So after this is over, I'll go back in the description and I will put a link to both of their, uh, their YouTube channels in that okay and then i'll come back and throw it in the chat so it'll pop up but it'll be after the show's over um but it will be in the chat uh, uh at some point you'll be able to, to look at it but it'll be in the description so for those of you who made it this far and you want to know uh, uh miguel's uh website or show on youtube and jacobs i will put it in the description after i uh, i'm done with the show i'll look it up and i'll put it in there and save it so you guys will have that there okay so um and it'll be there tonight so that that way if you want to catch the show tomorrow, uh, that, you know, um, right. Well, you could post it. You could actually copy and paste it in the chat right there, brother. You don't have to be in the show to do that. Hold on. I'll let you in anyway. All right. Hold on. I'll give you an invite and pull you in. And then that way it'll be easier for you to do that. Right. I'll get you in uh, Facebook messenger. I'm going to send it to you there. The invite. Okay, brother. Oh, heck. Hold on. Now I'm typing and screwing things up. If I can find you. <laughs> message me in Messenger, brother. Right now I'm, I'm putting your name in. I'm getting like 100 of them under your name. So message me in Facebook Messenger. Say hello to me so I can have that window open. Because for some reason I'm not being able to pull it up. Look at me.
I'll have to look through the, the file here and find you. Yeah, just go to Facebook and say something to me. Because my computer's being dumb now. There you are. Got you, brother. Thank you for doing that. Sorry, guys, for those of you who have, uh, I didn't sit in here and, and actually kill time while I was doing that. So you had dead air and you're going, what the hell's going on? Is this something wrong with this? Dang, I'm trying to get Jake in here so he can talk. And now I get the phone ring. It's probably my brother. <laughs> there you go, Jacob. Come on in, brother. All right. So we'll get him in here and then he can, he'll type it to you guys. He'll be able to add it better from here. And then we can go from there. Hold on a second here. And sorry about that little interlude there. I had um, my brother just called. I had to answer the phone. He says, you're still on air. Right. Okay. So here's Jacob's coming in here. There he is. Welcome, brother. So, hey, okay. So, right. Okay. So, um, Miguel, put your channel in the chat so people have a link to your channel, brother. Jacob, you do the same. Put, go to YouTube, grab it, and copy and paste it into the chat. I'll also do this. If you can see it coming up. No, you're sharing your screen. If so, I'll, I'll grab it and put it up. Yeah, right. I'm going to put up what, what Michael just said, right? It's time for us to really start, start what is that? Sreeding our own reality? Oh, I think he was trying to say creating our own reality, right? Our own reality. The ones who are in charge of the, this one are only want to hurt us. That is true. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't have YouTube open, or I'd be down there on YouTube looking it up, and I just copy and paste. He's sharing a screen, so once that shows up on here, I'll share it up on the screen here. It's coming up, and we'll put it up, and then go. There's, there's there. the channel if anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, we got we got the Penna Perspective every Thursday, uh, where you can catch Michael, and uh, we have a bunch of other shows where we talk to time travelers, we talk to medians, we talk to people with uh, alien experiences. Um, I've been wanting to talk to you about this, Leo. Uh, we have a guest on that um, claims to have crashed the uh, the alien spacecraft at, at Roswell. Yeah, you told me about that. I want to talk to that person or be on there to, on your show with them. I would love to talk to them. Oh, yeah. It's a, it, it's a great story, and I... Uh, I, I always push people to hear it because he he seems to uh, he seems to be one of the founders of uh, Majestic Twelve as well. That is very possible because um, she she talked about the fact in 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 uh, what's her name um, Errol in the in the, the the thing I'm doing on Friday the alien uh, interview she talked about the fact that their people who were here uh, had got caught here and they were they're also stuck here. And that's why they were here. That's why she was here. They were looking for their own people. And they crashed. So 
so so you know he's right in line with he could have been one of the pilots right he could have been one of the people that was involved in that so i would love to talk to him because that plays right into what i'm doing on my friday night show now oh yeah we've uh we have a regular guest on that uh he uh asks um our time traveler guest about um all of the videos that he's seen on apex tv and all of the time travelers that correlate with his story because uh the guy we have on is he's also been on apex tv and he's done a a lot of a lot of other big interviews um as a time travel claimant and uh yeah so we get we get some interesting dialogue about what the future holds and uh who the possible future presidents are and yeah it's interesting so the those of you who in the chat i just posted in both facebook and youtube a link that goes to uh jacob waters youtube channel so that's the link for those of you who want to go to the channel. And that's where that's where the where Pena's doing his. I realized that. That's why he was like, no, it's it's it, so you're the hosted and he comes on your show and has the night where you guys talk. All right. So that's yeah. when you get the premium perspective. I get that now. I apologize. So I thought oh, he was yeah, no, he, podcast he was, uh, just uh, just to give everybody a little backstory. He was my first guest and uh, we've made it a regular Thursday and we we, we have uh, Thursdays. Sometimes we have Mondays. We do a little bit of everything. And uh, he's my he's my go-to co-host, right? Yeah. So, so no, I'm Leo, <laughs> not Michael. Michael is the is the Pena perspective. Um, in fact, Michael, say something to me in the chat, and I'll bring you in here too. Let me get him into the chat of uh, Facebook, and I'll give him an invite as well, so you guys can, can see what we look like. I can right? share it with him if you want. Yeah, do that. Share him. Yeah, yeah, do that because you have the link. So share the link with him. So we'll pull yeah. we'll pull Michael in here. So I'm Leo. <laughs> that is wait, pointing pulling too far. That is Jacob. <laughs> mm -hmm. And to figure out which way to point, right? And then when we get uh, uh, Michael in here, you'll get to see what he looks like. Okay, uh, and that's the link to uh, Jacob's show. Uh, and then they're going to be on tomorrow night, right? It's going to be the Pena perspective on Thursday. So that's going to be. Um, that, so he'll be here. He comes now. So I'll pull him in here so you guys get to see him. Here he comes here now. And bang, I turn my camera back on so you guys can see. So, and so there, right down below here on my screen, anyway, that's that's uh, that's Miguel right there. So now you know what we all look like, right? Um, I don't I don't always use this microphone, but my my laptop, which I was running everything on before, got kind of weird. And I just I play World of Warcraft on that because it's like a it's a beefy, powerful uh, computer better than this one with a 64 bit processor. And, and I'm running four processors in there. And that little teeny guy, it's super powerful. It's a MacBook Pro best best computer so far made for civilians in the history of the world. Even yeah, all the new computers suck. And it's a 10 year old computer. Uh, and it's any, any person who is a nerd in computer systems has one or two of those sitting around somewhere and they're proud of it. Right. <laughs> right. So I normally use, I, I've did this for years, but I started using that because I don't have to have this microphone in my face, but, uh, that thing's acting weird because there was just an update for world of Warcraft and that scrambled its little brain for a few days. Uh, uh when you do their big updates, when they come on, like right now to load the whole game. Uh, you need, I think it's 75 megabytes of, of uh, memory and you have to run it on four, uh, four megabytes of RAM or four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, and it's, and it's for at least four, no, it's four gigs. I'm sorry, 45 gigabytes and 70 gigabytes. So the first base uh, download is 45, is 50 gigs. And then, and then to upgrade it to where I am, because if they've been on the air since, I don't know, since 2004, 
And so there's there's like nine extensions. So that's another 70 gigabytes. And I just uploaded uh, a 65 gigabyte update. So you got to have like terabytes of information <laughs> possible to, to run that thing. And, oh, I totally uh, understand, Leo. I used to uh, I used to play Counter-Strike 1.6 uh, for Cal in uh in illinois and when i was getting paid to play you had to have your computer operating at top at top performance all the time yep yep so because of that it kind of screwed up running uh stream for some reason uh and it's, it's not like because i don't have the beefity i think it's just because the brain you know how when you do an upload of something uh, and even if you do a, something like when you were back in the day when you were going from windows 95 to 97 and 97 up and up and up to windows 10 and all that you would have to upload it then you'd have to turn the machine off and turn it back on so that everything sat in the right place <laughs> and started to figure itself out although windows never did and it's always twitchy i would always tell everybody if you want if you want to actually have your windows work properly don't put in the expansion take everything you have, back it up on an external hard drive and ghost your fucking machine and then upload the, the product itself onto that or download it off the internet onto the computer and put your shit back on it. Your computer will run 100 times faster than if you just upgrade to the next upgrade. Those things never work. But if you're using Apple product, that same thing doesn't occur. Apple, when you update, you do have to turn off and turn back on. That's recommended with everything, right? So uh, for some reason... It's still a twitchy for the internet. I just got it working for the internet because I turned it off and let it set overnight to figure it shit out, turned it on, and then loaded the game yesterday and went, oh, everything's perfect now. It's all running fine. So then I went on the internet and everything was fine. Uh, but there for a week there, I was having issues with it. It was being stupid. And I am growing my Santa Claus beard. And now I've stopped shaving. So I'm starting early to grow the rest of the big Santa Claus beard. So by the time December 25th comes around, this is going to be legitter than last year, if you ever saw that. And for those of you who don't know, I do this every year because my beard turned white when I was 42. That just runs in my family that way. Look at me. I am Santa Claus. <laughs> right? I am the real Santa Claus. Uh, I used to play Santa Claus, and so did my uncle, because we're Vikings. We look like Santa Claus. And where our hair goes gray, we look like Santa Claus. I'm fair-skinned. I have freckles. My hair was red originally, just like you see the cartoon of Chris Kringle. He had red hair. I come from the same place. I come from over there in Europe. You get um, rosy cheeks, too? Rosy cheeks? Look at them, bro. <laughs> Especially things. when you're drunk or flying at some yes. below zero temperatures, yes. right? Yes, my nose gets red. My cheeks get red. It's the same as Santa Claus. And if I'm drinking, bingo. bingo, same as Santa Claus. So, And if it's cold, same as Santa Claus. Uh, and you know, and, and I have a belly, right? I have a, a belly, my, so I can play Santa Claus without I've done it. Right? Now give us that deep laugh. Will you? I just, you know, it's funny. I was walking into a gas station two days ago and the guy was walking out and looking just like this. And he said, hi, Santa Claus. And I looked at him and I said, thank you. And I started laughing and he walked past me and I said, and I went, oh, oh, oh. and he went, thank you, Santa. And kept walking. <laughs> it's gotta be deeper than that. that. That was a bit high. I mean, you did that from, from the chest. It's gotta come I, down. Actually, I, I did. Not... I didn't do it. I didn't do it from the, when you get the belly bumping, that's how Santa Claus did it. You get it it's really gotta, huh, 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 but that, yeah, that that's harder to do. So I don't know if I can muster one right now. Cause I've been talking so long, but I did that when I, I went in to pick up some, this was in 2019. And so I didn't have to wear a mask yet because they didn't know about COVID at, at the time. And I went into pharmacy to get some medicine for, I don't know if it was mine or my mother's. And I dressed us both up and I had a Santa hat on and I put on a red shirt. I had black pants on and red shoes though. 
uh, and my mom was dressed up. She had a little Santa hat on, and I had her dressed in red, the whole nine. Well, it's so, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, right? And so they were going, look, there's Mr. and Mrs. Claus. I'm like, no, this is Santa and Mrs. Claus, my mom. Uh, and, but we are standing there, and everybody was sitting around, and they're all quiet in the in the uh uh, in the clinic there trying to wait for their medicine. And so people were just kind of sitting on their phones and other people are milling about, you know how it is. People are standing in a line and I'm standing there waiting to get the stuff and I go and I get it. And then it, as we're starting to leave, I stop and, you meet, and, and I was wondering how many people were paying attention to me and not saying it. So we get almost to the door and I stop and I go, Merry Christmas. Half of the people applauded. A third started laughing, and only like one or two went, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, "It's the oh, season." Oh, oh, and I walked out the door, and everybody was clapping, "Thank you, Santa!" And everybody's all happy. It's cool. They it's know the who season. the real Santa is. I'm the real Santa. I am the Santa. It's you know, it's the season. So I do that every year, even when I'm not playing Santa anymore. I still play Santa uh, because, because you can. Because they can. Yeah, absolutely. And and the truth is, right? And yeah, I am a Virgo. She said, you're such a Virgo. I am a Virgo. <laughs> did you know that about me? Are, did you look that up? She says, you're such a Virgo. I am a Virgo. I'm, my birthday is September 10th. Oh, I said that. My birthday was coming up in September on the 10th. So you knew that. Uh, yeah, that's like dead center Virgo, man. <laughs> right? Actually, the 11th, I think, is the dead center point uh, of the of the Virgo uh, where it comes, starts and, and stops, right? Miguel is a, a Leo or a Libra, right? Miguel is a Pisces. He's a, he's a Pisces. Okay. Yeah, I am a, definitely a Virgo. Um, but it, uh, that only works, which is weird, on the uh, on this uh, Greco-Roman calendar. If you go back to the 13-month calendar that was here before the Romans stole all the days, you know, until Septus and Octavius and and all the and and, and all those guys That's stole where the days. Get Orpheus from? And, and, right? Yeah. No. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the the whole uh, if you go back to the thirteen moon calendar, I'm actually a Leo, but it's a cusp. Yeah, right? It, it flips it off. I, I saw that, and mine it was, was it, it's weird, right? right? Now that yeah, mine, mine ended up changing as well. Yeah, and you and you go, but that's not me, right? You go that yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't associate with that. So the truth is, well, this calendar is what we have fit into because I am the poster child for a Virgo. I really am. Yeah. Right. So did I grow um, up? I'm the crazy dreamer that is the Pisces, definitely. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but then again, I was also born in the year of the rat under the uh, Chinese zodiac. Um, so I'm a survivor, well, evidently. You know, we could be related. I mean, it depends on, you know, she said, I, I look like her father. <laughs> she said, we, we're, we're related. We could be related. Well, I mean, she's Swedish. So, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, she's Norwegian. That's where it's at. Wouldn't that be considered Scandinavian? I have uh, Scandinavian, they, but she said she was Swedish. I thought. No, she uh, she immigrated to to Sweden. She's oh, okay. she's actually Norwegian. Yeah, she was talking about that earlier. Because I Ooh, I said the same so, thing, made so the same mistake. Those those yeah. are even. Uh, yeah. We won't go there. Jake knows why. My, Sorry, my DNA no, is, no is comment, I have, no comment. I'll I'll limit myself, Jake. I'll limit myself. Right. But so Norwegians, when, yeah, I did my, when I did my when I did my DNA uh, test. I have, I have, uh, I think it's 18 or 20% Scandinavian and then like 40% um, um, European Celtic, right? Irish, uh, Scottish, Welsh. And I have like 2% Greek Roman. You can't be anywhere in the Europe without having a little bit of Greek Roman blood in there. Both of which pretty much tried to conquer all of, uh, of uh, Scandinavia. <laughs> right? And then I have like three to 5% Native American from out here in California. 
my grandmother was uh, was half she was half Greek she was half half Scandinavian half uh, native. Um, they all just mixed with anybody who came by. Is that it? Well, that's the that's the Irish in me, man. We 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 hit everything. <laughs> the Irish are other than Chinese because the Chinese people are literally you know uh, three quarters of the planet or whatever it is. You know, are two out of every three people is Chinese. But then if you look at how many other people have Irish blood in them. The Irish DNA gets around, man. <laughs> or like the hooker of the planet or something. <laughs> um, Okie doke. Um, whatever floats your boat. Know what I'm saying? But then again, I can't say anything. I'm down in Brazil for the same reason. So, hey, I'm, I'm just one one little chain in, in that DNA chromosome that my it's kids got. To be that way, man. It makes it makes for good, sexy babies, right? That's the way I tell people. You know, and people say, you know, talking about, oh, you're you must be prejudiced because you're a middle-aged white man. And I'm like, have you seen my skin? Right. I mean, I'll put my skin up to the camera any day. There is every single race color from every single ethnic group just in that. They can't see shirt. that. They just see the predominant one because that must yeah. be your stereotype. Right. Right. Which is so not racist I, at all. How could I be? How could I be angry at somebody and be prejudiced against their color of their skin? That would be me being being angry with a piece of myself because I have that exact skin color on my body. So prejudice? No, no. And my family's blended. Right. If you you see my family, we're I'm like the lightest one. There, I'm the recessive gene of the or the Irish family I belong to are 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 traditionally a black Irish. That's where the Scandinavian comes from, right? And then I have the red hair, right? And that's also oh, do you, I was do you rap too. Uh, what's that? Do you rap too? A rap? No, a rap? No. Like, um, like the Beastie Boys type of thing. Yeah. No. No, I can't do that. I wish. No. I've I've never I've never, I stumble over myself trying to do that. I've never gotten that rhythm down to where I could figure out how to rap. I can play a guitar and I can sing and that's about it, but I can't. Yeah. So, can't so you, you got the white gene. You didn't get the color gene in the family. No. Yeah. Yep. I got the white groove, man. I do. <laughs> can't jump either. Right. No basketball for you. And I can't jump. Right. I used to be able to run fast when I was skinny, but now I'm too big for that. Right. Um, I could play football. I played football. I played baseball. I couldn't play basketball for some reason. I could never get that freaking arc down to where you you throw it up in the air and it comes down into the basket. I was always trying to throw it yeah. at the basket. You gotta yeah. put it in the cookie jar. Yeah, you gotta put it in the, in the cookie, cookie jar. jar. I had I never learned how to do that properly. So I, I yeah, I'm usually like taking things out about. of the cookie jar, not putting it into it. So right? yeah. yeah. When I when I was younger before I started having vision problems, I, I had uh I had like um what is that 2015 vision so I could see the ball. I could see this the laces on the ball when it was coming at me at 100 miles an hour. Right now, I have a distance problem because one eye sees better than the other. So if I don't have glasses on, uh, like when I'm sitting here, I have them on so I can read the screen. I don't need them, right, to read the screen there. But if I'm reading something like earlier when I was picking this up, I can't read that unless I put my these are reading glasses, right? I just leave leave them on because people tend to when you know how it is. You look at somebody if they have glasses on, people tend to go, "Oh, that guy's smart." Right. <laughs> so so just like you're saying the stereotype, I must be prejudiced because I must be all white. Right? No, but I and am. You must be smart because you wear glasses. Everyone knows that Superman was an idiot and Clark Kent was brilliant. 
right? And that's why people don't grow beards on television newscasters, because if you have a beard, people think you're lying to them. If you have a mustache, people think you're hiding something. So politicians always shave their face clean all the time. I didn't didn't think it was something about lying. I thought it was more about, you know, you got the stuff stuck and you're on camera or whatever, but it might be. I don't know. No, that's that's Um, Actually, what it does psychologically is it represents the infant. They look more like children. So you trust them more. Well, the, and you also look younger. Yes. That's why they dye their hair, because if you, you have to be a young, virile uh, leader, so they have to have confidence in you. So that's why the, if you look at like, the, let's take the American presidents, uh, for example, every time the person first comes into office, they have no gray hair and they're clean shaven. And as time goes on, if they get a second term, as the term goes on, they slowly allow their hair to start going gray because now they want to become daddy, the wisdom. When they first got into office, I think they allowed it to go gray. I thought that the stress no, of the no. job made it go gray. No, most of those Obama guys already have gray hair when they get out there. In his second term. Most of them, but Obama did that. Most of them already have gray when they get there. You just don't know it because they're dying it. And then as the second term comes, they don't care anymore because they're they know they're done. They're made now. They've made billions of dollars because of being the president. They're going to have secret well, service. We had one that actually lives. lost billions, but that's another story. Right, right. But look at Obama. Every every politician in the American government came that's in the thing. Forward, if, if, you're, if you're a if you're a career politician and you are a millionaire, that needs to be looked at. A billionaire that lost money while he was president, that's not something you necessarily investigate. That's something that you applaud. Um, so yeah, they're Agreed. they're twisting everything around. But hey, soon justice. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So I just voted, by the way, I want you two to know we're recalling our governor here in the state of California. I just voted. My mother voted. My brother voted. My sister voted. And all of us voted to recall. So, yeah, I I thought I thought you guys liked lockdowns and the government telling you what you can and can't do and not being able to work. That's why he's scared. At first, if you if you don't move to Texas, I mean that means you like it, right? Because he was like, California is the is the power base of the Democratic Party. There's no way in hell you guys are gonna uh, recall me. And two days ago, dude, two days ago, yeah, I agreed. Two days ago, he was pounding his fist and looking like Adolf Hitler. He is so scared and angry because now he realizes that the votes are in. They're thinking, you know what, dude, you might lose this. Right. No, so the, the, yeah. no, hold on, hold on. The problem isn't losing his election and not being governor anymore. The reason no, he he's be able to be the president. this is he found out he's probably going to fucking jail. Well, and if he doesn't, he's still going to be. It, it is not going to be easily. He can't run for president. He was. They were weaning him to be the president. Same thing with with uh, uh, Cuomo out there. And they, and it, I don't know which one they were going to have do it first, but both those guys both, were in the both line. Both of them are. Both of them are going to be doing time. Right. And, they and that's what's pissing them off. That's why they're calling this the Republican recall, because the truth is, this is hardball by the Republicans. We did this on purpose. Now, I'm not saying we because I'm a Republican. I'm not. I'm working with them, the ones that will fight. But it's not just the Republicans. The, the Democrats who, who are wants the freedom of the people and who wants the people to be subservient to an overarching and all knowing right. government, right. which is a totalitarian state. So that's the whole thing that we got into in the very beginning. It's not about eliminating governments, but reducing the reach of it right so it doesn't have the ability to go where it's not welcome right they like so cameras on every it. corner except yeah. there are no cameras inside you know the capitol building showing us what happened you know or they yeah. don't want to release that footage but they can look into our cameras and, and our computers and put stuff yeah, there and say hey look like we found this we were looking hours. at 
900 hours of film footage inside the Capitol building that they will not allow us to see. Why? Yeah, because they were coordinating and setting everything up. Of course, they don't want you to know. They don't want you to see but They that. talked That's to him beforehand and said, look, just don't I break. We, uh, I think we Keep talked calm. about this on our podcast. My favorite I've footage. I've been it on my show many that. times. Yeah. Uh, my favorite footage from all of that is when Alex Jones is out on the foot of the Capitol building telling people not to go in. Don't go inside. <laughs> he knew it was a trap. You, you have to. You have to see something wrong there. Right. Like, there's a reason. There's a reason the right wings aren't pushing in when Alex Jones is telling people, "No, this isn't the right idea." No, and when they were breaking the windows, which is, ah, look at their violence. That was Antifa that was breaking, and you had people in the back going, he's Antifa, he's Antifa, yep. stop him. You had people yep. taking the hammers out of their hands so they would stop cracking shit yep. because about making your voice heard, not overthrowing the fucking government. There's a difference. Right. Okay. And, and the left doesn't know anything other than absolute control, and absolute control, according to Marx, has to be done through violence. Yep. They know no other thing. But then again, that is also the message of the father of lies, which right. is who right. they also follow. Well, and look at what's going on uh, just the other day. You have Antifa back at it again. But guess what they're doing? Antifa stabbed a guy who was anti-mask and who was at a rally to say he no was more protesting. Mask. And they're the brown shirts doing yep, the Stasi's work. And if you guys don't know what that is, look that up. Look up Nazi Germany and look up where the brown shirts were, and you'll find that Antifa is our current brown shirts in the United States of America. And just like Michael that's just said. That's what their name was back then, too. And that's Leo, what their name was back then. Yes, that's what they called them, the brown shirts. Yeah, Leo, they called them anti-fascists. Oh, yes. And they claimed... Well, hold on, hold on, Jacob, really quick. I want, I want, the, I want Michael to be able to point that out. They claimed they were anti-fascist back then, just like Antifa does now. Yeah, because they were communists. Say. Yep, because they were already. So I'm sorry. Now, Jacob, please go ahead. I didn't. I just wanted to make sure that people. Oh heard no, no, what no, you're said. fine. I was, I was going with that. I, I thought I was going to say Leo. I thought Antifa was just an ideology. It's not actually a group. Right, they're, they're supposed to be an anti-fascist uh, people, which means <laughs> hold, they're hold defending on. against fascism. And what are they? They are a fascist group who is committing fascism. It's an defending against fascism. No, it, it's a, it's an out and out right lie, which is what children of the father of the lies does. And this is something that we were talking about in, in chat earlier during this, um, to where we mentioned the uh, the Saigon and Afghan thing, since we were on that in the very beginning of of this thing. Right. Uh, and I said that, yeah, history repeats itself because what people learn, they repeat. And so the 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 fall of Saigon was well within Biden's you know purview. So he knew what went on there. And so he knew what to replicate. Now, the brown shirts and everything else was also replicated during the childhood of another prominent billionaire, which is doing lots of things, uh, trying to open different things like societies and such. Um, that uh, he was also influenced. He was 10 to 12 years old when he was rounding up the gold and, and pointing out who needed to go into the camps. Okay, so he's replicating what he grew up and learned when he was a child. So yep. both of these really twisted people are showing their hand. Yep. Um, but both of them are being played by another hand, which is over there on the other side of the ocean, doing its shit and playing everybody because they are going to bring in that Marxism or at least they want to. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's all playing itself out. And well, the problem and is I want that to human beings fall for every time because they don't know. Michael, I want to also go down another road uh, with this because you and I have talked about this before. 
those of you who don't know uh, Michael and I, the, we're very spiritual people as well. And I, I want to point out that the Antichrist, everybody, according to, they think they're going to know who the Antichrist is because they're there's going to be a figurehead, it's, but it's not going to be the figurehead you think it's going to be. It's going to be somebody behind the scenes who's utilizing this Illuminati, this this uh, these group of people that are that's, trying to put that's who he is right him. now. But in the yeah. end, he wants the glory, and he right. will come out. So in the end, he will. It's the same. It's the same idea as as the end of days. No one's going to predict the end of uh, the planet, and when yeah. everybody uh, also you know, the parable says shit. that if you storm clouds, if you see dark clouds on the horizon, you know a storm is coming. So right. you might not be able to tell exactly when it's going to rain, but when you see stuff rolling in, you know it's rolling in. And guess what? We're seeing stuff rolling the freak in. Right. So we but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that you and I, we see those things because we, we see them. We're awake enough to understand what you just said and what that parable meant. Most of the people were not, even when Jesus said something like that. So Which that's why, he why spoke we're parables. here. Because we're here to, and he spoke in parables, he had to. That's why we're here now to do the same thing, right? There's my brother back again. Welcome. But those of you who don't, like you guys don't know Michael and Jacob, Jeff Neal is my brother in real life. He just popped into the chat. Hey, Jeff. Um, hey, Jeff. So, Pleasure. Uh, he's also a minister. He just doesn't have the title yet. He hasn't gotten the license. He does well, ministry. Actually, uh, you need things. to uh, tell me how to do that because I need to get my uh, ministry license. Well, we, we don't, I can help you. Ministry. I can help you with that, Pen. My brother's a youth minister. See, well, then, uh, what you, here's yeah. what you do. No, here's the easiest way to do it, bro. Go to the Universal Life Church website in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Just just Google that. Go there, and you, they'll take you through the whole process, and you can get all the credentials that you need there. I did that. And you become a, a minister. You get the title. You get the license. You get the you get the little clergy badge. You get the license to show oh, yeah. people. You can marry people. You're you good to go. In, people. You're good yeah. to go in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, it, it costs money, but it's not. It's not overly costed. Uh, I mean, I think it's like, I think if you pay like 80 bucks because you have to pay for all of the stuff to be sent to you, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, you get certificates from them. You get cards. You can order cards through them that have your ministry name on it, uh, the whole nines. And you're listed in their archives, so you're legally a minister, right? You don't have Universal to go to a life. seminary. What's that? Universal Lights, right? Yeah, Universal, Universal Light Church, I believe, or it's Universal Life. It's either Universal Light or Universal Life Church. I think it's Life L I F E. Don't quote me; you'll find it. Uh, and, and it's in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's on. And they they have it online to get to it. You'll know it when you see it. Go in there, and you can you can pay order it all, pay for the whole thing, get all of your credentials, uh, and through them, and it's under a hundred dollars, I think, unless they raise the price. I did it in twenty sixteen. Um, so. It, you know, so you don't have to go to school for that. You know what I mean? To, to get that. But it's legal. And then you're listed. So if somebody says, well, are you really a minister? Yeah. Then you tell them, go to this website. You'll find my name there. And when I was, uh, uh, you know, here's my license that I was sent. That has the date of my uh, ordination. Yeah. Big H so, yeah. has got a good conversation going on in the uh, I know. I keep reading. <laughs> yeah. I keep reading their conversation that they're having beside ours. <laughs> well, no, he uh, he stated one really good question. He said, if there was a big red reset button to eliminate all humans and just let our planet thrive, I wonder, would you press reset? Um, no, because then, then what that does is that's a really good question. But if you press the reset button, the reason that we're here is because there was a reset button originally. We knew everything. Right. So if there's a, a you know, a big red 
uh, reset button that eliminates all of the suffering and everything that's going on, would you press it? Well, no, because that happens naturally. That's part of the expansion and the contraction of the universe, um, which I've talked about that before. I don't want to get too much details because uh, it has to do with the, the your heart chakra. We Our minds, everything about us is showing you that life. Let me do it really quickly, right? When my heart pumps, it contracts, but the blood goes out with life-giving properties, and it goes out to my body. The same thing happens when I inhale. <gasps> my lungs expand. It's opposite of what my heart does to give me life, but I exhale, and when I exhale, oh, is all the junk from inside my body that needs to be now expelled. And all of that stuff is inhaled by all the plants and it gives them life. It's a symbiotic relationship. So the universe itself, also my mind, my mind is thinking and I say something, it comes from my mind and it goes out through my mouth and I'm expelling to you. So when the universe started at the big bang, that was the reset button, and God created the universe, and that was the beat of God's heart. And the universe began. And the universe is only going to go out as far as God's heart expands, and it's going to contract again, right? So when it contracts, it shoots out. When it expands, it breathes in. That's what happens. My heart, when it expands out after it pumped, it expands out, and it draws all the blood that has no life in it back to itself to be recharged with energy and with uh, oxygen and then contract blows it back out. That is what the universe is doing in and of itself. So if I hit a reset button, I'm stopping all of life and resetting it to the beginning. It's only going to do the same thing that it did only in a slightly different way than it is now. So it's all that. Go ahead. Well, the, we saw that reset with uh, with Noah is one of them. The Maya yes. tell us that we've already gone through five resets. And then you got the Sumerians telling us that every time Nibiru comes by, it freaking fries our brain and we go into a reset. Either one of those could actually, you know, explain a lot of this stuff about resets. And right. so we always go back to the Stone Ages because, after all, the pyramids are not 3,000 years old. The Sphinx is not right. 5,000. It's 15,000 years old. So who the fuck built it? Yeah. Um, we forgot. So we've already hit that the Sphinx might be as much as 125,000 years. If you believe the water yeah. runoff okay. theory, then it has to no, be. The water runoff the theory brought it back to 15,000 because that's the last time that there was water in the area. Uh, that was when the water came through. Well, that there. was the last time so they, 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 the they talk about further back when it was all a green, lush, uh, uh, yeah. not uh, a desert. And that was at least 25,000 years ago. Yeah, But it went back um, further than that, too. And further back than that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would say that basically it's a desert because of human intervention in that area for so long. It we, might be. It could be that you know the shifting of the of the pole uh, at some point. But that also, I agree. We talked about that before. Like the Atlanteans screwed it up, right? And we have done that. So when you start tinkering with the math, and that's what the Atlanteans did—the three, six, and nine—they stopped the planet from um, moving. As soon as the planet stops, well, all of the crust is floating on mantle. That's going to continue to move, even if the planet itself is no longer spinning. It's going to go. Actually, that, that would be explained by Nibiru grabbing our iron core and, and the yep. rest of 
the the, the core that that's that's a polar shift that Casey uh, used to talk about coming in yep. as well. Yep. So it, it's all related. It's all different perspectives of the same freaking story. And see, there uh, again, there again, that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where every story that we have that's out there is just a different perspective of the original story. So again, that that analogy you just gave is beautiful because that goes back to uh, everything else. This is all a, a distraction and everything goes back to, I know Reese just says, damn Leo, four hours. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> How did I miss this? You're going to have to go back. Well, first it was just me. Then these guys showed up in the chat and I talked to them there and then said, why don't we have you on? Right? So Jacob said, dude, put me in. And then I said, Let's and, and you, you were talking about, you, you couldn't do like you, you were talking about our podcast that we did five hours, one time I'm over here right hours now, on another one. You said you couldn't do that. You're on four hours. What are you complaining yeah, about? I bet I have like three pounds or four pounds of water weight in my lower extremities from just sitting here right now <laughs> for four hours. So I, I doubt that, but I, I but my yeah, my body's killing me from sitting here, but I'm still here. And I don't know, it must be your guys' energy. Uh, because I'm not, you know, maybe it's because I haven't done it for a while, but when I do these marathon things that are long, usually I'm just dying. I've been sitting here with a half of a glass of coffee. And I've gotten it down. I drank about, you know, well, you can't see it. I drank about maybe a half of the coffee in the four hours I've been here. This was empty when I got here. <laughs> no water in it. I haven't gone to Pena. fill it up. Pena, I don't know about you, but this is my fourth one today. What are what are we on? Um, this would be my third one, I guess. I yeah. Think. No, we, we, we try to bounce around and uh, keep in touch with our communities. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Rizzo at the end was... Uh, um, I didn't catch the end. He, he, he didn't, he didn't little, believe in any of the hocus pocus. I was gonna say he gets a little uh, he gets a little liquored up. I mean, he's oh, in Europe. You're right. Big H is is doing good here. Look, so let's put this up. Yeah. So I'm guessing we have to use our nine lives on Earth as reset to what's next. <laughs> not not a reset. So that is well, it that is. But see, the whole that, thing that would is be called the second death, and there are only some who will avoid the second death. That's the great recycling. Right. Yes. Well, and that's what I was going to say about his. That's what I was going to say about his first question with the reset. Is at the same time, could you imagine having like we've all talked about disclosure? Could you imagine having to reteach the public about disclosure again and getting them to the point that we're actually at right now and having to re-catch everybody up because you right? push the reset button? The government's still going to operate the same. There's still going to be corruption. There's right. still going to be all these things. Um, well, see, they, but they actually, we, we'd go back to the Stone Ages because half the yeah. people don't know how to do any of the things that they use in their day to day. So they'd right. be learning how to do fire again. Yes. And by agreed. the time the second or third generation comes around to where they start figuring something out, all the buildings that were there are now we'll destroyed because nobody knew how to maintain them. And right. all of a sudden, hey, we're a Stone Age civilization again, relearning. That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite analogy. Uh, the Flintstones. So does yeah right? Maybe they're, you guys, maybe they're after the Jetsons. Maybe I think the they, take, came I think they the take place at the current time as the Jetsons. The Jetsons are above and they are below. The reason I say that it's is because different. they have um, uh, mechanical yeah. devices that they have um, creatures doing, whether it's a dishwasher right. or something like or the, that. Or the little, or how would they know about light. these? Yeah, how would they know about these inventions? Standing there holding a fire. <laughs> exactly. How would they know about these inventions before they were made? Holding a, because holding it's a, a cartoonist from the 1960s. Yeah, that's oh, how no, they. No, no. You got to listen to the song. They're the modern Stone Age family. 
Right. So here's a question. Let me put this up on the okay. Margaret Tony's family. And that's what they say. Now, that's now, we're, going, now we're going deep. I hadn't gone down that yeah. way. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's where I, I want to put this up. <laughs> Important question. Yeah. For you guys. Do you the think. Age of Virgo. The no. Um, the Sphinx was uh, built in the age of Leo. It was the age of Leo, right? I think it was. Yeah. Because it's pointing Don't to Leo, Leo where it was. That was before the pole shift. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that is right. And then if you look at the Sphinx, that's what you're talking about. It's facing that way. Right. Facing Leo. Yeah. So it's facing east, and that's where Leo was at the time before the pole shift. Agreed. So it must have exactly. been. So you're saying, so you're saying, uh, during Leo time is when the the pyramids actually lined up with Orion's belt. No, no, no. no. The pyramids no, no, were built no. at a different time from the Sphinx. Yes. yes. They were. No, no. I agree. That's the, the enclosure Sphinx. around the Sphinx yeah. was built at the same time that the the pyramids were built. Um, but the pyramids were built for Orion. They line yes. up perfectly with Orion, but they also line up with Orion in our time. Yes. So uh, I'm not sure exactly how they don't, that would. They don't well, that's, actually. That's the Orion, they don't right actually right. line up with Orion. hundred percent certainty they don't actually line up with Orion. Nobody can pull up any facts that uh, that, that that prove me wrong on that. They, you're talking about well, if you they look might at, have at a certain point. I will agree with that, but they currently do not line up with Orion and Orion's belt. Well, if if the Orion Nebula Nebula was straight overhead, they would yes. But you're right. No, they don't currently because they're not in the same position. the The pole was in a different exactly. position. And that, right. I think, has to do with their creation and when they were actually created. And I think that right. will actually help us date them. I agree with that. But I think we're going to have to find out the other the latitude. The longitude is the speed of light in meters per second, the exact same number. So we have to figure out what is it the latitude that's that way? One of them. It's either the latitude or the longitude is the speed of light in meters per second, the exact number. So the other number, whether it's the longitude or the latitude, is going to be the key I believe to that we have no idea what that coincides with that number and they, they wouldn't have put it exactly in the place that they did if the other number meant nothing because everything about it meant something and it all points to even metaphorically to Orion. Right. Supposedly so, Giza is the exact dimensions of planet earth and, yeah, and supposedly it at, is close to the central landmass of the planet. Literally, if you look at the Giza plateau, it is literally the navel of the world. It is the center point of the mass. Well, the navel of the, the world is Jerusalem, but that's another story. Well, but that's the, when the pole was shifted. That's the natural spot. Agreed. <laughs> that's the original Leo, spot. Leo, Agreed. if you get a chance, uh, pop onto my channel. I did an interview with a guy uh, uh, by the name of Stephen Meyer. He is. Uh, I know Stephen Meyer. I did. I've done several interviews. I was watching you interview him. I was. I. I came in the audience and made a couple of remarks at one point. Yeah. When you, no, were, when he, you were doing that. He has some uh, very interesting theories about how the pyramids were built. I love and, his theory uh, because, in truth, out of all the theories that are there, I don't believe it, but I think it's the only happen. one that holds water. It's the like, only without, one that holds without water. being pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. It's the only one that holds water. Uh, that is the truth. Other than um, Raw saying they built it. For a spiritual uh, purpose and when you go to these places that raw claims the vibration is a certain vibration it is that vibration okay yeah. so so in that but there's no proof of it but his theory works in practicality it was, it was, uh wasn't it a, a um is a water power pump. power generator no no he says they a filled, water they pump. filled up the base with water and um alkaline water and they were actually able to conduct current with that and if you put that a also gold works 
that actually has that bears out more proof because it actually has there's markings that show that they were using chemicals on the inside of walls of that that he can't explain. So that one bears some fruit as well that it was a generator that generated uh, power. The resonance of the walls, it's all made out of the same type of granite, which means the resonance of them is going to be identical throughout. Yeah, so uh, they had to have been they had to have been made from the same quarry. Because they all had to have the same residence. Agreed. Oh, and we, we have a general idea of what quarry they came from. Yeah. I mean, yeah, unlike uh, the Sphinx. Not the all the stone in the pyramid the, is the from right the same there, place. No, uh, the, the facing is different than the actual uh, uh, interior. Yes. The interior is for energy production. The fa the Correct. facing is for decoration, dimensional uh, guides. See, and it won't work now because, they like the Sphinx, they... they <clears throat> They drain the water out from underneath the pyramid. And yeah, it's got to have the out, and it's got to be slightly alkaline water in order to be able to produce the current. Correct, correct. And then they also had uh, at that time the the he shows this in his water pump that they actually had a dock, so the water went up to the Sphinx. The water itself from the Nile was was less than a hundred yards from the Sphinx at yeah, one point. The, the Nile shifted over time. You yeah. know, that's people tell yep. me that well, that makes the same me wonder there. that makes me wonder about the dripping water erosion that uh um what's his name pointed out in uh most of his research. The one that it's like a downward motion that he attributed yeah, to I remember rain. watching that Joe Rogan podcast. That's where they had Graham Hancock and another guy that I don't the other guy uh, is uh, you're talking you're about talking. uh Randall Carlson and yeah. uh and him. No, I'm not talking about Randall Carson. I'm talking about the guy that initially started the work. Um, oh. I, I can't think of his name right now. He's got he's got kind of uh, curly curly hair. Um, he's still alive. Shock. Shock. Yeah, Shock is the one who uh, discovered the rain erosion the most. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him, but I've talked to people who have, like Graham Hancock and and Steve Meads. And you guys have talked to guys. Graham Hancock. So um, no, no. Well, no, I haven't interviewed him. I've talked oh, to him. Okay. But I haven't interviewed him. <laughs> I was like, Talk oh man, him. that's awesome. That's awesome. I love Graham yeah, Hancock's Talk work. to a mind like that is is uh, definitely interesting fact. Yeah, I've been a part of a webinar that he was speaking in, but I didn't get to speak to him. I was working. <laughs> yeah. Part. Yeah. So part of some it. of that stuff you guys should look that up. And um, I see that. There's the you know people have gone into the pyramids. You can go in there and you can actually go to the places and and feel the resonance in there. And they are certain frequencies, so that does lead some light to the idea that it was made for uh, ascension purposes. But it's not complete because they drained the water off from the bottom and the capstone is missing. So you can't bear it out a hundred percent as true because if the capstone were on it and the the proper one, which was gold, I think, or silver. Uh, and and then well, if you took the the conducts uh, energy a lot yeah, better conducts this energy and then you then you put the water back below it when that creates a more intense uh, a sphere it creates the Taurus at that point which uh, again if that does happen that's the three six the nine that leads you to the assumption at that point that it is there for an ascension purpose because that wouldn't work that has no bearing on a water pump except for the math uh, or the electricity except for the math right but it wouldn't create it and make it so but it does create it and make it so and as an ascension tool if those parts actually make the uh, golden mean ratio or the or that torus that is the three six and nine right well, zero i didn't think about the ascension tool which be like a portal to another dimension um, well, and they well, say was... that above the pyramid uh, at a certain distance was that portal and that's why we have 
the the um, uh, Bermuda Triangle and the Del and the uh, uh, the Dragons Triangle. If you look at those, where those two are, the Bermuda Triangle is all the way over on the East Coast and then over in the Pacific for Je for Japan. And they and they've said back in 1981 that Ross said there's pyramids down there that are still activated. So sometimes the, the water levels at the right spot, people are coming by on a boat and they disappear because they go through the the, the uh, Stargate. Right, and people didn't There's know that. There's a lot that more than just day. those two. There, there no, are there pyramids yeah. all over the place. There's hundreds, maybe even thousands. I would say thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands that I'm aware of because they're everywhere. You're right, right. There are many, many, many that are they're all over the planet. And and what if one point when they were all turned on and they were all linked up and they're all built on energy lines that would give them natural energy? What would happen? Um, Tesla's idea of free electricity question uh, another thing uh, getting back to tesla you know that he putting up uh, different plates at different heights you can actually feed off the the schumann resonance and you create that capacitor um so you can actually create a voltage depending on the height so also the fact that the pyramid is the height that it is would generate a certain uh current flow within it especially with an alkaline in water i just wanted to put this up for big h to get a little bit of kudos from this my path is set in stone. I was following the wicked agenda, but no, but doom no more. I am the Lord's light. Welcome for you to become illuminated enough to understand the choice that you had to make. And you decided, I don't like this agenda that they have and that you have decided to pick the Lord's light and come down that path. If that is truly the choice that you make, and that is truly the choice you're being honest and open and right forth, then welcome, brother. You have made a, a very big choice in your life that will that will reward you in ways that you don't even know right now. Am I right, Mike? What do you think about that? I, I think that's um, fantastic. Um, Jesus Christ is the Lord, the path, the way to life. Uh, no one gets to the Father except through him. Um, however, we have to let go of our physical self, the idea that we have what we should do and what everybody has programmed us to do and do the things that God wants us to do, which ends up being our own destiny. It's the reason why we're created, the reason why we're here um, is to we have something to do when we do it in uh, the Lord's work. Otherwise, we're just wasting time and destroying our usefulness. Yep, being distracted by all the distractions. And that's why we're going to do the webinar to show you that about is your reality holding you back. Thank you, Michael, for that segue. <laughs> And Michael will be speaking on that webinar when we get that set for you in September. And Jacob trying to will figure out what it is I'm going to be talking about. Uh, I've been trying to hammer that thing out for a while. but uh, See, so it's a good thing that things worked out the way it did because it's given you the time for you to make yeah, it um, find out because exactly instead what you want to do. Instead yeah. of, I, was focusing, I wanted to focus on the, the science and then go into the woo-woo, but in reality I want to go from the woo-woo into something real that people can do in their day-to-day -day. how can you make your life better create your own reality how do you do that how okay, do you do so that that's, that's perfect brother yeah that's, that's perfect because perfect. that's showing people how to get out of that trap and what you can do to make your life better by not being caught in that trap anymore that's perfect that's going through it's, it's not it's not about all being brainy it, it, you got to put it in action you got to make it useful yep i like it do just that brother
put that together and talk about that and you'll be just fine. And I, and hopefully Jacob will uh, come on board that day and help us. Um, that way, if oh, I yeah. have any issues, he can just do the show. Uh, and, and then if not, then he can be well, there to help us. That, we've got the uh, 9-11 keep memorial. It running in the background. What, what we can do is I can keep it running in the background. And if you happen to drop out, it'll still be running. It won't, uh, it won't disrupt the, the stream. Right. At all. Right. And then that way it gives time for me to get back on there or jump to my phone. Right. And then we can keep the segment going. So yeah, brother, let's, let's, let's plan that. Um, but, uh, so for that, we've got the nine 11 Memorial before that, we got the nine 11 Memorial coming up. We're going to do that. So tell September me a little 11th. bit about this. What were you guys thinking uh, with that? You brought well, in another, you brought in Aaron too. You invited him yeah, on. Aaron, didn't you? Yeah. Aaron's coming. Uh, uh, he was here earlier. Right. So Aaron Moriarty. Aaron Fowler is going to be in. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who else we said, but we'll, we'll figure it out by then. We'll have, a, we'll have like three or four of us. And what, what I, what I want to do there is I want to show the, I want to talk about, um, let's, let's do it from a, from a spiritual standpoint, but also from the standpoint of, of discussing the, the theories as to why you talked about that earlier, uh, who did it, why they did it, what the whole thing was about, why it was being done. Uh, we can also run down the line of, of different theories that are out there to let people kind of have an idea of what they want to choose to think about, uh, you know, go down those paths, whatever rabbit holes you want to go down. You got to figure out is how did life change after that point? Yes. We I want to no talk longer about have that. our freedoms. Right. I want to talk about that, especially about what we, what freedoms were missing, why, what the agenda was so that when people start seeing after that, they start thinking about COVID and they start realizing what it is we're talking oh, about. Oh, it looks like the same fucking playbook, doesn't Isn't it? Isn't the same playbook? Right. So that's what I want to really get into and, and just peel back that onion, man. And I want us to dig so deep into that. They, they try to cut us off the air. <laughs> right? Oh, Without so using that's why we're going to do it on Jake's channel. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> so they don't delete mine. Right? No, we'll do it on mine. I'm afraid of that. I think you um, ought to host that one, Leonard. Yeah, really. Uh, well, as long as we don't really get crazy to where they literally shut us down, uh, I can have them shadow ban me. I'm all right with that. It doesn't work so well. They're shadow banning with StreamYard. The StreamYard guys got around that. They, they take you off the air for a second, but you're still going. You just got to wait for people to refresh. Right. So StreamYard kind of breaks that out of out of their uh, path of trying to kick us off the air, but they can kick the signal. So I'll host that one. I'm good with that. Uh, so Aaron Fowler is going to be there. Michael's going to be there. Jacob's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, maybe we'll just leave it at us four because all four of us can really talk. If you see if you I think you've been in the chat with Aaron. So, you know, uh, if not, uh, Aaron, he, he, well, yeah, right he, here with he, us, baby. he went down some rabbit holes we can definitely dig into. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. I mean, just the other night when we were talking in the in the chat, I think, like I said, I think you're in Coral, but I'm not sure. If you're not, I'll put you yeah. in there because uh, I'm, I'm in Coral. Work. Okay, I will get you in so there. Interact as much as the other one because that's the big group versus this is the big. Um, this, the, uh, this one is the big group. The other one yeah. is less active because there's only like five or six. This one's got like 20, 30 people in it. Yeah. Yeah, you say less active, but Peter's on there. You know, putting all kinds of stuff on onto the small group. So yeah, Peter. Um, Peter goes. Peter goes back and forth. It depends on the Peter. The Peter from South Africa, he does both, and the Peter from Ireland also does both. So both those Peters, one is one is from South Africa, and the other one's from Ireland. But they, yeah, those yeah, guys post South Africa is P E T E R, right? Yes, he's P I E T E R. Yeah, and and then the other Peter P E T E R is is uh, is from. He's uh, this normal uh, Englishman. Uh, he's if you look, um, a lot of people don't know who he is. Um, Peter from Ireland is actually famous, and you guys don't know that. Um, I I didn't know that either when I met him, uh, and then I was reintroduced to him and said I'm friends with him, and they're like, but where do you know him from? I'm like, I'm friends with him on youtube and i've been on his channel and he's been on mine and they're like no take a look at him and i didn't realize 
that he's an actor uh, and that he was in uh, History Channel's Vikings. He was in every episode of Vikings from the wow. start to the finish. Uh, he was also in Braveheart. Um, uh, in fact, if you zoom in, you can see his winky, he says, and his ass, because he was in that scene when they pulled up their, uh, the front naked and then held up the back naked. He was in that scene as well. Um, he said, he said, he told me a lot of stuff about Mel Gibson and, and, uh, that was funny. Like he doesn't say action. He says something like butterfly or bananas or something funny. He'll tell you about it. Whatever he's word real, doesn't matter. Yeah. He, doesn't matter. he uses a different word and it's hilarious, but he's been in, in a lot of movies. He's an actor. Uh, and people don't know who he is because he's not like he's illiterate, right? He has dyslexia, so it's hard for him to read scripts. So because of that, he doesn't get as many jobs because he has to have people read it to him or he has to translate it. Yeah, and so but yeah, now but he's got an app. He's got an app that he can translate everything. That's why he always does speaking most of the time. He always posts uh, talking stuff because. Uh, but now he's got the uh, uh, he's got the app. I think he uses Dragon. Oh, now it's okay. Yeah, because he's yeah. always posting the the uh, voice clips, verbal, the voice messages. All yeah, if you type to him, he can't tell what you're saying. But now he's got a new computer that he because he had an app and then it didn't work and his computer broke down. He bought a new one and he hasn't gotten it put together. He has a base unit, but now the computer like Siri talks to him and tells him what you say. Right. And that's the only reason he can figure out the type. So that's why you'll see if I start talking to him, I start doing voice clips. Yeah, I saw that. I, I had to download all those to be able to follow him <laughs> along. Know, especially when Aaron and I. And I'm, he, I'm used to just reading, you know, because I can yeah. do that silently. Whenever I play the voice, it's it's like I got to turn down the volume, make sure I don't wake <laughs> anybody up. What's going on, right? But see, it's easier to communicate with him that way because he can yeah. hear it. That's now I understand. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy and he's super smart. Uh, he's he is in the coalition that I am in, and he is uh, he is. If you talk to him, you'll you'll feel the energy. Uh, we call him the battery. He is he is the energy reserve uh, that is the rock of Gibraltar that keeps, grounds keeps everybody and, going. And, yeah, and keeps everybody going. Uh, and and he's and he's and I've never seen him. Only once I saw him tired, other than when his his sister died last month. Um, he was pretty down. His energy level was really low. When he's there and he comes on air, people are like, oh, my God. They, they, it hits him, and he's so slow talking. He's laid back. Thick yes, Irish it, was, it was his sister and then and three friends, wasn't it? Or that no, was the other Peter one. from South Africa lost three friends. Peter And then he and Peter from Ireland lost his sister. Yeah, so yeah, we had both the, Peters. There, there was a sort of a, a you got to postpone this thing. Yeah, so it turned out. Yeah, it was a you gotta postpone this thing. I had that going on. I had my issues with the with the uh, internet, and Mandy did too, so she couldn't back it up. Uh, so and then she's like, "Do you want to postpone?" I'm like, "We have to. We got two speakers missing, <laughs> right? They're in grieving, and there's no way we can do this. So let's just postpone it." Plus, you have the 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 sorties overhead and and all yeah. the jamming and all that kind of shit. No, those. Nope. Um, it is what it is. Jake, you wanted to say something and, and we just talk over yeah, everybody sorry, even ourselves. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. no, you guys are fine. I uh I put some feelers out because we were talking about the great pillar pyramids. So uh okay. just, just just a heads up. Okay. So yeah, here That's, we go. Uh, John, a big big H says he says, so what were you guys, uh, what's your guys' take on this signs that 316 number? Well, that's John 316. Come on, guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're fight. You're seeing 316. That's the, that's Jesus telling you or God telling you, John 316, read it. It's my favorite passage. Say, God, so love you. That's, that's the first one you, you learn. That's the first one you learn. Shall not perish, have eternal life. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. God so loved the earth that he sent, he sent his only begotten son. 
to sacrifice his life. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You got to believe in him, which means you got to do the things that he tells you to do. You got to have his word on your soul. You know, it's those parables. The reason they're parables, because we were a storytelling people well before we were a writing people. So storytelling, Homer's Iliad was repeated thousands of times and they didn't change a word. It's uh, uh, the Hebrew Torah as well, because they had five people and they made sure that they didn't change a word. It stayed the same because that guy remembered and and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, we're, we are a very verbal culture and that's why these things have to be able to resonate. When you understand them and you incorporate them, you are doing his will. That's exactly what he asks, you know, Um, forget about the past, forget about the rest. Just make sure your future is with him. That's all that he asks. Pay it forward. He doesn't ask anything else. Just follow and pay it forward. Listen, learn. He can't do anything else. We can't pay back what we already did. I mean, that's right, right, right. yeah. So yeah, there's your answer for your three sixteen. Again, but you, you know, yeah. what's done is done. Yep. But God so loved the world, right? God so loved the world. He he. Why does it not say God so loved his children? Because the world is alive too. So are the trees and the rocks and the fish and the plants in the air. So God didn't yeah, just um, love his children. The he, loved, he, he loved the, the world. The reason he had to do the thing with Noah is because they changed the genetics on everything. Even the plants and animals were genetically modified. And right. that's what he had to reset. And you have to realize this. We are not the children of God. We are God. So when God said God so loved the earth, it was because he's not loving his children because you're not a creation that is separate from the Lord. You are a creation of the Lord. Michael said it earlier. We're not from here. We're of here. We're of the Lord, not from the Lord. So the Lord didn't create you out of mud and give you life. The Lord that's used his body. That's his he body. breathed the, the breath into yep. us. That was the, yeah, that's the consciousness. That's the soul. And that was Numa. If you go back and watch the webinar, Numa, that's what we explained to you there. The breath of life, the spark of life is the creation. The part of his divinity in you. That doesn't necessarily make us gods, but it is his divine spark right. in us, which, you know, that gives us the consciousness and the ability to. That's what, you know. Um, right. So eventually yeah, we strive to that and return to the one as the one. So we become eventually we we literally get become one with go back to the, the creation. We go back to the source. So we don't become independent gods, and we never will, right? So I want to to take we're that. Just, we're and make just sure that Michael, of what he was saying was here. what you would get with what get what Michael meant. So we're of a reflection here of his thinking and teaching and creation, and then our job is to ascend and become, right? Ascend again and become one. Be, to understand and become one and join that godhood or or like what's his name he calls it the godhead because right? that's that's the way it's that's supposed the way it's supposed to be understood but also yeah. the the good book also tells us that's that itself is going to be twisted and in the end they will tell us that we are gods you know and so they'll think that they're like the anunnaki oh i've got this bloodline and i'm you know can do this and i can do that and i'm a god that's, and, the false and that's what we got with jeff bezos going on yep. that's what we got with bill gates going on yep. i mean these yep. people think they're they literally think they're gods and all powerful right you know, they can control people and make the world the way they want to see it and right and that's where in the video that i'm doing if you if you come on friday uh in, and i'm doing the alien interview errol is preaching that same thing that Michael's talking about right here, that they are the gods, 
right? And that they they are the creation and that they control everything and that they can exactly what Michael said. And that's a that's what that's actually the anti. That's actually the egoic side, which is the evil side, following the ego down through to the negative and being evil because now it's all about me. I am the God. I am a God. I have those powers. And that's what Michael's talking about here. So that's the anti. So yeah, that was where you would have your antichrist or you would have your devil. That's what they believe. So when you hear the false prophets try and tell you, you are a God, that's not it. You are God. You're part of and will ascend back to the one. But you, when you, all that, is you, are not, you will not have any personality anymore of a me. That will all Cheryl, go away. And you will Cheryl only- Capone had a great, uh, great thing going with this as well. His word is the gift he gave you like a sack of seeds. You must go and spread the seed. Humanity will grow mature. Spread the word. But we can't make the plant grow. We right. can only plant the seeds and hope that it lands on fertile soil. Right. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I can yeah. give it's you all the about tools. free will. I can we can, we can influence others, but we cannot control right. and manipulate others. Correct. Well, you can try, but that's evil. So they, then they have to choose to follow you and you have to convince them of that. And once that happens, you have them under your power. That's evil. So those yeah. of us who are a service to others, like Michael said, we would never do that because that is against everything that we believe. So we can't do that if we're in service to others. So what we can do is give you the tools. I can say, here, you'll need this later, <laughs> right? And that's what exactly. we're doing with our words now. We're trying to give you the tools. You don't have to believe it. You have a choice. So there again, we, we're planting Later on, whenever you do, you'll be like, oh, wait, I don't remember that guy. Remember those guys? Yeah. That. Remember, I was watching that show and thought those three dudes were nuts. What were their names? Oh, it was Leo and Michael and Jacob. And holy yeah, and, crap. And they were talking about, you know, creating their own reality and, and, and how our reality is holding us back or something like that. You know, it's, 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 uh, you know, eventually they come around to it. Yep. Or they don't. Depends. We, we, have an, uh, we, we had an awesome conversation that I love to bring up the other day. Is uh, We were talking about the multiverse. And we were wondering if uh, if your future or your destination is set in stone and if you can alter it or if it's, uh, it, you know, if it's set in place and we were talking about the multiverse and your universe being in, you know, like, like the ball of marbles, the bowl of marbles and, uh, all the ones, uh, farther away from you are farther from your own, uh, universe and the ones closer to you are relative to your own reality. So we were talking about it and we were saying that, uh, if every decision, um, correlates to a new reality in a new universe is it that all of those other universes are the other possibilities that you could make but yours is actually set in stone and you're going on your path and there's no altering it no i didn't say that <laughs> everything up until that point yeah uh, no i didn't say you said that that was the question we were pondering everything up until that and then you're stuck in your 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 reality is set in stone all of that's correct but but that part the future is never written it is always fluid and because not only you are making a decision, everything around you is making a decision, which is also altering your reality. But, but, your but what I'm saying is, is, is that predetermined in other realities by the fact that if, if every decision you make has a reality that uh, uh, spins off of it, it, depending on, yeah, exactly, corresponds to it, is, is that already set in stone that you're going no, to make the decisions the that you make? All of the choices are set in stone, just depends on which one you make. 
Right. And then, but see, here's the thing, the experience you're, you're convinced you're, con, you're getting a conflict <clears throat> between experience and, and your destination. Now you're saying, is that set in stone? Like it, like you don't have a choice in the matter uh, of where you're going. That see, that's that's absolutely not true. Except yes, in some sense, because if you're trying to strive back to become part of the one. Ultimately, that's what you want to jo- rejoin God in in that light. But to get there, even is, that isn't is, set in stone because you have your free will to choose or right. not. At, right. And right, because you can choose not to do that at all. So, so, so basically, what my question comes down to is if every decision that you make, there's a reality created that would be a, another decision created. Is that created right when you decide to make that decision, or is it already created? It's already created. We just decide which path we go down. Correct. And uh, let me let me even throw an, another clinker in there for you. Every thought you have and daydream you have is a creation of an entire new universe. We're creating an entire ecosystem. That's why we have to control our thoughts. Yep. Because if you have a negative thought and you breed it, eventually You're it comes out in its yeah. word. Yep. Enough words, you influence other people and you act on it. If you never would have thought that, that potential reality never comes to be. Yeah, that's, so that, that's that connective energy that we talk about. Right. And see, that's why if you look at my shows, listen to my show, a lot of the stuff where people talk about what's happening, like we were doing here and going down the road of explaining to people what these guys are doing is, in a sense, propagating that to happen, because even we who are opposed to it are still showing you what they're doing, which is giving you that information. Right. But the good thing is the way we're doing it is we're giving you the choice again. We're showing you there's a choice here. This is what this group of people are trying to do. This is what the other group of people are trying not to have happen. And you have to just choose which way to go. So it's the same. Like the comment and the commentator uh, said earlier, oh, I'm neutral. No, you can't be. That's one side or the other. Either you're going to help or you're going to harm. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And that see, that's the problem is they want you to think that they're trying to keep everybody in that neutral place of, oh, man, I don't really care. That's not for me. I don't, I don't have any part of that. I'm just living. I'm just here and I'm doing that. That's the neutral. They want you a status quo because when you sit in that spot, you're not ascending. Okay. You're not fighting and you fall over to the negative side because you're helping those who are doing evil. Yeah. Even, um, by, 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 even if you're not evil, you're doing it by proxy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like saying that, you know, every vote counts. Um, <laughs> every vote counts. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we play into into their games and, and everything else. The only way to not play into their games is not participate in the game, not participate in the system. And that's the thing that I'm trying to find a way to get out of the system. And that's next to impossible for most people. And it's pretty damn hard for even those who have gotten close to it. Uh, Michael, Jacob is laughing. What's up, Michael? I saw a funny meme the other day, and uh, it was it, it was talking about uh, don't don't blame the people that that voted for Biden because half of them didn't even know they were voting for Biden anyway. The other <laughs> half were dead. He just got signed up. Yeah, right, the, the other half, half were dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, God. that's hilarious. Right there, I love that. <laughs> the other half were dead. Uh, you know, I mean that. Well, that'll that'll bear out. They have the FBI is actually looking into Colorado now. So now you have investigations into Arizona, into Pennsylvania, into Michigan, into Colorado, well, into California. They've so, got arrests pending yeah. in Georgia as well. They got one in and Georgia. We already had uh, we already had a governor from Michigan 
uh, succumb. Not not governor. Sorry. Um, uh, I think he was a representative from Michigan. Yeah. Um, that uh, succumb. But they to, are. But they are going after the governor too. People don't know yeah, that. Yeah, the governor's got enough on, problems in Michigan. Well, we got to get. Rid oh of no, the no, she's go. she's going down for crimes against humanity, along yeah. with the guy from well, New yeah, York because she and the guy from California. She was putting prisoners in with COVID patients, and they were literally attacking people. Yeah. and they have it on. See, they have footage of it. Yep. Yeah, but the reason I mean, they're doing this, Crowder, they can push Stephen up the Crowder's fear the to one get. Stephen Crowder is the one that brought that to uh, service for me. He was literally yep. going to addresses in Detroit and all over Michigan and figuring out half of these addresses don't exist. Half of these people are in prison. And what's going on in these pulled his channel until he homes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they pulled his channel. YouTube did, yeah. Because of that, because they don't want you to see what they don't want you to see. Exactly, right? They do that all the time. Yeah, and that's just – well, Cheryl says, right, being a spectator is part of the game. <laughs> right? Because uh, you're not Michael. active. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, but you have to do it. See, I always say this, and this is what Michael is trying to tell you. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. You have to be aware that something is happening to you and who's doing it. And that's what we're doing. We're giving you the tools to see that. And that's what we constantly do over and over Crazy again. Crazy conspiracy you know? theorists? Yeah. No, right? but there are conspiracies everywhere. And if right. you don't. And, you know, just so, like I so said at before. What point, what, at what point does somebody become a uh, somebody that uh, theorize, uh, theorizes on things and they become a conspiracy theorist? Because the same people that we think of, like uh, Socrates or Plato, they, they, they played out these ideas, whether they were bad or good or anywhere in between. They played but out. You got to go back to who created the phrase conspiracy theorist and why they created that phrase. Uh, I think it's such a negative phrase because it. it yeah, it was. It was, it was explicitly negative. It was created yeah. after 1963 when people questioned what happened in Dallas and in Roswell. Yeah. They yeah. started calling them conspiracy theorists. Now it's used. Now it's used for that. Uh, you know, here's the see, the, that was that was Go planted back. by the CIA and the presidents of the CIA said that if everything that the American people believe is a lie, then we've done our job. Right. Well, that tells you they did their point. job pretty damn well. Yeah. Well, they were ordered. Where we can't they were ordered by the government to start about. calling people a conspiracy theorist. They were ordered to do so. Now check this out, guys. And, and here's the perfect example of that. If you go back in my archives, right? You look at my shows that I did. Last year, in April, May, June, July, August, all those shows, you're going to see that I have been labeled a conspiracy theorist. And all of the shows that I did back then, there's now formal investigations by either the, the, the government of the United States, the, the uh, uh, Justice Department, FBI, or in the House and the Senate. There's actual investigations into the information that I was called a conspiracy theorist for. Okay? Including... I said back then, I think it was in June, don't quote me, but there's a, there's a couple shows there. I talked about when COVID started, where it started, and it was in September, September 12th through the 15th is when COVID started, and no one knew about it until December. Because okay. they wanted to affect the world military games in October. Yes. and that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It yeah. was in Wuhan. They had a military games. And because now that was the first thing that came through. Hey, the, when the our troops came silence. back, now they're actually saying, hey, when our troops came back, they all fell ill. We need to go back in time now and test them and see if we have any of their blood left to find out if it was COVID. 
because they were exposed to it in Wuhan. How, how are you going to test for it back. if they can't even test for it? The PCRs don't well, that's, work. And that's the first thing we were seeing is these these doctors getting killed in China. Honestly, they, they were wanting to tell the truth, and the Chinese government doesn't allow you that. Exactly. You don't have that freedom there. Up. One made it out, and she got here, and she said they created it, and this is when it happened. And then, and, even and the they, and then they like, shadow banned her on YouTube, and you can barely find her again. Yeah. But uh, Tucker Carlson did an interview with her. I yes. think uh, I seen her ago. interview on two or three. Yep, yep, two or three weeks ago, or maybe it was two weeks ago, or last week. Tucker Carlson did an interview with her. You should look into that, guys, because they can't kick his off the air. It might not be on YouTube, but you can go They've to tried. Fox They've tried. They've tried. Go to foxnews.com and look up Tucker Carlson. It's his. I got, I got mixed feelings about Tucker Carlson. He also did a uh, a sit down at the the PAC or whatever the the, the PAC uh, event. And uh, and he A-Pack. sat down with uh, Sidney Powell, and he. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about when he sat down with uh, the the leader of the Young Turks. Well, you have to he realize that he agreed with him on everything. He's a libertarian, so he's so the, his ideology is not going to be Democrat or Republican. Because oh yeah, no, no, he he goes yeah. with what Fox tells him to go with most of the time. Uh, no, not really. That's the his his ideology is not. Uh, I say Sean Hannity is is more like Hannity Fox, is, even there on the Hannity edge. The voice piece of the de- of the he's the. Well, he's that's the, the thing. I actually feel like Hannity actually. I feel like Hannity actually feels that way. I don't feel like uh, Tucker Carlson feels that way, especially looking at some of his old uh, interviews that he did when he was a co-host on the show when. Uh, Everybody from John Stewart showed up on his show, and everybody else. When he was just sitting there with his bow tie, and uh, he was oh, chiming that in. Bow tie time. Oh, he irritated me with that bow tie, but it wasn't right. the bow tie; it was his mentality <laughs> and his arrogance. But that was part of the age as well. He's still. Well, yeah, you have to look at that. He's admitted to himself that people change his mind all the time. He actually had a guest on that said something, and he was like, "I never looked at that from that perspective before." Well, that's and I want you to know that I, that's changed my mind on the subject, and I didn't think that that could happen. So people evolve. If you go back well, and look good. at me that's five years ago, bro, you're going to go. That's a guy who's talking from the, a Republican standpoint. He's got to be a mouthpiece. So you know what? You you have to give that even Tucker Carlson is a work in progress, and that you can't hold him responsible for something he said 20 years ago because. That's where he was 20 but years ago. Same time, no, no, I agree. We're holding awesome. people like Mika Brzezinski responsible for what they've been saying for the last 20 years because they're sacks of shit. Well, if they continue to be the same way consistently, then that's them. If they're not trying it's to evolve, they're just a sack evil. Of shit. It's them. They're a sack of shit. Well, and that's that's why I think Bernie Sanders <laughs> won as much voted uh, as he did is because he was actually consistent about his politics. Besides, uh, well, besides, except uh, for the fact uh, that when he was before there, he was a billionaire, there's one instance I can think of that he's he's flopped on. You know, he, him like everybody else who talks like him, they always do this. You they know, the millionaires, millionaires and the billionaires. The billionaires. Now he only talks it's, about the billionaires right, because he's a millionaire. It's the millionaires. As soon as he's a millionaire, Michael's right. Then all of a sudden, it's the billionaires. It's the billionaires. You know, when he became yeah. a billionaire, right after Hillary stole his nomination and she shut him up. Well, and that's, and that's yeah. the biggest yeah. problem I had with him. Yeah, him off. That's I agree the biggest you. problem I had with him in the election is he didn't have a backbone. To defend himself against the Why? Democratic Why? Because he got a brand new he's house an and a couple million in the bank. Of course, well, he's not going to have a backbone. Well, he's going to retire thing, somehow. Though. He's getting old. He's, getting he's old, just as much as an independent as Donald Trump is. And if Donald Trump runs again, if he doesn't run in as an independent, I would be uh, I'd be super surprised. 
He needs to part ways with Mitt Romney and all these other people in the Republican yeah, Party. That Romney and his lineers are going to jail before he comes back. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to have to worry about that. He's going to run as a Republican uh, because their their group, the the never Trumpers in the Republican side, are fewer now than they were. Yeah, but they're they're also coming to light. We know who they yeah, are, and we know who they are, and that's because we're, and they're being replaced or and or prosecuted. Like, so Liz I agree with Cheney, I mean, my God, what is with that woman? I mean. Yeah. Damn, right? she's worse than her dad. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's just crazy. So, no, and, and, and then you got Romney asking for, you know, telling the president he's got to bring in more refugees. It's like, seriously, man, you didn't get enough of this with, uh, you know, Rashida Tlaib or or what is that other freaking the part of the, the, the squad? The, the one that said uh, some people did something somewhere. That that was that was Omar. Hey, uh, yeah. I wanted to let you guys know. Uh, Steve Meyer said hi to everybody. He's uh he he's he's got company over, but he was gonna stop in, but he's a little busy at the moment. Oh, he would have been Steve. Right now. Yeah. Um, uh, just okay, uh, so, so here's is this your question? I'm gonna put it up. She said her question is up here. And she wanted. She said on the alien thing. I saw that they edited their uh, genomes. Not did you? Was this your question or is there another one? I'll ask this one anyway. Uh, edited their genes uh, to get telekinesis and telepathy and could no longer ascend to heaven. So what do they want with us? Sounds like um, demons. You got to read the book of Enoch for that one. Enoch yep. does a really agreed. good job of explaining that one. Yep, agreed. Um, and yeah, they, they lost their telepathy. Um, not They didn't lose telepathy. They lost their connection with God because they severed that deciding to go against his precept. Uh, and with that, their genetic line, because Enoch talks about this, uh, to where they they went to Enoch because they could no longer talk to God, um, and so they asked to for Enoch, who walked with God, to intercede on their behalf, but not for them. They knew that they were lost, but they saw that their children, their giants that were walking the land. Um, they wanted them to at least have what they no longer would be able to be, be close to the Father, and so, that's where the Father told Enoch that no. Not only you, but they you will see your children destroyed by man and they will be lost along with you. So then it becomes a genetic battle of mm -hmm. what right. is the fallen genome and him trying to infect all of humanity with that same genome. Because if he's fucked, he wants everybody else to be screwed along with him. <laughs> right. Right. So my we well, got all this genetic this modification story. garbage along with the Lucifer rays that tells them <clears> when <throat> we have our modification done. Right. See that brings us up to the to the jab, right? To the vax. What is the what is the purpose? Why are they so hell bent on that? When uh, I started oh, and out, not just because the that. patent is oh six oh six oh six, right? No. Yeah, right. The number of the beast straight out of the Bible, that, right? It's got nothing to do with it. It's not the right. fact that once that they can do genetic modification, you would technically legally uh, be owned by the company or entity that genetically modified you. You are no longer you. You are um, owned by the pharmaceutical company that. Which, uh, which that guy? Did I link that to you? I think I linked it to you, Mike. Didn't I? The, owns your the French genome. guy, the French guy back in 1995, warning us of, of this shot. Did I send that to you? I think I did. Didn't I? You, I don't know if you sent me that, but I'd, I'd seen something You've similar seen to that. If you could send me that again, that would be I, cool. I will. Yeah. <clears throat> so Leo, I sent to me a few days ago. To. 
Hey, I got yeah. sent to me a few days ago, and it's a, a guy from 1995, a doctor, and he's talking in French, and he's he's a French doctor, of course, so he's talking in French, and they have a translator, and they're and he's reading to you a warning of what's going to happen, and it's COVID and why everything you've ever heard about that nanites, the whole nines, he warned about it in 1995. I'll send it to you. No, right, but they but they needed all the technology to come together in order to do it. Right. The graphene and you've got the magnetic resonance to be able to get break the uh, the cell walls to make the DNA a lot a little more efficient, <laughs> no, which is why they're guys, magnetic. Change the subject. We're back on this crazy COVID thing. I don't want to talk about COVID. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, right, true. So but, let's, let's get off of that. That's for another show. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'll send you that, Michael. So off air. And Jacob, I'll send it to you, too. Uh, as, as but I was going to say, uh, Leo, before, before we get off this topic, I've talked to Michael about it before. So I donate... Uh, my plasma to a, uh, a plasma, uh, plasma donation center in my right. town. And, uh, they told me specifically because I have an immunity to the UK and African variant that I shouldn't get the, uh, COVID vaccine. And I thought it was interesting because it, they told me it, it might alter my ability to actually help people in donating my plasma. And because right now my plasma is actually helping people and not, uh, in helping them actually fight COVID. So wow. it was interesting that they told me, a medical facility told me that I should avoid getting this um, uh, vaccine because it might alter my ability to help others with my already... Uh, Pre-existing. It's exactly. not might, it will, because they can't use that on anybody else. Otherwise, they'll get infected as well. Right. Interesting. <laughs> Right, and Cheryl says, but it was her question that brought us back here, right? But we kind of edged back uh, because of that, right? <laughs> yeah, it de it definitely right. drifts down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's so what do they want to do? And they were she's sticking with the alien thing. Uh, so what do they want to do with humans and why cow mutilations and abductions? Um, well, those are two different topics, but the abductions, mostly the abductions that are being done today. Um, our, our government, they're not actual aliens. That There's some that they're being allowed to abduct and do tests because they're trading those four technologies to different aliens. So every time they abduct certain people, they get a percentage across the world that they can abduct. They get technology. Uh, the government, Our governmental systems, the, the runaway society, the breakaway society gets the uh, technology for that. They get paid for it. That was Eisenhower's deal, right? Well, yeah, yeah. yes. And, and yes that's that's the thing we have, we, yeah. we have these contracts with a lot of different uh, beings, alien groups. Yeah, not all, not all, uh, not and all. And we've gotten to the point. I hear that now the we've done like China and Japan did when America showed up, the free world, Europe and America showed up in China. Then they they decided that they needed to get into the modern world, so they started to play catch up. The Japanese did the same, and now just like the Japanese and the Chinese, they've surpassed the Americans and the Europeans, and the Europeans and the Americans are now playing catch up. Okay, so what's happened on a on a on a galactic scale is us backwoods hillbillies started getting all this technology and reverse engineering it, and this race that they claim they created, we're so fucking diverse and smart. We reverse engineered this shit, and now we're manufacturing shit they want. Man, I wish I could okay. bring Michael on. Now here people right are now. coming. Aliens that, are coming to that's, to now buy that's our bizarre. tech, right? Because they're thousands. They're thousands of years, if not more, or more advanced than we are. I well, mean, that's, what, that's what makes In me the, question uh, the alien civilization the most: is are they 
are they something that is occurring in our current uh, universe at the time that we're occurring at, or are they a future civilization coming back and trying to help us? Yes, so, to know. Something. so, okay, that's, that's twofold. Let me finish what Michael was talking about here, and then we'll get into that, right? So going, going to the technology where they're, they're so much more advanced than we are. Errol, in the interview from 1947, talks about the fact that these groups that are in charge, these evil groups that are in charge of the universe, they don't care about certain things, so they have forgotten how to do them. Wasn't that Michael's problem to where he traveled back in time or he traveled forward in time and they forgot how to use the portal and he had to wait till yep. somebody else did that? Yep. Okay, so, so what's yeah, happening? And, and Michael was also is, talking about they put police, they put like a, a, a uh, jurisdiction of time uh, police in, in place to uh, to uh, kind of navigate what was going on with these people trying to adjust history. Right, because what has happened is they deemed all that shit unnecessary. So if you look at the, our planet as a penal colony like they claim it is, everyone that has been brought here are the same prisoners that we lock up if we're a communist country. It's all the thinkers, the motivators, the, the people who are engineers, the people who are thinking and, and, and dreaming and dreaming up new things. They don't want you to have any of that because they want everybody wearing gray, your head shaved, and walking around like it's 1984, the movie or the book. Okay, and and that's why that Orson Welles wrote that. So when when you just go back to Pink Floyd, man. Right, right. Love that same concept. That book was written, or Pink Floyd's music for that album that they made the movie of was written exactly from Nazi Germany and 1984 combined. Right, so it was all Marxism. So that's what they were talking about there. And there again, it's the esotericness. I'm glad you got control uh, of control. Right. So what has happened is. It, it, out there in the universe, they have what they have, but they can't repair shit anymore. That's why they're trying to conquer because they need new shit. So when you look at Communion, the book by Streber, what was he claiming the aliens were here for? They wanted some of our DNA because we have something still in us that allows that. We, we haven't of been creation. corrupted. Uh, they they fuck around with DNA so much that they can't procreate later on. Well, and you know so, what happens is they lose the spark of God. And they yeah. don't want to admit that because they don't want there to be a God. And they're trying to figure out scientifically what's wrong with them and why we have it. It's because of Numa. We are Numa. We are the spark of God. We still have it. They the gave internet. that up and they're trying to conquer it yeah. back. Sure. Or at least uh, they're trying to get other people to give that up as much as possible so that they can be as screwed as they are. Yeah. Cheryl in the, in the chat yeah. said uh, uh, the movie The Giver. That is a great example. Right. That is a that's great example. One that's the perfect storyline that is again the esotericness is there if you see it you see that it's still watched that one yet place. take a look at it you'll like it <laughs> you'll go oh yeah man yeah i get it yeah but it won't take you or long the you'll book. get in the movie or the book the either one hour, i recommend the book <laughs> right always read the book first if a book was written first always read the book first that's what i tell everyone that's usually a, a good one yep i mean because when would the, when did the movie come out the bible well, what they take segments of it but they've never filmed the whole thing they can't there's just shit that goes on in there that you can't film, <laughs> right? You, well, I don't know. Our technology is getting to, to where it might be. Yeah, book is always better. Uh, the movie, the movies are always they cut out stuff. They, they it's an interpretation. Sometimes they uh, they change the narrative. Uh, if you're working for the Chinese, you have to make sure that it's soft on on uh, religion. So the Chinese will put it up on their uh, in China. Uh, that's what they do with everything. They took the movie. Uh, what was the the Pearl Harbor? The, the theatrical ending of Pearl Harbor is not the, the uh, ending that they, is, that happened in real life. Uh, they downplayed that so that the Japanese wouldn't be offended by it because we nuked the fuck out of them. 
right? So they downplayed you also have, that. Uh, on, on Top Gun, the movie, you had a, a patch in the back of the jacket that had the the flag of Taiwan. They right. had to edit that out of the movie because yep. China doesn't recognize Taiwan. China so they wouldn't recognize it. So they wouldn't play it in China. Uh, no. the they would all the billions of dollars. I'm sorry, Jake. Have you guys seen me? the? No, no, you're fine. Uh, have you guys seen the newer movie, uh, The Interview, that uh, involved North Korea and all the uh, uh, backlash that came from uh, releasing that movie? They actually, uh, it was uh, by Seth Rogen and uh, nobody heard about it. Yeah, about I heard about it, movie. but I didn't. I, yeah, they had to change all kinds of shit, right? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, well, I didn't they basically uh, uh, on Mister uh, what's his name Han. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they basically make their whole interpretation on him that he's big into Katy Perry, and that's why he's bombing all these countries. And it's 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 definitely uh, it's definitely took her song Firework. You are Firework. <laughs> yes, is that he's he's driving, driving, a little too serious, right? Listening to Firework. And Rocket Man. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I gotta tell you, all, I got a thing for Katy Perry. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. This is my opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it was it, it was hard it was hard to see that following video because they all have to do the the uh, yeah. self death and, and immolation video yeah. and you can see her change after that yeah so yep. yeah she's a beautiful woman absolutely yeah. um, unfortunately what that industry does to people well, no, yeah I mean, and that's uh, why that's why look at what she did though that's why she does. said that's why she said I mean uh, unfortunately um, Brittany couldn't she just you know she blew up but but you had the same exact uh, dark night of the soul with her where she came out and said that was what I needed to be to make money yep and this is me remember she shaved her head too but she didn't go bald she cut her hair super short and then since then she's changed her entire life she finally went to uh, what's his name and said okay I want to have your child and I want to be married because he was he was like you need to get yourself under control. And when she had the dark night of the soul, when she was married to what's his name, the English comedian, and she woke up, she wrote the song about it, waking up on the concrete, uh, and got rid of him. That changed his life. He now has Russell a podcast. <clears throat> yeah, he now has a podcast, and he says that changed his life. And yeah. now he's on the right track, and he's all about the law. Russell, Russell Brand was with Katy Perry. I didn't know about well, that. Yeah, yeah, they the were thing. married. Oh yeah, they yes, got yeah I love Russell Brand. I think they, he's freaking awesome. I'm listening. They, to actually, got, uh, they actually got matching tattoos on each other's bodies. Yeah, they did. They were married. And, uh, and so me and me and, uh, so and Miss Rizzo were talking about this today and Russell Brand's politics on in, in Europe. And I I really do love his influence on mental health in uh in, yep. in the actual he's uh, been there. He knows the suffering. He's been there. Yeah. If you guys yeah. haven't seen if you guys haven't seen his podcast, the Randall pa, the Rand, Randall what's his last name? I always messed it up. Russell Russell, yeah, Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. Russell Brand. Look up, Brand. look at Russell Grand podcast. His podcast, you'll love it. I was, I'm hooked on it. Started watching it. I was like, yep, he's on the right path. So they were married, and I they were both it. partying. Uh, he's got the Newsies, and he's got a couple other. Uh, he's got a couple other podcasts. Yeah, he's I'm got three. He's, he's got a bunch of these sets up now that that he was yeah. advertising those on the last one that I watched. Oh yeah, um, but you can. Yeah, it's uh, Russell Brand on on YouTube or even on yep. Facebook. You can find him on both. He just had. Yeah. Uh, he just had uh, Ben. Uh, uh, Ben Shapiro on recently. Ben Shapiro, I saw that was one. Of, the first one I saw was he was yeah. talking to Ben, and I was like, "What?" And I kept watching. I got got hooked. Started watching his other shows. And I was like, "All right, I like where Russell's gone." So oh, yeah, yeah they he were had a great. He had a great she one with up from Peterson a drunken stupor in the middle of the street someplace, and he and he was gone off somewhere drunk as well. Uh, and that's when she realized that she needed to get rid of him, uh, and she did, and that changed his life. That episode of her and that happening changed his life. He was talking about that on the show. 
And now he's gone completely sober and he's gone down the other path and he's in service to others uh, and, and just is living his best life and having a great time. I think it's great. I, so, I, I, think so I hope I can get this big someday. Look, look at his channel name. Look at his, look at our link and look at his link. Oh yeah. It's a different level. Right. <laughs> He's got his own uh, freaking name. We've got a whole bunch of numbers that are that are in letters that are just uh, afterwards. Well, and, uh, He's the got, other thing that I think right? made a you, big, you have to pay for that. Uh, you can pay for that and, and put that in there. Okay. Or, well, when you get a certain, um, or when you get a, a certain amount of following, you can also then change it. And like I could change mine to Orion Rising at some point if I had enough followers. Yeah, you got to be big time though. You got to be a star, a rock star starting from. We're starting from nobody. He was starting from one of the funniest comedians on the planet, right? Oh, no. He was starting from a drug addict that was just a uh, well, Everybody loves a drunk heroin addict. They are funny as shit. They got oh, hell them. yeah. That's, That's why, tough. I mean, look at back in but the I 70s think, uh, when they did that movie, uh, 10, right? And they and, they, and what's his name? Uh, or Arthur, right? And when she was on there. And he was a drunken English uh, partier who was doing everything. He can put up his nose or in his... Arms or oh, his, oh his you're, you're talking about the Russell yeah. Brand Arthur. I was thinking about the other no, one no, before no, that. that. Well, that's, that's that's back when they did that the one, original. they didn't do heroin and they didn't do the original was just alcohol smoking and that. Uh, yeah. But you know that's what they were trying to, to say. So when they came forward, those doors were knocked down and you could have them being completely debauched. <laughs> and I always say the, the thing that turned Russell Brand uh, to the person that he is today, besides his own drug use, was actually Amy Winehouse and uh, her story and how it affected him. And right, having, him, about that having her on yes. her show, yeah. I mean, like there, there was so much, there was so much going on between the two of them that was never really addressed. Yeah. And uh, I, I really think that made a big impact on his they life. They were both tortured souls, and you can feel it in in their performances, in their music, in their you know everything. You could tell yeah. that their soul yeah. was just they were looking for something. Well, you know, yeah. a lot of times when it comes to poetry, uh, songwriting, and stuff like that, you have most to of the suffer, people, otherwise you can't um, write. Yeah. Right. That's the truth. Well, and Amy's, Amy's one of those few people in the 27 group, the yeah. 27 club. And uh, those are some of yeah. our best poets that we have ever had on this earth. That whether would be part Jimmy of the, Hendrix, the sacrifice. You're talking wasn't Jim Morrison. That, uh, wasn't that Heath's age, too? Heath Ledger yeah. was also that age? Yeah. 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 So that, great that's poet, a sacrifice. Great artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. No, Heath Ledger was 27. That's the exactly right. You, you have you have people don't realize that either. That's another uh, thing. You know, the 31 for the Jesus uh, 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 happening or or whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you look in time uh, to the seven to ten other events that were are the the Jesus event, uh, but it was you know different names. Uh, it was the same thing. They all died at 31, uh, and and then you have the 27s for the sacrifice. These things are there subconsciously to tell us it's esoteric. Uh, it's there again for us if we can catch it. So, and that's what Michael's referring to and Jacob's referring to here, guys, is that is that these people or look at um, uh, who else was it? You have uh, uh, Janis Joplin, right? When yep. she died, she was 27. She died. All these people throughout throughout our history who did great things at a very young age. And then they die at 27 years old and people go, they died far too young, way before their time uh, and too young is so bad, but it was done on purpose. 
it was done on purpose for the bigger picture. And a lot of people don't realize that. So that's what they're referring to here. If you don't understand that. And then the 31 is the sacrifice is the ultimate sacrifice. When people are dying at that age, that is usually the Christ consciousness, not meaning Jesus Christ himself, but the consciousness that is in with, that can be within you, me, everyone. Uh, but only those who are like Jesus, and there's only been a few, and I believe it's Jesus, the same soul, coming back here each time in those different places, but I can't prove that yet. <laughs> now, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't back you up on that one, unfortunately, Leo. Well, it, it doesn't because, really matter. That's because really in mean, the eyes of most... it could have been like 10 different people, 10 different souls doing the well, same thing. Well, in the eyes of most person. Christians, no one's going to perform as well as Jesus. Well, the fact know, is, a, you're, you're not going to make the sacrifice thing. multiple times. He sent prophets and people beforehand, and he knew that they were beaten beforehand. Well, okay, and I agree. With, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Sacrifice uh, can know. only be made once, right? And should only be made once. So I, I tend to agree with you on that part, right? So maybe I misspoke in the way I said that because I was thinking of like a higher, higher level, like on no, as a, then again, the you know, we, we talk we talk about Elijah yeah. and Moses coming back to guide other people, and that's right. I'm sure that's a possibility as well. Um, you know, I, I'd say that there wouldn't be anything against uh, Enoch as well, because, you know, he was right. raised. He didn't actually die either. So, um, you know, right. there, there's all those possibilities. One, right. Think about that. Think about that and everything that Enoch did. That's another one that's very close to the same, uh, you know, the whatever you want to call that, the Jesus phenomenon. Right. Yeah. And that's just because Jesus is the last one that we know of. Right. Enoch walked with God. That's what Abraham means. walked with God. What does it mean to walk with God? Right. To where your thoughts are his thoughts and, and your actions are his actions. Why? Because you're doing what he wants you to do. It's, it's a symbiosis to where you accept the, the Father's loving will and you do that. And your conversation with him and he converses with you and you are in that essence like in the Garden of Eden. Because you, you choose to be there with him as well instead of following your own whatever path. Or um, instead of being there because you think you have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to do this. Oh, yeah, this is oh, such a sacrifice. It, but yeah, I'll do it, sacrifice. I'll, yeah. See, that's the choice. And on that level, when you come down to this level, it's the same choice that you're here to make here. Whether you're going to walk with God and follow God and God's way or whether you're going to go against God and, and, and go as far away from God as you possibly can. Those are the only choices that you have. You're either good or evil. You're either in service to others or in service to self. So if you're in service to self, then that's the place where you go away from God. That's the lack. The problem is when the people that are in service to self, they don't ever want to die because they fear death and they know that. And so they try and avoid it at all costs. And that's where yeah. we get, you know, the uh, dream uh, thing, chrome from, you know, um, the lymphatic. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, what about the, what about yeah, the I, I don't want to mention that whole thing. Yeah, but, uh, I was going to say the whole word, about. but without, without, getting, down, without getting down that road, has to do with adrenaline that are into self serving. <laughs> no, what but that, the, that is, but that is self serving because they are willing to gain more life at the expense of. No, 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 of no. I'm talking about, yeah. we, we've talked about this before, Michael. The Christians that go, oh, Jesus already died for my sins. I can do whatever I want now. No, no, no. You you got to walk with him. In other words, show yeah, him. Yeah, just because you have a clean slate from that doesn't mean that you now can do whatever it is that you want. For example, if there was do, one time when uh, the the guy in in uh, it wasn't the leper; it was a cripple that was trying to get into Bethesda, and he asked him, "What do you?" Here, oh, I'm trying to get uh, into the the waters because the waters can heal, but you know nobody can take me and I can't get there. 
And Jesus told him, pick up your mat and go, but stop sinning. Otherwise, it will be worse for right. you next time. Right. And that's the whole thing. He'll wipe it clean. He'll heal you. But that just means you start over. is demanded yeah. from you later on because now you are aware. And sinning without knowing is one thing, but knowingly sinning is another. Because it's an, active, it's an act of defiance. A choice. You clearly make. And there well, you know what? And, and this is a good point. I want to bring this up here, what she's saying here. She said, she says, I thought I was Jesus during a meltdown. At a certain point uh, during everyone's dark night of the soul, when you start to, when, you're, when your mind expands and you think you lose your mind because you literally get that download where you're, you go poof and you like see and you all of it is there now and you recognize it, you know, to, so when you first recognize the universe and how vast it is. It's more like the, the footprints in the sand. Yeah. You know and, the footprints in the sand? Right. Why, when my toughest times, did you abandon me, Lord? And he says, I didn't abandon you. That's when I was carrying you. That was you. when I was carrying you. Right. So at some point, some people tend to get stuck in, in your spiritual growth because you understand the higher, 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 higher. Like we were talking about, eventually you return to the one. So you go, well, wait, then I am God and I am Jesus. Well, not here, but eventually that's where you will lead back to and a strive to a reflection so, of him. Right. So some people get stuck in the in the I'm I, I believe that I'm Jesus and they think they're Jesus now. Right. Um, what's his name? Um, David Icke for two years thought he was Jesus Christ and dressed like him. And he everybody thought he was crazy. And then he went, Oops, okay, I get it now. I'm not actual Jesus Christ. I metaphorically and spiritually. But there are Jesus reptilians Christ. and they are trying to to kill us all. Let me give a that, that would be David Icke, right? Right. Yeah, right. That would be David Icke. And then she says, but the doctors say Jesus couldn't be a woman. That's a sexist, humanized ego ideology that was just passed on to you. I watched the, the Dalai Lama of God. Okay, let's not yeah. get into that because that's also a disvirtuation. That's well, part right. of the, the self. Because when we start me, breaking it down to, oh, but women, me, uh, I mean, it, it's it's her story. It's not his story. But that's all part of the, the ego. I want my yep. race. I want my sex to be stronger. I want my, blah, blah, blah. Yep. that's it's all ego. part of the ego. Yep. Let it the let me, fuck uh, go. Let me jump in and yep. add a uh, different religious perspective that most people might not have, especially between you two. So um, <laughs> when when I'm when I'm talking about um, hallucinogens, there's a uh, there's a definition that comes into place when it's talking about blue lady? Death. ego death. I thought about ego the blue lady that everybody like, uh, sees with ayahuasca. Ego death you can reach with ayahuasca. You can do with mushrooms, with uh, lysergic acid. Um, all of these things can be met with uh, with with all these different uh, major hallucinogens. But uh, what I'm saying is. That is also a point where people reach where they feel like they are God. They are one and everything is part of them. And it, it's an interesting point that everybody reaches in their life at, at certain times and how they justify it. Yeah, some get so, stuck there. And when you get oh, yeah. stuck there. It's usually there, an ego thing. We try and justify it to thing. ourselves. Yeah. 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 And that's and, and to get past that is when the ego starts to fade. You, you no longer have any use for the ego. Once you understand that energy, that's the zero point that we're talking about where you actually understand the, the Christ energy and that it's not you, but it is within you and it is part of you. And you're not the Christ, but you are following the way. And that's now but you are, but you are created in his image. Yeah. You have that ability. 
Right. All of us yeah. are created in the image exactly. of God. We're a reflection. So he tells us that in the end times, the, yeah. I was gonna say, the, end times the disciples would have the powers of the apostles. That means right. they could heal yeah. the sick. They could uh, heal the blind. They could you know, do all the miracles that they did back in those days. We'll be able to do now with the fullness of the spirit and the awakening of the consciousness of the planet. Absolutely. Um, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so so that's interesting because that, that harkens back, Jacob, to uh, back in the 60s, the doors, not just the band, but the concept, and that's why they called it that, was they the were using psychedelics to yeah, ascend, doors of perception. Yeah, to oh, ascend no, I, the I, place I love, that Michael's love, talking about that. now that we are able to do without those psychedelics. We're doing it through our conscious awareness, where back then they had to it's take It's a lot fucking easier when you're practice. tripping, man. It's, it's a, a lot, lot fucking easier when you're tripping. A lot fucking easier when you're tripping. Man. And we, we also no got joke. into this. Uh, we, we also got into oh, this. But, you know, I still smoke pot, and I'll tell you what, my best shit comes when I'm high, bro. <laughs> because that is <laughs> no, We also got into this discussion when we were talking to a few medians, is when, when you're opening these doors of perception, are you also open to um, uh, possession influences. and things like that? No, possession is a choice. Again, everything is a choice that has. Well, to if, if you're open, if you're open to allowing things into your life, when opening these doors of perception, it de it depends on your openness, right? Uh, yes, but your soul cannot ever be compromised, or unless you allow it to happen. This yeah. avatar is tuned to your soul, and the only way anyone else can come in here is you have to invite them in. It's like a vampire. Vampire or abandon, or your abandon house. your house with an astral projection and leaving it alone. And then when you come back, somebody might be in your home with you. Right. That was something that the father told us as well. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. So if you're leaving it and no one's watching it, then it can, then you can have somebody come in there. And then when you get back, now you're in a fight, right? Hey, this is my house. Get out. Right. It's the same thing with your home. You go home, you leave, you go to work, you come home. There might be somebody else in there when you come in. It's no different. But in the interim, if you have the door locked, nobody's going to get in unless they break in. Same thing with your with your soul. So they can't just take over possession like you see in the movies. The devil possessed them. Can't happen. You have to in some way accept that possession. That's, that's where we get into the spirits because they are possessed. And we see many in government that are possessed. And in what but way? They, they and, wanted that, though. They invited that. But, right? but, exactly. But is exactly. It, and it's but, also uh, the spirit in which they act. So they are acting in, in the Antichrist. But when spirit. you invite it, is it, does it necessarily have to be an inviting thing where you intentionally are inviting it? Or could it be something that is, you know... Stumbled have, upon. have you watched the movie maybe, The Lost maybe Boys? You're, maybe you're on ayahuasca. Or right. a, have, have you watched the movie The Lost Boys? You know that yes. the movie yeah, about yeah. The, no, the California yeah, vampires and that sort of shit back in the yeah. 1980s and 90s yeah. and stuff. Remember when the the old teacher came into the the house and he brought flowers for the mom? Right. And he opened up the door and he invited him in. And he yeah. later on he tried to use the mirrors and all that kind of stuff and it didn't work on him and said, "Silly boy, you never invite a vampire into your home." Right. Right. And see, that's it's the same. That's what he's talking about now. In some sense, and Jacob, let me answer your question by this. What is being attempted here on this planet is exactly what you're saying. Now, let me explain that. There's a group of people from Orion that are here. They call themselves the Orion Crusaders, and they're trying to change the narrative here to get all of the people to believe this. And the only way this works, and this is where I, I like where you were going with what you said, buddy, because that's a very good question that you, that I think, needs to be wrung out. Because it's being, being attempted here now, COVID. We don't want to go down that road. But 
it's being attempted through uh, through osmosis. And let me explain this. What they're doing is they've gone through time and they got the, the scrolls for, for stitching to wrongfully translate. Now you got the ancient aliens guys and they're all pr propagating the same thing. Now you have all these guys that are doing all these tours now. I was working with them uh, four or five months ago and I've distanced myself from them because of that. All of them are, are, are agreeing we are a slave labor race and we were created by aliens. That's the narrative that they need everyone to believe because they know that we create the, the reality here. We're in charge of the matrix. If all creators, believe, how are we slaves? But yeah, the, uh, are we, yeah, but if everyone believes that we're slaves and it was an alien race, then the, the crusaders show up and go, We're your creators, we created you, we're your gods, worship us. That's how I they am, take over. I am, I am the Antichrist, right. I will sit in the seat of the most high and I will blaspheme right. his name. Right. Let me, uh, let me right. present, and everyone will praise him. Let me present an awesome fact that I don't know if anybody else has heard about. I just heard so about the it. Answer, the wait, I, I need to answer your question. So the answer to your question is, we don't really know the answer because they're trying to do it here now. And is it possible? They think so. So if they think that through osmosis, if all of us are kept asleep, so we don't know what we're giving up, and then we all believe that we're, we're slave labor, it doesn't matter because we don't have memory of not being. So in, in, in one sense, on a large scale, if you can't, see the truth and you're kept from it but people make you believe that is the truth and then you believe it to be so the reality changes because we're in charge here and we will think that so if an alien race shows up and say we created you we'll go oh that's what everybody was telling us so now you're here you're our god and there's your yeah, antichrist it, it, except there's a little up. warning that there is somebody with a reset switch and he's waiting for the last one to believe in him and then he's hitting that reset switch right because well, the and, people uh, that believe that deception this. They I've don't properly. I've had right. this talk with Michael before. Is uh, is it possible that we that there's a higher civilization out there that that played God with us, that put the Bible on our earth and uh, gave us this knowledge that we have today? Is it just possibly a higher civilization? Oh, it's it's just as possible as that it's not. And here's here's what I have to say about all of that and those theories. Same thing with the aliens. Uh, it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. Uh, so the truth is, it is just as possible and plausible that all of our knowledge has been given what to are you us. What to do with that tomorrow? Yeah, but exactly. Right. What are you going to do with that tomorrow? So, so the truth is this, is everything in this place, in here, this reality was designed to be a distraction. This is the trap, the soul trap that makes you become an adult. You were put here not because the not because the evil. I like has my distractions. They're so much fun. Some of them are. I agree with you, my friend. the The people of this planet are yummy. The food here is great. They have good pot, and I like the alcohol. <laughs> so some of it. So some of it, I agree with you. I like my distractions. Damn it, right? And when we get done here, I will go in, and I will go and I'll get a drink of of gin mixed drink and i'll go smoke a bowl drink my gin and then i'll sail away on the internet or i'll play a video game and we'll all sit yeah, down and well, start with, me, with me it's 112 so i'll actually have to finish the five pages that i need to translate and try and get some sleep beforehand <laughs> um but that was something uh, i don't know what time it is with you but since it's one o'clock in the morning it's with me, the, uh, quarter after midnight nine eastern here. it's probably eight o'clock your time uh, we, it's started, my time nine, we started nine, our uh, in we started our podcast with jimmy rizzo six hours ago <laughs> Almost seven hours ago now. 
more than seven hours because uh, uh, Leo's been we, on for we, five no, now. Yeah, I've been on for I five hours, twelve minutes. Yeah. So yeah, we, it's time for us. To, it's time for me to rest too. Uh, so, but guys, I want to continue. And you told this. me you couldn't do five hours. What's up? No, I, I can. I can do eight, but it does. It does. I can do ten. I've done twelve, bro. I did. I did three days uh, on one webinar. We did where we did uh, fourteen hours the first day, thirteen the second day, and twelve the third. Uh, right, and that awesome. was like, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was after, sitting on air the whole time. The only time I went off air was to use the restroom, get food for my mother. Uh, and that was it. Restroom, food for my mother, and refreshing my uh, uh, drinks and something to chew on, right? And I would turn my camera off, turn my my uh, microphone off while someone else was speaking, and I'd eat something real fast, drink something, come back on, you know? Yeah, that was crazy. I don't try to do those, but our conversation was so freaking fucking cool, I just decided to stay on here. Leo, <laughs> so I, I haven't talked to you about this. I appreciate so, uh, that. Thanks, Leo. <laughs> Thank Leo, you, guys. I, I was going to go off the air until you, you guys showed this. up. I was like, okay, I'm going to end this show right here. And then you guys popped in, and I was like, let's run with this. Go ahead, Jake. I'm sorry, buddy. No, 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 you're fine. I'm, I'm, glad you, uh, I'm glad you had us on because I appreciate it. I, I, I love having you on, and I, I know we can have a five-hour conversation without even trying. <laughs> oh, look <laughs> but, what we did tonight. Uh, look what we did tonight, right? And we could still be going. If we just started when you guys – if you guys were here at four when I came on, we'd still be right here now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, we definitely would. <laughs> We'd still be right here. Um, so, yeah, those of you out there that found us for the first time and you guys are just tuning in, uh, you know, uh, take a look at, at uh, uh, take a look at these, you know, Jacob's uh, channel. Watch tomorrow night, tomorrow night. All right. Pena's going to be on the Pena perspective on Jake's uh, show. And they're going to talk four or five hours. Uh, if I have time, I'll pop into the chat and start in there. Talking. Do four or five hours. <laughs> but uh, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you'll be on to talk. Um, and then a, Friday. Just heads up for everybody else. We also have a uh, professional uh, wrestling referee that is going to be on tomorrow as well. And uh, he's uh, he's met a, bu a bunch of people in the WWF, uh, including Jerry the King Lawler, uh, Al Snow, and a bunch of other people. He's going. He's also going to be on and uh, going be going to be doing an interview before Terry Terry Hopper. You know him, Michael. I know that name. Yeah, I know, Why sorry. do I know that name? Terry Hopper. So Terry, yeah, meaning Earth. And see, Hopper the conversation between California. you and Terry is basically between you and Terry. You both are big wrestling guys. And <laughs> oh, so yeah. that, that conversation just goes with y'all. And, and I have nowhere to fit in with that. Because oh, uh, see, I, 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 I wrestling in there. Towards, towards the end uncle, of the conversation, we want to bring you in. Of see, course. My uncle, dude, check this out. My uncle, who's deceased now, but... Uh, all the way back to the 70s, he was friends with all the all the wrestlers. He knew Hulk Hogan. He knew all those guys. And they used to all – Hulk Hogan didn't, but all the guys from the 70s, they used to come to my house. My dad used to go with them whenever they were in California doing the wrestling circuit. And, and my uncle awesome would come pick them up. Yeah, and they had awesome parties, man. My dad wouldn't come home for a few days. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And uh, so I had all a couple these... of brothers and sisters lost there in, in the mix somewhere. Yeah, right. So I watched wrestling my entire life all the way up to probably about five years ago. And I just turned it back on and was like, I don't know any of these people. There's a few that I know because they're older and they've come back. But most of these are all brand new. But, yeah, going all the way up to probably, like I said, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, there I, I, I like Rowdy Roddy Piper's movie. That I thought yeah. that was pretty you know, awesome. Here was a trivia question that was actually on Jeopardy, I think it was, and I actually got it wrong. And I'm gonna, Jake, I want to see how astute you are with your wrestling knowledge because you're much younger than I am, and you may not know the answer to this. I should have known the answer and forgot. Okay, 
who was which wrestler was the original spokesperson from WWE or WWF that did Slim Jim? Oh, the original. Yeah, God, I know I that guy. But I don't know his God, name. I, I wouldn't. Picture. I wouldn't know the original. Yes. I know Randy. I know Randy Savage is the iconic, but I don't. But know he was not the first one for him. He wasn't the first one. The first one was the Ultimate Warrior. Oh wow, that makes sense. That makes he was sense. the first one, and he was, and he would sit there, and he would, he would shake just like what Michael said. He, he would shake the, he'd shake the thing, he'd shake the thing, and then he would go slap into a slim jim. And he was really intense. He had the makeup on his face. So the only person who could follow that up was Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, and that's that's <laughs> something that the WWF did with the Ultimate Warrior. Is he always had ten minute commentaries or ten minute uh, excerpts that weren't actually uh, scripted out. Yeah. And he would go off into these tangents, and the WF was like, "No, we don't have time for this. We have a regular show to put on." And uh, yeah, they eventually tried to cut him out of the air more. And that's more. what happened, and that's and then he was going to leave, and he wanted to take the name with him. And McMahon was like, "We created that. We own that name. You got to yeah. go by something else." And that's when his career was gone. He he didn't really do anything. He tried after that, and he was done. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, you're right. When they want you gone, they want you gone. You're gone. Rowdy Roddy Piper's uh, son created um is it Roddy Roddy Piper's son or uh, uh Dusty Rhodes' son one of the, one of the two created a uh another wrestling organization that Terry has also worked for and he's going to be on talking about that as well I think it's so. Dusty Rhodes' son don't quote me um but you know what McMahon will buy him out eventually there's a new one right well, now one of one of Dusty Rhodes' sons was Goldust yeah 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 before he was Goldust he had another name and he was and he was gay and he was overweight. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. remember that? And yeah. then he became gold dust and he, and he lost weight, got thinner and became gold dust. He was badass. Dusty Rhodes was a great well, wrestler. No, I, I, I think yeah. they, they, they really ran that character into the ground. Gold dust. They tried to make him out to be this homosexual character or this by curious character that they wanted to uh, travel down roads that didn't, that weren't necessarily relevant to well, the had their social programming needs that the higher ups told yeah. them they needed to push. Well, that and you got to realize that if you go back in time, WWE was sued because some of the wrestlers that were there claimed that there was most of the wrestlers were gay and they were coming on to them and trying to seduce them and tell them like McMahon, they were claiming McMahon was saying, yeah, yeah let me screw you or you can't be on my show. So they, they, well, that was, that. that was, that was a lot of people in the older times that were actually uh, moderating some of the shows that went on during the attitude era or uh, you know, more, yeah. more of the risque area where they were trying to sell sex. But at the same time, there was other things going on behind the scenes. It was, right. it was very so interesting. But oh, then the like 80s Michael, was a great like time. Michael said once they once you come to the modern era, it's the agenda of Marxism that needs to be put in there with all the sexism uh, being free and you can you know be a choice whatever you want to be and do all that. That's that's an agenda, a social agenda that needed to be weakening society. Yeah. And that was part of the degradation of society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's part of the ego trip, you know. Yep. I am power, I can do whatever I want to be and and I am not a part of a society. I am the person the society should respect the most. Yeah. That's right. the ego trip. Yep. You, you, All right. We should probably get off here. Let me, let me uh, end this here. But yeah. So, so uh, uh, 
you guys. Always this is a fun time with you, Leo. Thank you very yeah. much. I wanted to thank Jacob. I want to thank Michael for you guys coming on. Thank you for popping into the chat and then coming on here. You guys were gracious by popping in, and we had a great conversation since then. Everybody go in and you know check out their stuff and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, so you know when Jacob goes live and you know when Michael's going to be on there. Uh, and same thing with Michael. I'll get some merch eventually. You know, yeah, we'll get you there, right? You'll you'll get you'll get to the point where you'll have time to do it because it takes time, and I know you're that's what you're planning for. You'll you'll get Ryan, it right, right, right here, right, you know, here. You know, right, yeah, right over right there, there. <laughs> other way, <laughs> there at the top. Um, right so there, yeah, that's my, that's my logo. You can go to Facebook or YouTube or anywhere you listen to an MP3 podcast around the world. I'm there, and if I'm not already there, you can go to Podbean. And you can get my RSS number that is there for you to copy and paste anywhere to any podcast that you want to listen to me on. And you don't, if they, you know, if there's somewhere where you don't pay, you can go to podbean.com. Go, you know, go, what is it? It's uh, Orion Rising slash podbean.com or do Orion or do podbean.com slash Orion Rising. You'll get that and you can click on there and get the RSS number and give that to your provider that you listen to your podcast on. They'll put it up there and all my shows will be forwarded to wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Right. So I pay them for that. I just paid them before I went on air tonight for a whole year. Uh, so I, I pay them for that. You guys can uh, then do that. And uh, please do because I, I'm listening to in parts of the world that I have no idea how I got there. And that means that you, the fan, the listener out there, clicked on my RSS and put it in the, at the place that you listen to podcasts that you're more comfortable with. Uh, I'm on all around the world. I've listened to in, in more than 60 countries, right? So I have I, I do better there than I do with the YouTube and, and Facebook. All right, guys. It's been a great show. Namaste. Michael, Jacob, I love you both. Every single person who listened to this, that listened to this podcast, I love you guys. Just remember that our reality is holding us back. That's right. That'll be, look for that. On Orion Rising, uh, the page on Facebook, look for that all over Facebook. I'll be having memes out, and I'll post them for you, and I'll talk about it in my other shows. So even if you don't like Facebook, you'll know the time because I'll tell you about it while here on YouTube. All right, guys, namaste. I love you. And like I always say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Have a great night. Have a good one.